Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pulp MX Show. Coming at you live from Las Vegas. It's Monday night. It's January 11th. Anaheim 1 has just happened. Holy shit, do we have a lot to talk about. Oh, my God, I don't even know where to start. I'm excited. This is good. This is exciting. There's lots to talk about. Lots to get to. Jason Anderson winning. Cooper Webb dominating. Vince Freeze, Weston Pike. Ryan Dungey, James Stewart. Trey Kennard, Ryan Dungey. Oh, my God. We have so much to talk about. BTOsports.com. Use the code PULPMX10 when you're checking out to save with those guys. Online retailer, the best one out there. And uh, they'll handle everything for you, whatever you need. They, they've got it. And uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. You can listen live on the app under the, under the info button. You can listen live on the Stitcher app for free. You can listen live on PulpMXShow.com. If you want some sponsor deals, click on sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com. All the codes, everything is right there for you. And we thank you guys for supporting the show. And the way it's been going has been fantastic we got the btosports.com tweet at travis segment we got the x brand goggles tear-offs we got the race tech emails the gear alloy cold call segment and the nfab question of the day and nfab check-in with jgr and uh, we got lots to talk about chad reed is on the show that's right chad reed the 2-2 he's back with the yamaha a nice anaheim for him a nice anaheim not great but a nice anaheim for chad reed austin stroop Stroopy is back. He raced arena cross this weekend in Cincinnati. Let's talk to Stroop. Find out what he's doing, where his head is at, where his comeback is going. Looking forward to that. Chris Kiefer will be on later via the phone because we got to get to the bottom of Chris Kiefer and uh, all this that's going on uh, at the press conference, as well as get his thoughts on Anaheim One. So we got lots to talk about. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, official sprocket of James Stewart. Chad Reed, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Engineering, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, and Ride Engineering. All on board with us at Nitro Circus, too. Nitro Circus starting up in Europe, so check them out, NitroCircus.com, and uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. Hey, KTMPartsExpress.com, a lot of you had KTMs. Use the code PULPMX at KTMPartsExpress.com. Over 35 years of experience in the KTM. They got the power parts. They got the hard parts. KTM just dominated Anaheim 1. If you include the Husky, they dominated. So uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Check them out. And we thank those guys for uh, making it happen. With me in studio, a lot of good feedback on this guy. And the last time he was in, people loved it. He is back in to, uh, to talk about uh, Anaheim 1 and everything else. The great Eddie Ray. Yeah, I'm back. You're back. How are you? Oh, I mean, how can I be great? Went to A1. I mean, I don't know if I can contain myself tonight. Like, so much excitement. This show could go 24 hours easily. Let's see if we can just keep going. Just keep going. We could, easily. Honestly, I feel like the 250 class with Cooper Webb and Zach Osborne and Jesse Nelson, we might not even get to that. Now, Yeah, yeah. very easily. For the record, JGR Yamaha... 
in the in the form of Jeremy Albrecht and Weston Pike declined to come on tonight. Vince Freeze declined to come on tonight. Doesn't going to stop us from talking about them, but we tried. We, we tried. Hey, we all seen what happened. So I mean, I think uh, we don't need them to. Uh you know, to, yeah. to talk about excitement. You know what I mean? We, we, we all have our own opinions. We all have, you know, we all seen what happened. So I think, uh, I think so, it could get crazy. Now you though, Eddie, people need to know Eddie Ray, you're a really good friend of Vince Freeze. I am. You've known him for a long time. You guys are buddies. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to affect you, but people, you know how Vince thinks, acts, what's going on maybe a little bit. Like you're, uh, hey, I call a spade a spade. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no, no. I'm saying, and, do. I'm good friends with Vince. I'm friends with Weston. I'm friends with the guys at JGR. You're friends with everyone. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Who are you not yeah. friends with? No one. Like, for example, me and Ricky Carmichael aren't buddies. Sleater and I don't really hang out. Is there someone like that for you? Let me think about it. Okay. We I'll will. come up with something good. Because maybe. I know when, when, when you go around the pits and you're like, hey, Eddie Ray and I are doing this, or Eddie Ray's coming to the show, you always get the, <laughs> Eddie Ray. Hey. You know? It's a good time. I'm glad to be back. And I couldn't have picked a better show or one for you to bring me out for. I know. So, you know, I feel um, like uh, I got the jump on everybody. Eddie Ray brought to you by Roost MX, the great people at Roost MX, Tommy Hahn and Colt Nichols, who rode very well all night over at the uh, Cycle Trader uh, um, Rock River Yamaha truck. They use Roost MX graphics, as do a lot of privateers. 48-hour turnaround. They got a whole Pulp Nation section on the website. Pulp Nation saves you 20% on everything they have on the website. We did a 30% off sale last week. I think it went well, and we thank those guys for coming on. Chris and Christina and everybody at Roost MX, they've been in business for 17 years. There's a lot of graphic companies out there that have just started. These guys have been doing it, and they will continue to do it, and they will continue to keep it up. And uh, we thank those guys. And Eddie Ray, you're brought to you on the show tonight by Roost MX. Yeah, great people. Uh, Jason Thomas will be on. Jason Thomas, not so much a friend of Vince Freeze. Absolutely. I, don't, uh, I think there's no low. I think Jason may hate Vince more than Weston does. <laughs> it just might matter. There's a possibility they're battling for the top spot. Hey, last week, so uh, we're trying for a new producer in uh, 2016 on the Pulp of Mech show here. We, uh, we've had a few different guys come in, and we had um, uh, Talon come in last week. Talon came in once with tits. And, and it was good. Tits came in with uh, Travis a couple weeks ago. Tits and Travis worked it out. So what we decided to do, and in, in, uh, we still can't make up our mind, so we decided to have both guys back in for a whole show by themselves to, uh, to figure it all out. Uh, Talon came in last week. And uh, this week, uh, manning the phones, working the phones up over there is uh, our guy Travis. He's on the line right now. But uh, we'll get to him right after the phone call here. He's, he's multitasking. Now, you, you weren't in for Talon. No. But Travis... In your eyes. I have one question. Yeah. Did Talon bring banana nut bread? Did he bring anything? He didn't bring anything. Travis wins. Travis. Uh, welcome, Travis wins. Welcome into the show. Hey, Steve. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Um, you're over there. You're by yourself. You're flying solo, bro. Um, yeah. You are flying solo. Wings so. are flapping. And you brought banana bread. I did and bring Andy banana loves bread. you. Yeah. See? Yeah. He fixed the computer. <laughs> he did. He did. He did fix the computer. I was having that computer, the producer computer. He brought was, banana bread? Yeah. It's endless. We're only going to find out more what this guy does. Talon, if this guy's sick, we'll bring you in. This is, I think, our winner's here. Travis, right here. Travis. <laughs> All right. All right. So, man in the phones, Travis. Thanks we'll for the endorsement, Eddie. <laughs> uh, Listamore's in the studio hanging out. Our buddy James Listamore, he's in. And we got so much to talk about and uh, so much to do. But right away, right off the bat, we got to get to this guy. It's been rough for him. 
and maybe we can talk him off the ledge. Brandon Yellow. Um, I've basically called in to be at a loss of words. <laughs> All right. Jump. It's, you know, I mean, just jump. It's been bad. It's been rough. The offseason's been rough. 2015 was rough. I thought he looked good. Like, he didn't go down in practice, did he? I didn't see him go down in practice, no. Almost. So, he went almost went down a bunch of times. It was, it was scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, Anderson did get off and won, so I'll, I'll take almost all day. But uh, I thought he looked good. I thought in the heat race it was smart, like Trey and what was it, Cole kind of – I mean, Trey was just on it. So James, I thought, was being smart, you know, got some clean laps in. And then uh, you guys still there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was just yeah. so silent. In my no, phone we're, 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 we're just, speechless. We're, we're letting you. We're letting you go, bro. We're letting you go. Okay. So in the main, I'm freaking excited. You know, as uh, Oakland's my home, uh, my home uh, race. But James being back had to had to had to make the trip. So uh, mm-hmm. the main starts. Boom! I'm like, oh my god, whole shot. Riding smart. Anderson's getting dicey with him. Uh, still looking good. Uh, gets by both of them on the uh, over-under, and then uh, freaking tragedy, man. I uh, It's like someone stabbed me in the heart. Raining Yellow, are you mad at Dungy? You know, honestly, I, I was. I was freaking pissed, but the booing of the red flag made me almost it put a sick feeling in my stomach because I was gutted for James, and hearing the boos is just like a, a really disgusting feeling, but... uh. Um, once again, I was mad at him, and I cheered like uh, I shouldn't have, but I cheered when uh, Trey took Dungey down. Well, uh, that's what happens with fans. A lot of people cheered, actually. Um, all right, Randy. Yeah. Well, hey, we're well, gonna. One last, okay. one last thing I wanted okay. to say was, um, right. uh, well, we're gonna bounce back, and it's gonna be all good. And I'll talk to you guys next Wait, week. Wait, Raining Yellow, for you, I'm going to give you some yeah. advice. You yeah. remember like 10 shows back when you loved Seven, you were trying to jump gear to some other brand? I forget what it was. Hey, you should I probably pick a new gear. rider. I just, I, I, what's that? You should probably pick a new, if, since you're willing to jump like gear brands, you should probably pick a new rider. No, I just said to get dirty and I got hung up on. So you know, you can still be Raining I'll, Yellow I'll if you go to. Rider. Hey, you can still be Raining Yellow if you go to Jason Anderson. He has yellow on his bike. Nope, never. JF7 right. until I die. All right. See you guys. All right, see ya. Yeah, it's rough. And we'll get to the James Stewart, Ryan Dungey thing. Uh, Stewart knocked himself out because of red flag. Uh, obviously, Eddie, you and I, we um, we didn't uh, stay at a Holiday Inn last night. But um, does James race this weekend? Man. He has taken some hits to the head. He has. It's hard to say, like you said. What do you think? I'm going to go with um, – yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he. Races. I'm going to say he sits one out. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to. You know, it's already not looking good. And man, you want to talk about a rough off season for James? You know, like, holy crap. So um, it should be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Hey, don't forget Amazon, Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. Uh, Click on that. We get a little small slice of whatever you order. We appreciate that. And, uh, again, you can get the app on the app iTunes store for $1.99. If you like hockey, Eddie, I'm doing a Pulp Hockey podcast. Ron Hextall. Check, check out uh, Pulp Hockey and uh, if you like hockey. And uh, I'm trying to do those, and it's been in- interesting and exciting. So, Jason Thomas. That's me. There's so much to talk about. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. What happened? Something happened. <laughs> uh Okay, well, first of all, congrats, because on your Race Rex column before the race, you we had been talking about Anderson, lots of rumors about Jason Anderson from the Rockstar Husky team and how fast he's been going. 
you actually called him for the win. Yeah, I got lucky. Well, I don't know if I got lucky, but, you know, I didn't even get to see him ride, but I heard it so many times from so many different people that don't talk to each other that I just had to go with it. You know, he was mm-hmm. second there last year, so it's not like he came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. yeah, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal, Eddie. Both starts, too. Yeah, it, it, he wrote he wrote amazing, and uh, it kind of reminded me of watching a West Coast Lights class two years Sealy. ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like them two, Sealy's winning last lap, you know, come right yeah. in, steal it away from him. You know? Let me ask you this. I'll ask you first, Eddie. You know, in 1993, a Supercross kid comes in, a couple Supercross titles under his belt, third race of the year, boom, McGrath wins Anaheim, and it's over. Okay, now I'm not, Jason Anderson is not Jeremy McGrath, but as far as winning a title, like starting to get some wins, could this be the start? He looked good, man, and he's got raw speed. Could this be something where we're like, yeah, Jason Anderson won the 450 Supercross title, and it all started Anaheim 1? You know, I'm a firm believer in uh, confident snowballs. And if he comes out this weekend and I feel does the same thing, wins another race, he could be hard to beat. Like, these guys better put a stop to that, to that freight train right I'm now. That's what I'm saying. It's his second year. So, give him you know. two in a row, and, man, your confidence just – I mean, Jason, JT, you know about confidence. You, you give a ride. You, when they think they can win, they're unstoppable, you know? Yeah, I think uh, he's going to have a tough time, though, because Ryan Dungey's ride and Ken Roxon's ride as well shouldn't be understated, I don't think. You know, and that's not taking any, anything away from Anderson. I mean, obviously I predicted he would win, but – Man, Dungey and Roxon were both really impressive. They had different sets of circumstances uh, and, and different main events, but they looked really, really ready. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be that kind of McGrath thing. I just think that Anderson is – he's ready to do battle. You know, I don't think he's going to run away with anything, but I think he's going to be in the fight. I, I really believe that. Oh, for sure. And at the same time, I mean, I, I have to say, me and Steve talked about this. I really thought Chad looked solid. You know, he could be another guy. You let him get to the middle, you know how Chad is. You give that guy just an ounce of confidence, and he he is a force to be reckoned with, you know? Yeah, I think Chad's the key for Chad is if he can see the lead and at the halfway point, then his mind starts working like, well, well, you know, they can't ride away from me. You know, okay. it's, this is my race to win if, if he gets to that point. All right, we'll get to Chad Reed. JT, are we turning right. into Chad Reed? No, that was Eddie Reed. I know, I know, I know, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, JT, you're right, right? Kenny Roxon fell down in the first or second turn, came back to get fifth, and was on it. Uh, Ryan Nudgee went down with Trey Kennard, came back to get second, Seeley, and was on it. Um, Tomac had the fastest lap of the night. So, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to um, pump up Anderson here, but, man, honestly, like, I'm not – if he wins, it's just one race. I know, and he did good last year at the opener, but I can see this kid legitimately winning the championship, just being like, it's my time. Later, bitches. I can see I, I could, I could see that happening. I just don't think it's going to be any kind of runaway. I, I think if he wins this thing, he's going to have to earn it. Every, every step of the way, he's going to have to fight off <clears throat> Ryan Dungey, who's in his, he's in his prime right now. You know, there's, there's a time for each rider that we've seen come through that's a legendary type guy, and I believe Ryan Dungey fits that bill, where they're just in their prime and everything is clicking. You know, it's the intersection of their peak physical ability, the best bike they've come across, mm-hmm. the best training program they've had, and their personal life seems to be in a good place. And all those things kind of click, and you just see greatness come out of those guys for a year or two, maybe three, 
um, where they're just kind of unstoppable. And I feel like that's where Dungy's at right now. You know, if he can continue that this year, that's, that's definitely where he was at last year. Who, who, uh, who, who had a better race? Rock, Kenny Roxon or Dungy? Obviously, I'm not. No, definitely Dungy. Definitely Dungy. You think? Uh, Dude. Yeah, the, the Charger. I, and that's not taking any with No, no, I know. Roxon. Yeah. You know, he got to fifth, and I felt like he had a chance to get Tomac, and he really just couldn't close the gap. Uh, but I just felt like Dungy, man, to, to get Sealy there at the end, he showed a lot of heart. And, I, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't like it was, you know, rock. That's not taking anything away. No, no, I know. I know. Force me to choose, I'll say Dungy. What do you think, Eddie? Um, what was the question? <laughs> if you're most, I, I was writing some down. If you're most impressed with Anderson, uh, who would be second most impressive? Uh, man. Dungy or? Yeah, well, okay. I, I'm not impressed with Dungy because that's just what he does. Yeah. I'm not but impressed. That was, he, he fell. He fell. Yeah, he fell. Yeah. But, and you know what? He gets back up, never throws his hands up, shakes his head, and he charges back to where he was. Second most impressed, like, I would say Sealy. Like, he looked really good. Like, I Well, mean, he, he wasn't, sorry to cut you off, but he wasn't in the two that we were picking from. Math has asked two different questions. He asked me between Dungy and Roxon. Oh, all right, Dungy, I, actually, Dungy JT, and Roxon. I just assumed he would pick one of Dungy or Roxon. Uh, Dungy or Roxon, uh, for sure. I, I would say probably Dungy was more impressive, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it's early, and, you, you know, all of us guys jumped the gun. And so that talk about Anderson in the title, I, I get it. But, man, this could be just a run, just wins again, like Eddie said. And next thing you know, these dudes are down. If and, I'm betting somebody for this championship, yeah. I'm still going Dungy. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, um, you have to. Yeah. I mean, you just have to at this point. Um, Boy. You'd be silly to leave Alden Baker's program right now. That's, hey, this is what I just wrote down, cause, I and mean, I didn't want to steer off the question, but JT, where do you see this? Maybe it comes down middle of the series. You have uh, Anderson and Dungy battling for this championship. Do you see problems at the Baker's factory? It'll be interesting. You know, this is uh, it's not new for, for Alden Baker. We, we saw the same dynamic with Ryan Delpoto and, and Ken Roxon in 2014. So... Alden has experience with dealing with these guys because, you know, Ryan Villapoto was his clear number one, and Ken Roxon was the new guy. And Ken Roxon was winning the series and won the opener. And it's exactly the same scenario that played out. So I'm sure Alden's going to draw from that experience and draw from, you know, how he dealt with that and saw that play out. <clears throat> because certainly he has to appease two different people that are very important, and they both have – the same goal, and, and only one of them, you know, assuming one of those two wins, is going to achieve that. So, um, I don't know. I, it's not a position I would want to be in because you're trying to tell two guys the same thing, like, hey, you do this, you're going to win the title. Well, you know he's lying to somebody. Well, so. you, you see a lot in UFC when you have a trainer who trains two fighters that are in their camp. When it comes down to the championship fight, that trainer always steps back and lets another, you know what I mean? So this is kind of weird. Alden can step back and go, hey, you know, go find a new trainer and y'all work this out amongst yourselves. But yeah, for sure. I bet you it's a tough situation. But let me ask you, do you think they actually train together, like same time? Like, hey, we're all going on the bike ride. Hey, we're all doing weights. Hey, we're all doing motos at the same time. What do you know about that? Yeah, that's from what I know. They they do. Okay. Um, I think it, they, you know, Alden uses that as a tool. And I think he learned that with, Kenny and, and Ryan uh, Villapoto was that they they really benefit from pushing each other, and it just raises the level of both of them. <clears throat> the problem is is that when both of them are at a peak level and fighting for a championship, I, you know I don't think this is Alden's ideal situation. But I, I can tell you one thing: it's good for business. You know if you're if you're 
trying to go public with the Baker's factory, this is a good time to, to sell some shares of it because year after year he's proving that if you jump on that program, good things happen to you. And then obviously this leads us to Adam Cincerello just leaving Alden Baker. Yeah, but I feel like, and I don't know, this is pure speculation on my part. I'm going to preface this with that because I haven't spoken to Adam about it. I really haven't even spoken to you, Steve, about it. But I purely think that it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's partly in due to just financially being really expensive to be on that program. And, and like I said, this is my opinion. So I don't, I didn't speak to Adam. No one's told me this, but I just have a feeling with the injuries Adam's dealt with and the financial uh, responsibility that being on that program, I, I just think it puts a lot of stress, you know, on Adam. And I think he's just looking for something different. So <clears throat> I, I don't know that for a fact that, like I said, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, just formulating my own opinion, but you know, I, I think if you asked Adam, Hey, if, if you could stay on Alvin's program and it was free, would you stay? I bet he would give you a different answer. That would, that would just be my guess. Yeah. Not from what I gather, but maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you talk to Adam more than I do. I just have a feeling I know that how expensive that program is. And when you're not making a lot of money and you're not seeing a lot of success, even if it's due to injury, it's tough to keep just writing checks. I, I, that's, that's the way I feel. Maybe that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I formulated that from a lot of different people over time, from Carmichael to Roxon to, you know, everybody that's been on that program left. Um, I just, you know, I've heard that it's uh, – it's a hefty sum, but obviously the rewards make it, you know, make it looks like peanuts in the end if you win. You know, history shows that not many people have left Alden and done better. You know, so it's oh, kind of like I'm, a, a treat. Yeah, it's a treat. You know, that's a bigger cheerleader for Alden Baker than me. So you can attest to that. Right. Um, so, yeah, we talked about uh, the, the Trey Kennard. Uh, he was fast, won a heat race, third in the main event before he goes down. All by himself, which is a bummer. He definitely had some great speed. Let's tackle these altercations here one at a time. Oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> the Canard Dungey pass. Uh, look, it would have been great for Dungey if there had been a berm out there. We don't build berms anymore, despite it being thirty feet to the to the spectator area. And I get that, but uh, you know they make contact. Trey scrubs the shit out of that triple. I saw nothing wrong with that move. They they hit a little bit. And I get it. Dungey was pissed. He said something about a guy knocking him down. But I don't know, man. To me, that uh, that's that's a racing move. That's Supercross. What, what's your take, JT? I thought it was a you know it was, it was an aggressive move. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, it was a little uh, confusing because I just don't see Trey make that move many times. You know, if if Trey errs, it's usually in judgment. Um, and that was a that was a. Very deliberate move. Uh, I don't think I, I honestly don't think he intended to knock Ryan Dungey down. Uh, Ryan Dungey may feel differently to me, you know, and I and I could understand that if it happened to me. But just from the outside, I don't think Trey went in there to try to knock him down. Um, you know, he scrubbed the triple a lot harder than Ryan did. He made up a lot of time, and I think he saw an opportunity to make a pass on a, a track that really wasn't that that easy to pass on. And uh, yeah, it just didn't go. It didn't go the way that I think either one of them planned on it going. Uh, you know, Trey has, has kind of made mention of the fact that that's obviously not what he meant to do. Uh, but I'm sure Ryan Dungey doesn't want to hear that, and, and the guy that ends up on the ground never wants to hear that. So it was just unfortunate. I think it uh, it kind of robbed us of a, a great battle um, that could have ensued from there and maybe, you know, for the lead even. Uh, but, you know, these things happen. It's super crops, and, and that's, you know, block passes like that, and somebody ended up on the ground is never going to go away. Eddie, your take on it? 
I mean, I don't think Trey, I agree with JT, I don't think Trey went into maliciously take him out. But one thing I like to see is, you know, in a lot of sports, the guy who's the champ, people are kind of, you know, little hesitant, like they're scared of him. I like that Trey came, you know, comes in there. He's not scared to ruffle somebody's feathers. It's good. I mean, it's it's great entertainment. So um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my take. I, I mean, I I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it was fine. Right. Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to see that from somebody at JT, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate. I, I liked the, you know, the not waiting and, hey, I got to I gotta make a move right now. It was just, I was just a little bummed to see Ryan pass only because I felt like everyone watching and it, it took away from the sport because I felt like there could have been an incredible battle for the lead between all those guys at some point. Uh, and we kind of missed that with Dungey going down. But other than that, I thought, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, if we took block passing and, and that out of the sport completely, uh, just, you know, it'd get pretty boring pretty fast. Yeah. The uh, Ryan Dungey James Stewart collision left Stu on the ground. Red flag came out. I mean, again, I just, uh, it's unfortunate for James. And I'm sure Dungey made a mistake in that section and didn't want to be on that angle. You know, James cut down to try to make a pass. That's normal. Ryan's not taking that line normally, and he's not taking that line to take James out. And they came together. James went down. Ryan was getting booed, too. Man, fans were not happy with him. Eddie, any problems with that? I heard, I heard him booing, and I was like, I was like, I, didn't, I couldn't really figure out. And then kind of going back to the James thing, I can kind of see where it was coming from. But uh, I don't I, – no, no way. Uh, you can't convince me that Ryan Dungey was trying to take him out. And, you know, how many times have we seen this cut-down move – end up bad. We've seen it with Chad and James a few years ago. We've seen it with Tyler Bowers and uh, Cooper Webb last year. It's just, you know, the way they build the turns, those guys like to come in early and cut out fast, and it's just, that happens sometimes, man. Guys are, and it's early in the race. Guys yeah. are going every, they're all shuffling for position. You don't, do you think Dungey coming in like that, Dungey didn't mean to come in there. Something happened. He got kicked. The rut hit him. Like what? That's not a good angle at all for that turn. So, but how, well, that wasn't the first incident all night. We've seen a lot of incidents in that turn. You know, just like uh, how about the heat race when we saw Bogle and Dungey Dun, uh, get in no, the Bogle? Barsha, I thought. No, he hit uh, D- um, Dungey hit Bogle and Bogle went up into Barsha. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Dungey Dungey took the same line that Anderson did. Uh, that was a that was a line because they were trying to avoid the rut to triple off that thing, and when you're trying to avoid ruts like that, a lot of times you're going on the edges of the track. So, well, to turn to turn, sure it wasn't ideal, but you know that that was the same thing that Anderson had done. I just don't. I think that it was just a, a unfortunate timing thing where oh, I he agree. tried to cut under Anderson, you know, because he saw a line there and Dungey was already committed and it was the air. And I guarantee you. That if you were in Dungey's head at that moment when he saw Stu pivot, cut mm-hmm. down, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He, he was going to There's nothing you can do at that point. You can't stop. You know, you can walk up your brakes. I don't care what you do other than just, you know, throwing your bike away. You can't stop. So that's, that's not what, how Dungey rides. I mean, he, he's on the other side of the spectrum from moves like that. You know, that's just not what he does. Nor would he try something that high speed or that stupid. You know, he just doesn't have to do that stuff. So... For the people that are booing and thinking he did that intentionally, it's just a it's a really bad take in my opinion. That's just not that's not how it's going to go down. Hey JT, I asked uh, Steve this question: Do you think James is mad at Dungey for this? 
I could see him, but but honestly, if if he watched the tape and he kind of looked at it objectively, which riders are very bad at, and I'm one of the, you know, I was one of those. Um, but if you could, if he could look at it objectively and understand, and he was out there riding, so he knows what the deal was. I think he could understand after watching it that, you know, Dungey being that far back, it's not like they were side by side and going in for a block pass. I mean, he was nowhere near him. You know, he wasn't even close to him. So, I just think if you looked at who hit him. The situation, the way he came in, Stu knows he cut down, you know, cut down the burn pretty tight. Um, I just don't think he, that was what he was trying to do. And I, I, I think in his heart of hearts, whether he would admit it or not, he probably realized that Dunge didn't need to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think James. I don't think James would, after seeing it, could be too mad. And like I said, you could get the best debater in the world. They couldn't convince me that you know Dunge did that on purpose. Oh, I would never believe that. I, I know I've been around the sport, and I know you guys have that too. And I, I've just been out there in too many scenarios like that to think that Dungey did that on purpose. There's just no way you could ever convince me that. Um, yeah, and then unfortunate for Stu, like he's taking some he's taking some hits to the head, man, in his career. I, do you think he races this weekend, JT? Obviously, you know, Andy and I were speculating before. I, I don't think so. I think he needs he's going to take some time off. You know what? I hope I hope he does for the the benefit of the sport. But you know, with the, pro, the concussion protocols and the things we have in place, um, you know, his health is the most important thing. So, right. you know, if the doctors clear him and they say it's safe, which they know infinitely more about head injuries than I do, yeah. Um, then yeah, I hope he is. But you know, leaning towards safety, I would say probably not. The red flag came out early. I know it's a, you know, we don't know. We're not the dudes there. Do you remember Daytona last year? Michael Lessie, he knocked himself out in the middle of the track. They kept that thing yeah, going. Right after the mechanics. Yeah. yeah, they kept that thing going. Mike was out, bro. And I'm positive, and I could not think of any other privateer dudes, but I'm positive that, you know, other guys have been laying in exits of corners on the outside, and they've let that race go. I've seen a lot I of mean, big. I've seen a lot of big get-offs on that jump right there, and they didn't stop a race all night. I thought. I mean, again, you know, we weren't there. We're not the safety committee. We don't know. But holy, I thought that was really fast. The only yeah, thing I could, go, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. JT. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the only thing I'm thinking is, you know, they're at that point where. Do they say, let's throw it now so we can restart the whole race from the starting line? Or do we let it roll on for two more laps and it's worse than we think? Then we have to do the single file. Like, you know, that, I mean, is that it? Did they just react too fast? You know what I mean? To maybe say, hey, we don't want to do the single file restart. We want to start them all back at the gate. Let's just go ahead and do it. We're still early. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think anytime you're erring on the side of caution, you know, it's, it's tough to criticize. No, it is. Uh, think, it is. Yeah, yeah. I do think that it. You know, I, I know your argument, Mathis, is that if that was a different guy or you know maybe a lesser-known guy, that the red flag wouldn't have come out. And honestly, I can't really argue it. Um, you know, I, I I just don't have a good argument against that because I've seen it. Uh, but in this case, when you have a guy that's non-responsive and they don't know how bad his head injury is, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna complain about. You know, acting on safety first. I'm just not going to do that. So whether it was the right call or not, to me, is almost irrelevant at this point because I think if if they're making decisions to keep people safer, which I don't think you know, years ago, I don't think they did at all. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take you know the good with the bad on that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's I don't think there's a wrong call there. But I mean, 
It was just quick. It yeah. was quick. It really was. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I can't argue with that either. I just think if you're going to have to go one, if you're going to make a mistake one way or the other, I would rather make that mistake than the other other side. Yeah. No, you got, you got a good point there. You're right. Um, I just, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, John. What's up? You got a question? Uh, sure, sure do. Is that JT on the line? It is. Nice. You should know that guy, since you started doing podcasts, that guy's been the same. Just love him or hate him, he's been himself. And, uh, you know, good for you for giving him a platform. So, but anyway, um, about the freeze kind of deal, uh, I know it's not right to, you know, for Pike to punch and all that kind of bullshit. But, I mean, see, I mean, really in the industry are a lot of people secretly kind of fist pumping, just being like, hell yeah. Priest borderline ruins people's races, series, careers. Uh, if he if he were to hit them right, well, you know? yeah, let's uh, let's get into that and uh, and um, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, yeah, real quick. Hey. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, technical question. Just about skimming the whoops. I have like a, a tracking. And uh, with an entry whoop and a nice little set, it looks like the guys kind of just off that entry whoop just make their body weightless. They just kind of lift up and let the bike come up and hit their feet with the pegs. Is that how it works, or does your body naturally do that when you're kind of puckering up a little bit? Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, basically what they're doing is they're what we would say they're kind of unweighting the suspension. So the last thing you want to do is load your suspension coming into whoops like that. Uh, your, your, right. gonna wo- your suspension is going to work the best it possibly can when you have the least load on it that you can possibly put on it. So guys are trying to get as light as they can, let the front end kind of come up so it's all the way extended at the top of the stroke. That way you have the full stroke. And, and also at the top of the stroke, the, the suspension is really, really stiff for Supercross. That's what the way it's valved. Uh, so they're allowing that to get all the way to the top of the stroke to get into that stiffness, and then it kind of a, as you're seeing the bike float, it's because it's at the very top of that stroke in that very very stiff initial setting, and then it's almost like man, you you want it to be like a BMX bike at that point where it's crazy stiff and it doesn't compress at all, because honestly, the more suspension compresses in the whoops, the worse it is. You you really really don't want your bike to get deep into the stroke in the whoops. Because everyone knows what happens when your stroke gets deep. You rebound oh, really fast. Everyone knows. You see people get ejected. So, um, <laughs> staying at the very high, very light on the bike and keeping the bike at the very top of the stroke is, is the name of the game. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate cool. it. You got it. All See right, let's let's get into this. Uh, See so yeah, Let's get into this uh, this freeze pike thing. Obviously, everyone knows what happened. It's 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 it made ESPN. It made everything. Uh, tons of views. Uh, congratulations, JT. That that brand of gear, that colorway and fly, would probably get purchased quite a bit here. Good exposure. Um, yeah, I mean, it was on MSN. It was on, I mean, ESPN. Yeah, I know. People love it. Um, but let's let's talk about it. So they came together in the heat. Weston ends up on the ground. Come to in the semi. Weston makes the pass on uh, Freeze in the whoops. Kind of whips it over at him. Don't know if that's anything at all that caused it. They come into the next turn, and Vince lays out Weston Pike. With a dirty move, in my opinion, Wesson comes up and swinging. Um, I guess, first of all, uh, what's your take on Vince's move? We all can agree, Eddie. You, you're Vince's buddy, but that move was not cool. 
I, I, I agree. I mean, like I said, I'm friends with Vince, but just because he, you know, whatever he does, I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree with everything. Um, I think he knows he made a mistake and, uh, it, it was, it was definitely, it was, un, it was uncalled for. And at the same time, I don't, I don't fault Weston for his reaction because this kind of runs so deep. This has been going on, you know, this yeah. isn't, this is not a, you know, fresh right. situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm gonna. I always call a spade a spade, and uh, I talked to Vince about it. He wasn't, you know, it's not like he was like, yeah, I meant to take him out. But what's wrong is wrong, you know. I we we all know we've all made decisions that are wrong. I mean, we all know Vince has definitely made a few more than 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 others. But uh, you know, I mean, it's what do you say? I mean, the only thing you say is we were we were provided with great entertainment. The people are they're loving it. You know, that's you, what our sport's about is entertainment. And these people got more than they, you know, they got what they paid for. Do you think that moving the heat race, Eddie, anything wrong with that? No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that one. I mean, Vince came it right down the inside, like from what I've seen. And this is just my side. I think Vince came down. And when he went to go back to the outside, he moved out to block the line. Weston was there. And what happened, happened. JT, you think the heat race move, JT, was, was not cool. And the, the heat of the semi. The heat race move. Um, I don't know. Now that, was, now that I've had time to reassess, I, I think that any time you try to pass Vince Breeze on the outside, you're making a bad decision. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's a little bit about, you know, I, I think obviously it's, it's, you know, Vince obviously forced the issue, but I think also Weston has to realize the, the situation he's in and who he's trying to pass and where. And, I, I'm definitely not that uh, upset about the first move as I, you know, am the second one. And I, I'm not even that mad about the second one. For me, this whole thing is about an accumulation of events. And I know for the AMA, for the FIM, for Fells, for whoever, you know, is in charge, uh, none of that matters at this point because it's, you know, it's, they, they're only talking about this incident. But the the reaction you're seeing from Weston is from, basically years of them not getting along, uh, years of incidents between them, uh, years of fighting, you know, Washugo in 2011, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is nothing new between them. Uh, this has been brewing for a very, very, very long time, uh, probably five years plus. And it's unfortunate. I mean, no one, no one's saying what Weston did was right. I, I know I'm not speaking for myself and speaking for fly racing where we don't think that's the way to, you know, uh, react or, you know, basically behave or, or handle the situation. Uh, I don't think even, you know, Weston would say that that was probably the right reaction. But I do know, because I've raced Vince for a really long time, that uh, it's tough. It's tough to deal with Vince on the track. Um, his his style of racing and the way he goes about it, it's, it's infuriating at times. And, and I know I've gotten into it with him multiple times. I mean, I've, you know, I've been wrestling around with him before. You know, it's, it's nothing new for me. I know there's lots of people on in the pits that have, have wanted to do what Weston did. Um, you know, fortunately for yeah. everyone, they, they decided to go a different route. But it's tough, man. I, I you know I don't I don't. It's, it's tough for me because I don't condone it. But at the same time, I can certainly understand where that emotion and that that action came from. If there's no heat race incident, does does Vince still do no, that move? No, no, no. Yeah, I think Vince does the same thing he did, but there's no way Weston reacts that violently. 
maybe he shoved him or something. I mean, yeah. Wesson is a okay. Wesson is a very outspoken, you know, emotionally sweet guy. But I don't think you see five, you know, five punches like that. I think it was, uh, you know, one one made the other worse, and then it was just he lost his mind a little bit. Eddie, um, I I agree. Uh, if if there if if it wasn't the the things leading up to that, like before that, I'm sure Weston was already upset. Um, same move, I'd say a little different reaction from Weston. I think he would have got a shove, and like, what are you thinking? But he's already upset. You know yeah, what I mean? The yeah. the why, best, hey, the best thing does, they could have done to avoid that was put them both in separate. Why, why <laughs> did Why did Vince do that move? They're fifth and sixth in qualifying. Weston's fifth. Uh, Vince is sixth. There's no hope of pulling that pass off, JT. Right? There's no hope. That's in not the heat race or no in the semi. They're fifth and well, sixth. Well, the semi that takes five, so I mean you got to go for it, but no. But it's second um, lap. It's the second lap. Yeah. I, well, I mean, if Third you want to debate, if you want to debate Vince Freeze's approach to racing, I'm not going to have much for you because I I've argued it for seven years. So, um, you know, I, I've had probably more run-ins with Vince than anyone. You know, I've been retired for three years, and I probably have still had more run-ins with than him. You know, with him than anyone. So. Uh, my history with him is well documented, and, and it's hard for me to look at it objectively. I fully admit that, but at the same time, I feel very well versed in what you're going up against. And it was a product of me and Vince being very close in, in speed at, at, in those years, and we just seemed to find each other a lot. So I don't know. I try to look at it, you know, as a you know as a person in business and, and having an athlete represented in the incident, and also, you know, I Vince and I don't have any problems anymore. I don't have any situations where I have to, you know, negatively uh, interfere or have any situations with Vince at all. So my distaste for him is obviously um, is lessened over the years, but, you know, when I see an incident like that, it takes me right back to when I was in Weston's shoes. And, you know, I'll be honest, my initial reaction was like, oh, man, you know, it's about time somebody did something, you know, and, and that's I mean, not necessarily bad. He didn't do anything. He just punched him in a helmet. Right. But I, I, it wasn't that I thought it was the right reaction. I could just, I could just, uh, I could just feel what Weston felt because it's so frustrating when you're trying to go forward and you're trying to make money and you're trying to go, you're basically trying to race forward. And Vince wants to, he's so aggressive. And I know he's fighting for his own position. Yeah, but I, that's, I've heard that, him say it. That's a dumb Pass. That's not aggressive pass. It's a Listen, dumb you're, pass. No one's going to have to convince me of that. That that's the easiest argument you're ever going to have to convince me of in this world. But I try to look at it from both sides. I really do. And as, as emotional and, and as passionate as I get about the incident, I still try to look at it from Vince's side. And I still just don't think that Vince's approach to those scenarios is the best one. I just don't think that in the long run, if you're if you're averaging out how those play out. Usually someone ends up on the ground, and a lot of times it's Vince, sometimes it's not. But there's always a retaliation, and then Vince ends up on the ground or off the track. You know, so it's just not a good way to go about long-term racing, in my opinion. Hey, JT, that, I, I I agree. You know, that obviously that passes. I mean, there there's a history there, obviously with with Vince and you, and you know, and in the past with Vince and you know other riders. Is that pass okay if it's fifth and sixth and it's the last turn before the finish? Uh, I would say that it, that's going to happen quite a bit. Yeah, whether it's okay or not is opinion. But uh, is it is it mad enough? Let's just say that same race last turn it happens with Vince and Pike for five and six. 
do they does maybe Pike not be so mad and like, hey, we're going for this position, or it would it have been the same reaction? Well, I think you know if if the heat race had happened, I think Weston hates men so much that he probably would have punched him anyway. Yeah, if that was the last lap or not. Uh, but I don't. I honestly don't think that the heat, if you take the heat race out of the equation completely, and say that you know that takeout was in the in the heat race, and that was the first altercation they had of the year, and and it's been a while since they really had to run it. I don't see Weston doing that. But you have to understand that Weston probably went to the line already fuming about Vince and another incident. Whether it was his fault or not, I don't even think it was really that much of Vince's fault in the heat. But Weston, from Weston's point of view, he's already at rate. So you add that to another, you know, him being taken out again in the semi, and it's just like blow your top, you know, can't even control your anger type thing. And that we saw obviously where that goes. Did, uh, does Vince's did Vince's move deserve punishment? I think in, if you look at it, and I, I, I've texted with some some influential people that would make decisions on this stuff, and and I was objective and as uh, cool headed as I I felt like I could be. If you take that incident, that incident alone, I would say probably not. I, I don't think that you can make any sort of real punishment claim against Vince in that light. I think you, you give him a stern warning and say, hey, you know, we watched what happened. That's two incidents and two races. The second one, you were clearly in the wrong. You, you know, this is your warning type thing. But I will say that if you look at the past history, uh, you know, Vince has been suspended for dirty routing before. He was suspended from the Salt Lake Supercross in 2011 or 12. I think it was 11. Um for taking out Bobby Canary, uh, I, w- I was, you know, I, w- I would have watched that whole thing go down. Um, so he has a precedence for this. I mean, it's, it's not, this is not breaking news. You know, Mike, I, I read Mike Genova's comments and he, he says that he doesn't feel like that Vince has been free to free these reputation for dirty riding is justified. He doesn't, he's not even sure if he has a bad reputation for it. And to me, I just read that and I'm like, come on, Mike. I mean, I can understand you backing your guy. Like, I get it, and that's admirable. You know, I, I, I honestly respect you for taking up sides for your guy. But at the same time, let's, let's be objective and let's be realistic. You know the incidents and you know all the drama that has been around Vince and his riding tactics, whether, you know, whether it's Michael Lieb at Glen Helen, whether it's, it's uh, Vince and Michael Lieb in Germany, whether it's uh, Weston Pike at Washougal, whether it's him taken out and being suspended for his, his race at Seattle, whether it's Jake Weimer at Lakewood in 2010, um, 29 or 2010. Um, but there's just, there's multiple, multiple incidents where this isn't, this isn't a, a judgment call. We're like, eh, we're not really sure if Vince is at fault for any of this stuff. I mean, Vince is aggressive. Vince, you know, I don't want to call him a dirty rider because I don't, that's just not what I, I feel comfortable doing, but I hear it all the time and mm-hmm. I, I can't argue against it either. Right. Uh, so just, you know, you kind of have to let it be known with Vince. And like I said, I preface this by saying I don't think you can penalize him for this incident. But at the same time, is there an accumulation factor? You know, are you going to penalize him because you've done this, this, and this, and this, and this is just another one? You know, I don't know that. I'm not in charge. But, I'm, you know, that has to be looked at, I'm sure, too. All right. And with that, let's get into our first segment of the night, the NFAB question of the day. The unfad question of the day. 
N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Jeep, truck, or SUV parts. Proud sponsors of the JGR team. We'll have the JG or the NFAB JGR check-in here in a little bit with Filthy Phil, who is uh, stepping in this weekend. And that leads us into the NFAB question of the day. If you want a discount, email me using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We can hook it up. We've got great company, great sponsors of the sport. They also uh, title sponsor of the uh, NFAB and Pro Yamaha team. And uh, we, thank, uh, we thank NFAB for coming on. So the question of the day, it's really simple, Eddie. I'll start with you. Weston Pike's punishment, $5,000, DQ'd from Anaheim 1, cannot race suspended for San Diego. Was that enough? Was it too little? Uh, no, I, I think it was too much. Too much? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he deserved that kind of penalty, especially not letting him race. You know, I could see him maybe sitting him out that night, letting him cool down, because there's a good chance if you put Vince and him back on the track at the same time, you know, the, we're racing. I mean, I'm not, but these guys are out there already in enough danger. Now you put two guys out there that are already mad at each other. Um, I could see that, but you know, putting them out for a whole nother race, yeah. Once again, AMA. This you know goes back to black flag. All these calls they make, too much, way too okay. much for sure. I don't think he deserves that. JT, I could go either way. Um, you know, I think they had to make a, a statement with this because, uh, and, and trust me, I, you know, Weston Pike in my personal and in my work life is, uh, he's a friend and he's a, you know, he's an athlete for my, my real job. So um, it's tough for me to not have him out there and I, and I hate to see him miss a race, but at the same time, I think that they were forced to make a strong stance with this because in any situation, you can't have guys just, just punching people like i don't i don't think right. that that's gonna fly you know and, and i understand fly. that they had to make nice it time. there yeah. you go yeah yeah subliminal stuff that i'm working with here um but i think that you know i don't know if it i'm not i'm not the one to say if it's justified or not but i can certainly understand it because i think they had to, to take a, a very strong line with this hey jt if this happens let's say they hit they go down uh they both get up they take off and this same incident goes down in the tunnel same same uh, same punishment, or do you think they had to come down because it was on t like the world seen it? You know what I mean. The people in the stands seen it. Do you think it's a different penalty or no penalty at all if this same incident, let's say they, you know, fist a cuff in the tunnel? Yeah, I think it would be different uh, because I, for one, I don't think that uh, they would be able to replay it a hundred times and and they would have it on film where John Gallagher and the people could you know really see what happened. Um, and then B, you know, it's you know, lots of lots of things happen in the pits. I mean, I, I've been a part of lots of incidents that, that go down in the pit area and in the tunnel. Um, that you know, it's just a different scenario. So I think in that environment, under any and under no circumstances is that going to be tolerated, where you're just unloading on someone repeatedly in the middle of the well, track. That, yeah. is, that just can't happen. I, I you yep. know, I'm in full support of you know saying that can't happen. Yeah, I thought it was a little much too. I'm not real confident in AMA slash FIM slash Feld and getting many of these things right. I think they missed the boat on this. It's a little harsh. You can't do it. I get it. Disqualifying him for the night and fine. I'm good for that. A whole other race? I don't know. And obviously, if you let him go, you know, you disqualify him for A1, you find him, you say, look, next week, you two, both of you, do not even touch each other. You know, they. That's what I think is going to really uh, affect the racing is now you're going to have them two, two, two weeks from now, wherever we're back, where is it, A2 or whatever it is, there's a good chance Vince and 
Weston are going to end up just like JT and Vince. They're going to end up right by each other again. So is this going to affect, like, now we can't even block past each other? Like, now we can't even, you know, is this set a, a, a set the tone for, like, okay, these two might just, I don't know, you know, or yeah. does Weston say, I don't care? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. JGR will make sure that he, he, he needs to care. Right. But it, uh, I don't know why Vince, like, they came together in the heat, whatever. It wasn't Vince's fault. That was fine. Weston legitimately passed him in the whoops and in the triple. Yeah, he whipped it at him or whatever. But why would you try to do that, Vince? You're sixth place. You're riding great. Lossing Bopping's ahead of you. Um, that pass had no chance. No chance of making it. Why would he do that? He just lost his mind again. Well, he shouldn't discredit Lawson Bopping. He well, I'm just well. saying. I'm just saying. If you're Vince, you're like, hey, I got, I, I can, I made, I need to make the main. So. Y- yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, you just why would you do that pass? Like, why would you go for that? You had no chance of that. If it's the last turn for the last qualifying spot, all right. This is lap three of a semi. I, I agree, yeah. and and this is me not taking Vince's side. And Pike was wrong too. Again, this is me not taking Vince's side. Obviously, I talked to I talked to Vince because nobody's really reaching out to him right now. And you know, this isn't me saying what Vince did was right. But like the way Vince is looking at it is like, hey, you know, I, I set him up the turn before. I dove to the inside. And, JT, I'm just saying this because this is a response I got from Vince. I'm just kind of yeah, letting you all know where, where Vince is coming from. He said, I set him up the turn before. I was wide. I dove to the inside. And he had to see me go there. But Weston thinks that, you know, he's bigger, badder, and tougher than everybody else. And being me, he felt he could drive right through me. And he says, if that's Chad Reed that does that move, he checks up and drops in behind me. You know, it drops in behind Vince. Or drops him behind Chad and doesn't try to run right through him. Like, kind of like he said, you know, Weston's kind of got this ego now that he's, you know, a tough guy. Like, he's unstoppable and that he needs to realize that, you know, he's not that much bigger than I am. You know, he's not bigger than I am. So that was kind of Vince's response. And that's not, I'm just telling y'all because Vince couldn't come on the show. And luckily he was nice. You know, he, that, we sent him that question and he was, Good enough to answer it. Yeah, he can't come on, but at least he answered our question. So that's what Vince was thinking. Um, I don't know if it's all right, but, you know, when you ask that question, that's just me giving you all somewhat of a background of how, how Vince felt about it. Well, I'll give you my my opinion of it. And if someone asked me why did Vince do that, my, my answer would be really short, and, and maybe it's just my opinion. But that's what Vince does. That's how Vince makes passes. That's that's his MO, and that's why we always, always got into it. It's it's very simple to me. I've seen him do it to me. I've seen him do it to – I've seen him do it on multiple continents. Let's put it that way. It, this is – honestly, love him or hate him, that's the way Vince races. And, it's, it's you know, if it was 20 years ago, he'd probably be one of the most popular guys in the sport. You know, I just – it's not my – uh, what oh. my opinion of good racing is, but that's the way Vince rides. And I, I agree. I agree because I've actually looked at Vince in the face. And he's my friend and told him, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, there were times he made moves, and but that's just me being a friend. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, for sure. And, and <laughs> I'm just calling a spade a spade. I, you know, I don't, at this point for me, it doesn't affect my life anymore. So I don't really care that much. Like, maybe I get passionate about it. And I'm like, oh, that was so stupid, but it doesn't affect me. Or, like, I, you know, I'm going to get my paycheck on, you know, 
two times a month and my life's going to go on. But for years, it did affect things. It affected my paycheck and affected my results and affected lots of things. So I just know from experience that's, you know, for better or worse, that's Vince. And I will say one thing, he's consistent. He's, you know what you're going to get. If you leave the door open and you go to the outside. Yeah, but that, that door wasn't you, even open. That door wasn't even open. Maybe you can say racing with you. Vince is like boxing. Can protect yourself at all times. That door was <laughs> protect yourself that, at all times. NCR machine on you. I'm telling you, it's just you just can expect it. Like the sun coming up tomorrow, it's going to happen. So, I you know I I knew it. I knew to expect it. And if you did didn't do everything you could to to close the door, he was going to blow it. You know, just burst it open. So, um, I, you know, his argument of Weston thinking he didn't have to leave, you know close the door on him, it may have some validity to it. You know, I, I can't really argue that because I will say that if you're res- if you're racing Vince, you better better protect your insides. That that's just a rule. Wow. I mean, there's there's no getting around. I, that. I'm sorry, I get protecting the insides, but that's if 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 a guy can't do what Weston did and use a berm for fear of a dude doing what what Freeze did, which is aim your front tire at the exit of the corner of the berm. You know, come in where you cannot make the turn. That's not racing. There's no. Oh, I, trust me, I've been on the ground multiple so times. So that's there's I mean, a I, there's I, a difference between leaving the inside open and opening the door and what Vince did right there, and he did it again. I have a scar. I have a scar on my hand that I'm looking at right now. That's from Phoenix uh, in 2011 uh, from Vince hitting my hitting me when I was in the middle of a turn so hard that it put a big huge hole in my hand, and there's still a scar oh, there. Yeah. So your friend has put a hole it, in so. JT's hand. I hope you're happy. <laughs> But trust me, I just this, this is such like review for me this whole situation with Weston because I, I lived it. I've just been through it so much. Well, all right, that's the end. Fab question of the day, Vince Weston Pike's punishment. We all think it was a little much. We all think it was a little much. I think, yeah, yeah, I, I, for sure. I'm not giving him, uh, you know, even the money. Like, well, should we donate to the GoFundMe account? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody. Yeah. Stop that. DV said it right. People, keep your money. Weston Pike doesn't need your $5,000. But at the same time, you know, it's harsh. JT, For sure. JT, it's harsh. is this something that Max, Craig, somebody, Terry, somebody at WPS Fly talks to Weston about? Uh, we had meetings about it today. No, I mean, talk, no. To, talk to Weston about like like we're no, not well we had meetings about how to address ah okay yeah yeah that's yeah what i'm trying to tell you um and sure i think things will be said to him but i think you know we will take the line that his his team takes you know those those are you're dealing with fortune 500 companies and toyota and the people so yeah yeah um we're going to wait for their reaction and and how they handle it and then of course we will have yeah. you know well, I we'll talked talk to him as well. I talked but. to J-, J Bone today, and they did think about doing it. They're not doing anything though. They are just letting it go. They're not going to appeal it either. Um, they accept the fine, and they're the fine, and they're not doing anything as a company to Weston. So, and yeah, actually, I, I had some talks with people this weekend that you know, and and with this issue, you're going to get as as social media has shown us, you're going to get every opinion under the sun. Yeah, you're going to get both sides of the fence, you know, from extreme to extreme, and and. Hopefully, most of the people you know are going to be laying somewhere in the middle. Um, but, you know, it's tough because he's an athlete we've committed to. We've been with him for years and years and years. You know, he's one of our longest tenured athletes at this point. And, obviously, we don't agree with throwing punches in, on national television. That, that just goes without saying. So, of course, we want to support him. But at the same time, it's like, hey, man, you probably don't want to do that. But, uh 
my me personally, and, I, and I'm not speaking for the company. This, I'm just, I'm kind of like, hey, if, if the team's not going to punish you, um, you know, mm-hmm. they're much closer to you than we are. They're with, they were with you right after the incident and talked to you and reviewed it and all kinds of things. So uh, we'll let them deal with you first, and then obviously we'll, you know, we'll address it on our own terms. Yeah, and uh, and actually, uh, Jeremy Albrecht, team manager at JGR, told me that they have the ability to fine Weston for not racing San Diego. Not fine him, sorry, dock his pay. Can't race, right. you know, and they're not going to do that either. So uh, this weekend, Filthy Phil is in when we talked to him uh, in a little bit on the NFAB JGR check-in segment. So, all right, JT, can we get you back on in a little bit? Yeah, yeah, hit me all up. Right, we're coming on with Austin Stroop. We're going to take a commercial here. The, uh, the great Eddie Ray is in studio. Paul Mechshaw, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at the picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. X Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when Placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. 
Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time. From Atlas Brakes, we thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. 
Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Pro. 
Blackout. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PulpMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PulpMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. <laughs> ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. My time was running wild in the Indian streets And every time I thought I got it made It seemed the taste was not so sweet So I turned myself to face me But I've never caught a glimpse of How the others must see the baker I'm much too fast to take that test BTOsports.com, Fly Racing. Eddie Ray in studio, the great Eddie Ray. Yeah. R.I.P. David Bowie. 
but never leave. He died? Yeah. Today. Today? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's why I'm playing the song. I didn't know that. You should have told me. What's your favorite David Bowie song? I have one, but I don't know the name of it, but it's pretty popular. Um, How does it go? Um, no, that was David Bowie. Maybe not. I might be thinking of the wrong guy. Name a David Bowie song that's uh, like popular one. Let's dance. Under pressure. Do let's dance. Um, um, Earth to Major Tom. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know the words, but there's one that I, you know. Okay. Uh, Eddie Ray in studio with us. Uh, uh, Alison Stroop coming up. Chad Reed coming up. Jason Thomas. More Jason Thomas. We'll have Chris Kiefer on uh, also um, as well. And uh, much more coming on the show. WUSA, WUSA.com. Great guys. They support the show. Jason Anderson, Eddie uses WUSA. Jessica Patterson relied on WUSA for, still her, does. for her wheel needs. Still does. And still does. So, and uh, Pro Yamaha. The wheels that, uh, that uh, are the same wheels that uh, Jason Anderson uses are available to you at WUSA. And uh, so you can check them out there. We appreciate that. Vortex Racing. Uh, Chad Reed made his return with Vortex Sprockets. Uh, Nice job by Chad Vortex. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they got a, a vast array of sprockets: Cat Five, F Five, Hard Coat, Silver, Laser Cut Steel Vortex. All new sprockets, rocked by Chad Reed at Anaheim One. Oshimura uh, Suzuki as well uses them. Forty percent off your order, Jake at VortexRacing.com. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. They carry more than just sprockets. Everybody, we thank Vortex for uh, coming on the show, and, and uh, they're presenting our next guest. This guy, former Supercross winner, uh, former. National winner, right? I'm not sure. I, I think don't he know got an overall national. I'm not sure. Uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki rider. He's back in the uh, race arena cross opener this weekend. It's good to see him back on the track. Austin Stroop, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. What's happening? How are you, Stroopy? I'm good, man. I'm just hanging out right now. How about you guys? Oh, uh, you know, same thing, man. Welcome back to the, to the uh, show and <laughs> welcome back to the sport. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. I, I'm excited. Um, it's it's yeah. really good to be back. Yeah, how does it feel? Like, uh, um, how's it feel on bike? Have you got some of the old magic back, or is it going to take a little bit of time? I think it's still there. It just needs to be tuned up a little bit. I just, uh, <laughs> freshen it up a little bit, but we'll get it back. Right, right. Uh, 702-586-7570, a question for uh, Austin Stroop. Maybe tweet that out if you can, Travis. Uh, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Okay, so Cincinnati, 13th place. You all right with that, or how'd it go? <laughs> It's to be expected, I think, without putting in laps and putting in the time that most of the guys that were there have been putting in. I mean, for me to come off and uh, it to be last minute, I was I walked away with my head high and, mm -hmm. and was just going to move on, and I expected that, and so I kind of it didn't let me down as much as it it could have. But I mean, seeing my results were not the best, but it's a step forward, so it's all good. Have you, did you do much arena cross back in the day? <laughs> That's my first arena cross. I almost <laughs> called Buddy Antonez to get some pointers. And, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Stroop, you, didn't, uh, you don't uh, consider the Victory Sports arena cross, or that's too easy? <laughs> hey, that's something else. It's, it was an eye-opener either way because I wasn't expected for what was going on up there. And even at Cincinnati, it's a whole different playing field. And mm -hmm. it's I give it – all the guys that are racing, I give them the most self respect because it's something that is totally um, different for me, and it was cool to check it out, and it's it was very exciting. Stroopy, you kind of caught me off guard. I didn't really expect you to. Uh, we 
just little story. We talked maybe ten days ago. Okay. I saw yeah. Stroopy. I went and did an arena cross. Yep. And went over there, seen him, man. He looks really good. Like, you know, just we hadn't seen him in a while, just to you know, kind of shoot the crap and seemed in good spirits. And I asked him, I said, so, you know, what's your plans? And he said, right now, man, I'm just riding. And uh, uh, I said, you know, I had asked him about maybe some arena cross. And he said, yeah, you know, just maybe. So you kind of caught me off guard. This, I mean, he literally got a bike. Mm-hmm. This is the story he tells me. He literally got a bike. He had a 252 stroke stock. Went out there and raced. Black Fender, too. Yeah, a, a black Fender and all. And uh, um, then to see him show up, I can tell you that this bike that he rode, he had no time on it. I, I just talked to him. He didn't have a 250F. Yeah. So you didn't I, like I, my set sag. Eh, you know, hey, I I was impressed, Stroop. I I, I saw mm. you there. I thought you looked really good. Uh, I made I some comments that man, you you kept plugging away no matter what happened. Like it was very easily for the guy, the caliber of guys he was racing yeah. that aren't on his level where he was. Yeah. He 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 just let it roll off his shoulders, and he just kept plugging at a small arena cross. Right. So Stroopy, I'd have to say for you to come back and to go to Cincinnati, I'm going to give you if you stay with it a couple, four or five rounds, you're going. I think you can be up there right in the top five for sure. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, when I seen you, it was just we came. I had made I had made that goal back back in like August I, that I had wanted to come back and race, whether it was. Uh, a local or whether it be anything, I just wanted to be back racing. And so like, that was my goal, whether when we went through a lot, just to make that 252 stroke, get up there at Asheville arena cross. So that was just a huge goal. And I made that happen. And then I was just, I moved on and a last minute deal came about for Cincinnati. And I, a Sunday night, I get, well, Sunday I get back from Asheville and, um, a guy calls me and says he has a 250S, and I'm like, all right. So I truck up to Ohio, and I get up there, and I'm riding Tuesday, and then Levi Kilbarger calls me, and um, he made this weekend possible for me to actually race at Cincinnati. And without his bike, I probably, you know, he gave me a full-on uh, race bike, and so hats off to him for even helping me out and, you know, giving <laughs> yeah, me the bike awesome. to race. It was kind of cool, but last minute, so. <laughs> yeah, it was a Boro bike, huh? Just total Boro bike. Yeah, it was a really good bike. Actually, it was his race bike from 2015. Uh-huh. Um, he actually got hurt and broke his femur, and then um, we just got in contact, and I rode it Thursday in Ohio, and, yeah, we just kind of <laughs> went with it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I, what, uh, I, are you going this weekend? Are you go, are, do you know what you're yeah. doing? I think I'll be – I think I'm going to ride every brand for um, <laughs> every every race, just – just get, yeah, just get in up. with every contingency. Show up and just be like, hey, I'm I'm on Cowies this week. Hey, just uh, yeah. just to, so you hey, can don't. go ahead. <laughs> that might be funny because I may be on a Cowie this weekend. No, so. see, there we go. <laughs> what, uh, what, like, uh, just any cert, like, what Cowie, like someone helping you out or? Yeah, it's all been like some local um, shop. Um, it just has been helping me out and making it possible. I was going to say, because you told me a story, or, you know, just a few days ago, um, there was a local shop helping you out. It's uh, Atlas up in, uh, is, it, is it still Atlas? Yes, it's in um, Bristol, 
Virginia. Yeah, there's a guy named Dwayne. Great guy, man. He uh, he's helped out a ton of guys, and Stroopy's the one that told me that this guy stepped up and you know came to him, and you know you got to really fly for racing. A guy, fly yeah. racing too. Yeah, he's a fly guy. Yeah, fly and you, guy. You, you got to give a guy. You know, you got to really uh, you know appreciate somebody that's you know to take a chance on mm-hmm. maybe someone who's been gone from the sport for so long. So props to Dwayne for stepping up and now even trying to help with maybe. a different brand or you know. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So Austin, so like. Where so in August you said you set a goal of getting back mm-hmm. into racing. Like what? Why? What? What happened to you? What? What were you thinking about? Like I think I can still do. How old are you, by the way? Let's talk about how old you are. What? December nineteenth, I turned twenty five. Twenty five yeah. years old. So you're sitting there and you're just like, hey, I had some great times in my life racing, and I'm gonna try this again. I mean, was there just that motivation? I don't know what clicked exactly, but. Mm-hmm. Some things that happened previously that I tried to get back going, and I honestly, um, I don't know what I was looking for. If I was looking for something just to like pop open and be like, here you go, boom, 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 everything set up, but uh, nothing worked out, and mm-hmm. and so I was just sitting there, and I mean, it's always been a goal of mine to be back racing. I love it. I miss it. Things just had to happen at the right time, and honestly, I can just say it was good timing and. <laughs> It it's not been easy to even to get back to where I was racing at Asheville, just getting bikes and get back going. So right. it's been a challenge, but I mean, it was it's been awesome so far. So I can't shake it. <laughs> Whoops are big in arena cross too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, it was pretty exciting to be there. I mean, it's yeah. something totally cool. I've never been to an arena cross. That was my first ever arena cross. Yeah. I got to check the whole night show, how it works, and. Mm-hmm. It was really cool, and I was excited to get to see that and and move on. Wow, that's it's a cool story for sure. Um, where would you want to get better? Where, where <laughs> do you want to go from this? Like, okay, you get some bikes, you get some support. I mean, could you see yourself yeah. back in Supercross nationals? I'll I mean, be, well, I'll just put this out. Obviously, I have not been on the bike since um, 2013. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've literally been off the bike. I've rode my a total of my fingers on my hand. I have not put in the time on the bike. So, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know, you just can't you can't do what you do on the bike. So, what I've been doing off the bike just didn't show this weekend, and yeah. I just need some more riding time. But anything that involves racing this year, I want to be a part of it. Whether I finish the Arena Cross Series out or not, mm-hmm. or I maybe even go up to your hometown in Canada. It depends, you know. Oh, yeah. You never know. Right. That's cool. It'd be a cool story. We got a we got Dylan on the line here. He wants to talk to you. Dylan, welcome to the show. What's your question for Austin Stroop? Well, I'm gonna say, Austin, I've been a fan of you since you started your rookie year in Supercross. Awesome. And I want to say, like, That's what he was saying, you gonna come back to race Supercross later if this arena cross works out? Yeah. Well, obviously, an eye-opener was this weekend. Obviously, these if you're not putting in the work, you're not going to – it's just not going to get the job done. It's mm-hmm. how competitive the sport is now. And the people that are butts and butt, you know, from riding to training, you have to put in the work. And so I need to put in a lot of work this year, and I think it's just going to be a huge building block this whole year to stay racing, whether I – hopefully finish the arena cross and get into outdoors and just have a good solid year. That is just a goal of mine. And mm-hmm. you never know. I wouldn't put it out and hopefully you never know. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. You never know. Thanks Dylan. Thanks man. 
You're welcome. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to see the 981 back on the track. So. Running that number too. I know. Got the 981 going. <laughs> Looks good. Got to keep it original. The 981 sticks with me. Um, <laughs> what what are you doing for for work these days, Austin? What's what's going on with that? You got uh, you got something on the go? Well, I mean, Racing? I've had normal jobs just yep. like everyone else, but right. I'm trying to put my efforts into racing at this point and right. it's uh yeah, that's what I want to do and race and so we'll just we'll just keep it moving and hopefully you'll see me at all the arena crosses. That's a goal. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very possible. I'm just sure. trying to figure out exactly what bike and brand that I'm gonna be finishing out the series on. Oh man. Lots up in the air. So it started and we shall Eddie can you see and move on. <laughs> Can you imagine if Struby comes back, starts winning some main events and everything? <laughs> hey, I'm going to go into it again. I, I haven't seen Stroop ride in a long time. Right. I've seen him in Asheville. You know, Asheville, let me baby. let me let me tell you what I seen <laughs> that I, that really impressed me. He rode these main events from start to finish. Never like. Let anything, but he just plugged away. And he, there were times he was I racing out too. Hey, and he, there were times he was racing for eighth. He was racing hard for eighth. Whoa. Now some guys have an ego, yeah, like yeah. I'm a pro. Right, I'm yeah. a pass. That was this, seven. Whatever. That was seven but I watched a guy tip over, and he was right back at it. You know what I mean? So you kind of see, like that the motivation's there. Mm-hmm. So it's like. I think, you know, if your mind's right and, you know, you have a real goal and, you know, you set your mind to it. I mean, listen, you never lose your talent if, if you got it. And, hey, at this age, at 25, Austin, you're going to have to work hard. We all know that. But just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. like, if you don't mind me asking, where are you at in your life right now? Like, you know, have you, you know, we all, you know, we all know that maybe you went through some rough yeah. times. Like, have you, have you conquered those demons? And, you know, if you, I mean, I don't, you don't have to talk about it, but where are you at? Like, no, if you could cool. tell the people, you know, where are you right now? No, I mean, I'll be the first one to, to point out the mistakes I've made. I take full responsibility. I, I made some major mistakes in my life and, and there's days that I regret some things and I, I let that sit too long. So I, since I've moved on from it, I haven't thought about it since. And I've kind of just set my goals to, to racing and whether I'm not a big star at, at Anaheim in a year or whatnot, I wanted to be back racing, whether I wasn't even a hundred percent to race this weekend, but I wanted to be back. I need to get things back going. And I've seriously put those things behind me and put it as just a, a learning curve in my career and mm-hmm. some big mistakes were made, but, it it's made me a more mature man today and knowing what I had and knowing that how hard it will be to get back to where I was. And that was just a, what more I realized this weekend was like, wow, like I need to put some work in on the bike and ride. And, but I think my motivation is still there. And I think that's kind of what brought me back into it that I still had like a, a fight in me so you know um yeah what you, what you went through kind of off the track is something that's uh not a stranger to motocross you're not the only guy you're far from it and we've seen it in our sport a, a few times here and there and uh you know i feel like mm-hmm. if someone could lean on you if, you if you keep this racing thing up and you could really offer them some advice and really help them you know what i mean because what the stuff that happened is is what goes on in our sport even today right now in 20, 2016 mm-hmm. you know so you know hopefully I mean, that works out I mean, yeah, I've got some, you know, I, 
I have some local guys that are like around 1920 that are up and coming in and and riding personally just around here. And like, I mean, I would like to be able to tell the guys, you know, to stay in it and, you know, not make stupid mistakes, but things happen and people, but in our sport, that's a critical thing. You make mistakes and you're only as good as your last race. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's life. And we move on. And so now I have to uh, show myself as a, a good person on and off the track, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to present myself today, honestly. You can't be around clowns. That's just what – you just can't do that in races. <laughs> no, no, it's tough. It's all about having a program and people around and you. And I'm kind of glad – the way he's come back, he got a local guy at Atlas and Dwayne helping him. Too many guys roll back into our sport expecting to pick up right where they left well, off. Like, or just give me one chance. Race. What you talked about at his race, you know, when he came back, like – He's racing mm-hmm. against guys that, you know, five years ago, Austin's like, I don't know your name. See you later. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like the approach. Like <laughs> I said, I, I, I talked with him for a few minutes and, you know, you know what, what he went through, you know, it's tough. And you're right. You take these kids mm-hmm. in our sport and you turn them loose with millions of dollars. Like, you know, it, it, it's bad things can happen. But like I told yeah. Steve, I saw you and I said, man, he looks really good. It looks like he's really got his head on. Like I talked to him, he's, yeah. you know, he can hold, like we held a great conversation and I just like what I seen the way you rode that bike. Like, yeah, you might not have been winning, but man, you just mm-hmm. kept plugging away. So, I mean, stick yeah. with it. And you know, I, I you, the talent's in there. Just, you know, keep, keep, you know, keep plugging away. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a much stronger person today. I just, uh, that's a, personal reason why i i didn't really want to get involved in in coming back with anyone when i wasn't a hundred percent and and i didn't want to come back in 2013 2014 mm-hmm. 2015 i mean it would be a letdown to the people and even if i ever wanted to come back like i'm even racing today at least i will you know if somebody is to come approach me and wants me to ride from i'll be like this is a hundred percent you're getting a good person to ride for you and yeah that's just how it's going to be. I'm just going to work my way back up. There's no handouts anymore. And I know that. So we'll roll with it and we'll make it happen from the bottom. It's all good. <laughs> That's nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah. You yeah. Got, when you're at the bottom, you can only go up. Vortex racing, <laughs> bringing you a uh, former factory Suzuki rider, monster pro circuit rider, Austin Stroop on the line, making us come back in, uh, in arena cross. And, uh, what surprised you a Stroopy about, uh, the series, the guys, maybe your competitors, the track, the series itself. Like what, what kind of took you by surprise, if anything? Um, it was a surprise with, wow, with everything. I hadn't been to a race, and it's most it's ran like a Supercross race. How the night show mm-hmm. works, and yep. they built it up to where it's, you know, it's allowed. It's it's kind of crazy and. The way the second gate, I honestly had the most trouble with my qualifying. Uh-huh. Qualifying times and getting on the top gate, you have to be on the first row of the gate. It's mandatory. I was not liking – I've never been behind someone on the gate, so it kind of made it difficult. So that was something that was very tough for me to get to know. And um, just the qualifying and um, mm-hmm. being on the front gate, I would say, and uh, the tight corners and – just, just the track setup. It was just totally different for me. And you were like, um, you probably didn't have too many gate drops before this weekend. Like, <laughs> like, like, like no, I my la- yeah. No, last gate drop was Dallas, 2012. That was my last, <laughs> yeah. except for Asheville. Yeah, Asheville, right? The arena cross that Eddie saw you at. Oh, jeez. 
And that listen, we be very careful. Let's <laughs> let's be careful to call this arena cross. This is more like take chicken lick and yeah. put it inside a small arena. Yeah. Cross. It's very very. It's not arena cross. Like him going there was nothing to get him ready for arena cross. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a strong, I'm a strong supporter of the Victory Motorsports. Those people are great. So mm-hmm. I just want to say. Shout out to Sam Gammon. Yeah, great series. <laughs> I'm just saying that track-wise, it's a great series, and he's got it where it's very it's very forgiving for his bread and butter of riders. Yeah, I'm yeah, not bagging right. the series. It's yeah, just yeah. not the same track. Yeah, it's, it's not, not the same track. You can it's run that with out. yeah. You can run it with outdoor suspension. It's that you know. Yeah. it's very mellow. Yeah, and yeah, no, I got it. So for him to go and now uh, the bike you rode, like you said, it was Killbarkers, mm. right? Well, the one I rode in Cincinnati was. And now, if you had more time on that bike and, you know, let's just say you got to actually do some riding and testing on it, do you have more in the tank? Do you see yourself, I mean, like, obviously, could you see yourself being better? Well, yeah. Of course I see myself being better. I need some time, but that'll come. And I I hope no one goes off the last weekend. We'll only get better and get better and better (laughs) until the season's over, so. Vortex Racing. That was my first time riding a 250F since 2010, too. So. <laughs> oh, so the Asheville race was on a two-stroke with the Black Fender? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, in other words, um, the last bike you rode was carbureted, too. This is a now a fuel-injected bike. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struby, don't, don't go to adjust the jetting. Yeah. There's, there's nothing there. <laughs> don't go to turn the gas on. Yeah, yeah. It's already on all the time. Choke it. Make sure you choke it. Yeah, yeah, really right. Well, well, uh, hey, man, thanks what for... What else is up? Thanks for joining the show. I appreciate it. No, you know, Anaheim one opener, a shit ton to talk about. We had a guy throwing blows out on the track. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with Weston Pike, and I'm cool with Vince Reese. I don't know. <laughs> so hey, were there any scraps see. in uh, Cincinnati? Um, you know, it it really didn't get too too bad. Really, I opening didn't round. see any. Didn't see any. All right. Nice. Opening really round. cool show, though. The arena crosses are really cool. Yeah. I really liked it, and I enjoyed it, and we'll be up at Baltimore this weekend. I was going to say, where was it? I didn't know. Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's, that's awesome. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Good luck with this comeback. Uh, happy to yeah. ha- happy to see you back on a bike, and seems like your off-track stuff is uh, together. You're doing well. Your voice sounds well, and um, like Eddie said, you never lose the talent, so just keep at it, man. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I just want to say thanks to Scott Motorsports, John Knowles, Alpine Stars, and Fly Racing. I appreciate everything you've done so far in 2016. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. Thanks, thanks, Trippy. Yeah, thanks to you guys. All right, see, see you. Awesome, Stroop, everybody. Well, Eddie, what do you think? Man, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not could, gonna jump could, on the wagon and could say, this guy, could this guy come back? Get a Rock River ride. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. He can make it that Absolutely. far back, you think? If, hey, listen, if where he's at, if he keeps plugging away, I think he puts in the training time, gets on a bike that he can spend some time on. Gets He needs gate drops. The guy, listen, yeah. I don't care how fast you are. If you don't have gate drops and have races, seat time, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's no replacement for racing. You know what I mean? That's the best training you can do. I think if he plugs away and keeps doing what he's doing, and like I said, 
tip-overs, battling with guys he shouldn't have. Yeah, he just kept like, going. What, what, what I took away from your story was that it would have been easy for him to just ride off the track. Very easy for him to say, I'm better. Than, I'm not bringing my – he just – man, he let it roll off. He looked good. Mm-hmm. So my, my thing, I think if he stays with it, Get some training in. Gets on a bike that he really spends some time with. The, He's got good people behind him, like he said, Atlas, a guy who's stepping up that doesn't have to do anything for him. That's stepping up, giving him bikes. I, I, something tells me, you know, when you look at a ride, you look at somebody and they just got their. You can tell they've mm-hmm. kind of starting to get it together. Like yeah. he's maturing, he's growing up. Yep. That's what I see in Austin Stroop. And uh, I don't want to say he's going to come back and win races, yeah, but yeah. into the I'm arena cross, I'll stamp it. I feel he'll hit the podium before Arena Cross is all said and done. He'll hit the podium. Let's hope he just keeps it going. Yeah, let's He's tried uh, some comebacks before. Things have gone south, but yeah, let's hope yeah, he keeps let, it going. Yeah, I mean, we, age is you know maturity, like you said. Yeah. Um, he's the reason I say like come back and get a cycle trader rider or whatever, because the guy's been raced for three years or whatever. He's talented, man. He at Tommy his Hall peak, didn't race for a long time either. Where's he at? He didn't race that day. Take that t- long off. Two years, think. two three it, years, right? Two? I don't know. Yeah, 12, and now it's, yeah, it's yeah, sometimes. Hey, you know what? News, Let's not put the cart before the horse. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Stroopy yeah. just needs to keep, uh, you know, basically doing what he's doing, yeah. focus on what he's doing. And I think if he puts his mind to it and they get this thing going with some bikes, I, I'm going to say before the end of the season, he'll hit the podium in Arena Cross. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks to Vortex Racing for bringing Austin Stroop on the show. It's great to see him. Uh, Race Tech, Race Tech Suspension, racetech.com. Use the code PulpMX16 to save yourself uh, 10% at Race Tech on suspension. And also engine services. That's right, Eddie. They got engine services. A wide range of machining processes guaranteeing, guaranteed to be the highest quality available with extreme accuracy. Whether you're looking for a valve job, porting, honing, decking, a crank rebuild, or more, Race Tech, a call. Uh, you know who uses Race Tech uh, suspension, too. Vince Freeze. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech suspension. Michael Lessie. Michael Lessie uses Race Tech suspension. Uh, check them out. The Gold Valve Advantage. A lot of privateers are using them. Racetech.com. Here's some emails of the week. Oh, they got it too. They got an Air Fork uh, conversion kit. So people are digging that right now. All right. Here's some of the best uh, uh, tweets of the week or emails of the week, I should say. Anyone not a fan of the Weston Pike story is an idiot, but we can't have that. Kids all over the world saw that, and now some of them think that's an option. He should have taken it like a man and waited for his turn on the track. JGR should sit him until Daytona. But that's my opinion, Chris. I think we should spare it with the kids. All What did the kids see? We live in this world that's so politically correct now. Yeah, okay. You know, if you're worried about your kid, you're probably one of the billion that live here. Okay? You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, come on, people. Brandon, hey, Mathis, in the A1 press conference, Reed was asked about the Lloyds of London insurance policy he purchased in 09 when he won the outdoor title. He said he's single-handedly responsible for ruining that system. I don't know all the specifics, but what's the story behind that, and uh, what, what did the policy cost? What did it pay out? Yeah, Reed's got a point. I don't know if he single-handedly ruined it, but a lot of these motocross teams got into it after Chad. Chad was one of the first ones. I think it was a million-dollar payout. 1.5, I heard. 1.5, and I want to say it was... Um, Basically, he just... Suzuki bought one, and then he bought one for himself. Yeah, and what was the what was the premium? Well, that's you know. I want to say it was a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or something. I remember he had one that they did all the research on at Lloyd's of London, and Stu, his main competition, had to ride eight races for it to work. So even if he won and Stu ran less than eight, he wouldn't pay out. 
That's what these guys do. They're smart. They don't want to pay you the money. They do everything they can. Yeah, they're looking like any insurance company. It's not Lloyd's of London. Yeah, you know, yeah. Progressive. You know, you crash your car. They're like, oh, you're, you know. Turn to left so, like an but what's right. happened now is these teams have uh, gone to this well repeatedly, and um, the insurance policies are very, very expensive now. So they don't really have them anymore. We tried to buy some for Jessica one time, and they yep. said no. Yeah, exactly. Um, Steve, if you run out of material to write about, try this subject. I've been a moto guy for 45 years. I support all things moto. I love Mandingo pickles, and I order them offline because they're not available in NorCal. I just got told at work that my Mandingo pickles – uh, shirt I've been wearing for three years is now offensive and derogatory. What the f? What What does it say? Mandingo Blame. pickles. Yeah, really. Mandingo is Michigan all native, delicious ingredients, naturally grown in Owasso. That's what Mandingo stands for. But if you watch, um, it was a term to slavery for for black folks back in the day. Mandingos or something. Or I, if you watch a uh, uh, the Django Unchained, Django, yeah, it's in there. So. Poor, poor big nasty. He's running into problems. It's just pickles, everybody. All right. Uh, Scott. I don't know. Scott sent us in reaction to his on-track behavior. I have no choice but to go to my dealer and order a set of fly gear, exactly what Weston Pike was wearing. There we go. <laughs> I don't blame him. Scott right there. I don't sold blame some, him. Sold some fly gear. All right. People love him. Yeah. Not many people hate him. Uh, let's get to this email later. Um uh, Ricky sent this in, Mr. Mr. Mathis. Oh, no, let's get to that later, too. Because that's a voicemail that came up, too. All right, okay. Okay, Mathis, you claim that you speak the truth regardless of consequences. When are you going to start talking about the fact that AC, despite being a really nice kid, growing quickly into manhood, is showing signs of potentially being Michael Lessie number two? Mostly all hype, amateur phenom that was made too much of. Expectations too high, pressure too high, and it never really happens. Come on, people. I mean, he's had some injuries, but when he's racing, he's winning. So I'd say if this happens again, might want to hit the panic button. But, you know, right. for now, he's for now, good. He's right? still young. What is he? Still 18 years old? Oh, uh, no. He's older than that. But whatever. Come on, people. Okay. Uh, Captain sent this in. Why does Trey Kennard ride like a squid? He never learns. He continues to ride fast, but he follows guys too closely and is overly aggressive. You saw it the way he passed Dungey. You don't put the defending champ on the ground. You don't run him wide off the track. Kennard doesn't get it and never will. He's freeze but faster. And this is why he's always hurt in crashes. I'm sorry, but if I had the speed and Kennard pulled his crap with me, I'm going full pike on him. When we get back to the pits, enough is enough, Trey. That's what I'm talking about. Why <laughs> should the guys be scared of Ryan Dungey? Like, you know, it's like you respect the champ, but at the same time, you can't be like, oh, it's Ryan. Don't don't crowd him. Don't bump him. You know, but come on. Okay. All right, let's get to the phone calls here before we get to our next commercial break. Carlos, what's up, man? How are you? Carlos, you there? Carlos? All right. Carlos is gone. He's been he's been on hold for a while, so I'm sure he's uh he's over it. Uh, what else we got? Um, is that it for calls? Yeah, I don't know what those other guys want. Let's take a commercial break. Let's do that. Work on our servers here. Uh, Pulp Metro presented by BTOSports.com. Fly Racing. Chad Reed's coming up. Yeah, Chad Reed. JT. JT. Kiefer. Ooh. Will Kiefer make you cry? <laughs> he won't make me cry, but uh, man, he's made a lot of people angry. He has. So. We're gonna talk to him about that. 
I don't think he did anything wrong, but, you know, a yeah. bunch of sensitive people out there. Yeah, and we'll get to that much more. Travis is in here in the producer's uh, chair trying things out, working behind the scenes, and uh, we got much more to talk about. We'll talk more about the Pike and Freeze thing, talk about Sealy a little bit, talk about the 250s. We never did that. What's up with Porcel? We'll get to that. And, uh, and we got more segments. The X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, the BTO Sports Tweet at Travis, the NFAB JGR Check-In, and, and Eddie, when we come back, we're going to talk about how you can win a set of wheels from Gear Alloy. Yeah, and the Gear Alloy Cold Call. That's going to be fantastic. That's yeah, going to be so a good stay one. tuned. A great way to uh, to uh, know the sport, to win a set of wheels. It's probably well, $2,000 or so. It's a good price. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, stick around. We'll tell you more. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs, you need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro.
out on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it, most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's good choice, and especially if you got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at MichelinMotorcycle.com. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 
29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. You hear me? You hear me, sir? You hear me? Shaq, you hear me? Don't get any know your mama says with your mama, you understand me? I'm trying to teach you. You're younger than me, nigga. I can talk to you like this. <laughs> Don't do it. Because they do not play fair.
Me and my mom was watching that show, Yo Mama, on MTV the other night, and it, it wasn't that funny, so I changed the channel. She's like, what you do that for? I said, it wasn't that funny. She said, I thought it was hilarious. I said, you don't know nothing about comedy. She talking about, oh, really, you think you can do better because you're a so-called comedian? I said, first of all, lady, I'm a professional. So-called comedian. She said, really? I said, really? She said, well, hit me with your best, your mama joke. I said, no, mom, you know how crazy your ass is. Remember you threatened to take us for a ride by the lake? I am not going to get into this shit with you. She said, boy, say what you want about my mama, and I say what I want about your mama. I said, but you are my mama, aren't you? She said, boy, just say what you want about my mama. I say what I want about your mama, and we'll see who got the best joke. I said, this is weird. But I said, okay, fuck it. I said, mama, I'm going to let you know I'm a professional. I'm going for the juggler. So you saying I can say what I want about big mama? She said, go ahead. I said, cool, because I don't like her ass anyway. I said, you ready? She said, go ahead. I said, well, mama, your mama's so ugly. Every time she look at the mirror, the mirror, duck. <laughs> she said, that's the best one you got? I said, well, what you got, old lady? She said, well, your mama's so nasty, she sucked your daddy dick and came in here and kissed you goodnight. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Pulpa Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Eddie Ray couldn't come up with a song, so he wanted us to play that. So, Eddie? You know everybody here got a good laugh out of it. I think everybody who will be listening to this is going to get a good laugh out of it. So. Where did you, you first hear that? Oh, Jess, she's searching. Oh, oh, you yeah. know what? Jessica's brother sent it to her on uh, Facebook or something. I don't know. But, hey, this will give him a reason to listen to the commercial. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, hey, Gear Alloy is on, involved with us this year. The Gear Alloys, are, they're really, really a great company, making uh, tons of wheels for uh, uh, Jeeps and trucks and SUVs, and uh, they, they're huge supporters of the uh, NFAB Ampro Yamaha team. And uh, Gear Alloy, since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, styles, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling. Design engineered in SoCal to in order to stay on trend with design and source worldwide. You can get these things through 16 through 22-inch diameters, 5, 6, and 8 lug applications. And uh, you can get them in different widths. And uh, when you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, Gear Alloy. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board with us. Great company. And uh, we're hoping to uh, give some sets away, talk about them a little bit, help the company promote it. If you need something, if you need some wheels, check out Gear Alloy. Eddie, what we want to do is, um, courtesy of Gear Alloy, we're going to give away a set of wheels uh, throughout the year. But what we're going to do is give away a set testing your Supercross knowledge is what we're going to do. So what we want to do is Pulpamex Show, contest at pulpamexshow.com is the email. Give us the top five for, in the 450 class for this weekend in San Diego and the closest guys, uh, the closest guy, if you get it to Zach, you win the wheels. If there's a tie, we'll do a draw. And you win a set of wheels courtesy of Gear Alloy. Guy, if we, no one gets it closest, uh, no one gets it correct, we'll take the closest guy, win a set of wheels from Gear Alloy. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, so I get mean, busy, people. All you people who have trucks, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you uh, want to get a free set of wheels, uh, just pick the top five and uh, 
you'll get yourself a brand new set of wheels and i think it's a cool giveaway um yeah it's it is it's fantastic gear alloy and uh so yeah top five 450 class san diego this week um Check them out. And Gear Alloy, thanks to those guys for coming on. We're going to have a Gear Alloy cold call here coming up real soon. We've got to decide who we're going to call, though, Eddie. Got a couple of people in mind. Hot Cams, unleash the power within 30% discount on orders placed online at hotcaminc.com. <laughs> Check out discount code HOTCAMS2015. Hot Cams, please and proud to present our next guy, Motocross, Supercross legend. He's back on blue, had a nice Anaheim one, and uh, we're happy to have him on. The great Chad Reed. What's up, Reedy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, except for our server, we're doing great. I hear. I was, like, getting ready to go to bed because I heard no one was listening. <laughs> no, trust me. The good thing we get most of our uh, listeners um, on the uh, on the archives and not live. But uh, say, hey, Anaheim won. Um, not great, but pretty good, I think. A nice debut. You don't have a ton of time testing on that Yamaha. So are you okay with that result? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm, mean, of course, not, not great. I felt that I was, you know, maybe a little better than that, but you know, I, uh, I'll take it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that I can use the excuse about, you know, not a lot of testing. I mean, yeah, I haven't done a lot of testing, but I mean, I'm, I've been on the bike a long time, so it's not like I right. showed up on an unfamiliar bike. It was, uh, you know, we didn't have to do a lot of tweaking, which was nice. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I showed mm-hmm. up. I was ready to go. And, uh, you know, a six is a good start, but not, not what I was hoping for. Yeah, you know how the opener goes, too. Some guys right now are really wondering what's going on with their programs, with their with their racing season. Some guys are pumped, but the opener, lots of weird stuff can happen. So you, could, you had a nice was, steady uh, race. Yeah. It was a weird – I think the track played a big role of uh, – I love the track, to be honest, to be truthful. I wish every weekend the track was like that. Um, you know, I think our tracks, I've said it a million times mm-hmm. for the last 10 years that I've been coming on the show or whatever it is. But, you know, they're just they're too cookie-cutter. They're too easy. Mm-hmm. And this weekend with the weather and everything like that, the track got really difficult, got tough. You know, like I made way more mistakes than I would like to admit to. So <laughs> yeah. um, I, I know that uh, a lot of people, you know, sometimes I was taking two seconds out of guys in front of me, and then sometimes I was giving up three to them. So mm-hmm. it didn't uh, – it, it wasn't an easy track. So um, I think that that played a big role. You know, all these guys, I don't – you know, I think that uh, it's just more challenging, a little bit better racing when it's like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, for the most part um, – you know, if if San Diego's back to being more normal, I think the race number will be you know a little tighter. Yeah, it it was a tough opening round, and then some transitions were soft, and you know before the jumps, and and they usually make the track easy. This week they didn't. There, you should have seen the unseated practices and the yellow flags. Well, I think the track <laughs> itself was easy. Okay. Um, it was the conditions and the weather that made it difficult. I mean, the whoops were, you know, basically they shouldn't. You know, they were just a freeway. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the jumps and everything like that were, were very, you know, normal and consistent. But uh, um, I think it was just the the, the the weather that we had prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that it needs to be said in the fact that we always beat up on those guys. But, man, they did an amazing job this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was here in California and Wednesday night uh, morning, it was just 
unbelievable the amount of rain and how heavy and hard it was raining. I'm from Florida and used to, you know, crazy weather. And, right. and I can tell you that it was uh, some of the gnarliest weather that I've had. It woke us up. So um, to see the conditions that we had and how good the racetrack was, it was it's definitely, a, you know, those guys deserve a, a huge props for that. Yeah, I agree. We do beat up on them a lot. And they did a great job because, yeah, it was it could have got ugly. You know, and uh, yeah. yeah, they did a good job. Um, you are back with Jimmy Perry and Bob Oliver, Keith McCarty, Mike Guerra. How's that? It's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I think uh, you know, I think that what makes it the most fun is the fact that you know, I think I was a kid when I was there, and you know, and mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, a lot's happened since then, and yeah. I think that uh, I think that there. You know, I think in, in a lot of ways they're changed too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of my most trusted people, I would say, is Keith McCarty, and I just, you know, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun over this, you know, the last six months mm-hmm. of dealing with him. I mean, sure, there's been, you know, a little bit of nervous timing for all of us, you know, trying to figure yeah. out whether this thing was going to work or not. But um, all in all, it's been been a great experience and it's been fun. And uh, Thursday morning before press day, I got to go to Yamaha and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, walking through the main offices up front uh, where all the big bosses are and, the, you know, the president, vice president and all that is just walking through that building and, and it, it really made me feel special to be honest with you um mm-hmm. a lot of people happy to have me back and that's cool um and truthfully i'm really happy to be back i mean i have so many memories there and to walk through with my kids and everybody you know yeah. trying to feed them candy and all that stuff it was, it was, a, it was a good time <laughs> you should go over by my old bench there a lot of magic happened there a lot of magic nah, in that bench old bench long gone man. <laughs> goose took over that thing i think <laughs> is goose at my bench the first one I yeah i don't know okay i, I was yours to the left or the right? No, first one on the right when you walk through the door from the back. Yeah, from the back. So I, uh, I believe Goose is the next one over. That's rookie's old bench. See yeah, one? see, yeah. it's the two-two. Yeah, bench. it's the two-two bench. Damn it! Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was hoping it could. Now be. your bench is. Uh, I think your bench is like testing. I think the test bike hangs out there. <laughs> Just oil splats, oil splatter yeah, everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah, still not cleaned up from when you were there. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, hey, we got uh, Jason Thomas on the line, too. JT, welcome back to the show. Um, what, oh, what up, JT? What a, he's what's not the, in Vegas? No, he's not in Vegas. He should have came. This, we, had a lot, we had a lot to talk about. Fly racing, rider, very involved in the sport this past weekend. So, um, Should have been here, JT. <laughs> Yeah, you always say that. You say that every day, every I, Monday. I do, actually. You're right. Um, Chad, how much do you have to wear blue? How, what kind of deal is that? How's that with the gear? Uh, first and last race. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they've, they've really relaxed. Um, well, should I say first and last race, but it wasn't mandatory. Um, okay. Just because everything happened so late. But my... Uh, um, you know, my my gear um, was was pre-ordered, so no matter where I was going or what brand I was on, I was always going to wear blue gear this oh, weekend. Okay. So yeah. um, that was months ago. Right. Fox works, you know, so far in advance. But um, just, I mean, you know, I mean, look at the history of, of the 40, what, five races or 44, what, I don't even yeah. know what it is anymore, but the 40-plus races that I've won, I think, 40 of them have been in blue. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to go with the odds. You got to go with the odds. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, how tough was it? We saw you toss your goggles. Was that a factor late in the race for you or was it, I mean, you, you, um, you had some guys was, in front, but I don't know if it really affected you that yeah, much. It was, just, it was, unfortunately it was an issue I was having early on. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, like the the restart, um, you know, kind of jacked things up. I think, uh, you know, I don't think that I got a full race prep goggle that, mm-hmm. that I normally have. Um, and then, yeah, we had a little bit of an issue that, that you know, that yeah. I've seen before with the uh, – when you when your body's hot and, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, so, I think we I think um, we can figure it out, right? Um, yeah, right. I mean, it's a little unfortunate, but no, it, it is. is. It, 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 I, I'm not going to sit here and blame it. I mean, it's, yeah. for sure, it was a bit of a distraction for me on my side, but yeah. um, you know, I don't think that you know. Right. Uh, the restart was more of an issue than the goggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, the restart. What were you third? I think on, or, on uh, the first start. Third, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, the first one. I want to say I was around. Fourth, maybe. Yeah, fourth, yeah, maybe. I think uh, maybe maybe I was like right. fourth or fifth, and then when Stu went down, I went into fifth, fourth, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that was disappointing because I I really felt like I had a good flow going, a good push. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of fighting with Dunge a little bit, which is hence the reason why I think he was you know in such a hurry to get around Stu. So mm-hmm. um, I was trying to go to the front and felt like right. I I had what it took to go there. So. Um, yeah, the restart. Um, my this basically the the first start wasn't awesome, but I was able to beat. I believe it was Bogle were coming from the outside, and then I you know which made my first turn, second turn, third turn really clean. Um, and then the next start, uh, Bogle just got me, and mm-hmm. then uh, he clipped a bail coming, kind of exiting out of uh, turn one, going into two. And uh, and that and that just kind of snowballed for me, and then I was kind of like, then I found myself in the wrong place at the wrong time for the next three turns. So yeah, um, that yeah, I mean, then I had to come through. Right, right, right. Um, JT, what'd you think of your buddy Chad's ride? Pretend he's not on the line right now. What'd you, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, the first one, uh, and I texted him this. I saw it honestly. That I I kind of thought he was going to win the the first one before the restart. Uh-huh. Uh, I. I thought his pace was really good, and he wasn't waiting on anyone, um, which on that track, it looked like it was a bit tough to pass. You know, there was only a couple spots, but he seemed like he was kind of finding room. And, uh, you know, I've watched him ride, obviously, a lot. And when he's not waiting and he's he's really aggressive, you can tell that he, he feels like he has the pace to go. Um, and that's just what I saw. And um, I, was, I was more bummed about the restart for that because of any, you know, more than anything, because you just kind of, you know, pile everybody back in you don't really know how it's going to shake out when yeah. you, you know line everybody up again and uh, obviously the start wasn't as good and mm-hmm. uh he just didn't have the track position uh the second time to really get into that spot so mm-hmm. um i thought maybe chad you know took the 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 brunt of the impact of the second restart more than anyone just uh you know yeah. i think he could have been on the podium and, and said he ended up six um uh, chad did i see photos with the fly 360 cam camera on are you rocking the boat here Always rocking the boat. I know Whether you, you are. Pitch- Whether you're seeing a picture or not, I don't <laughs> that's a good point. You're always going. trying to rock the boat. I know. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. I, I enjoy it. So I saw it on there. Um, speaking of Fly 360 and a sponsor of yours, uh, Chad Lands at Valley. Uh, I was uh, kind of thought he might be involved early on in this process. Then I heard he wasn't, and then I saw when it eventually came together. And your fans, you were driving your fans crazy. By the way, I can imagine what you were going through. Um, Chad Lanza stepped up a little bit, and so can you talk about a little bit of his involvement and um, and what he how he helps you out in your program? Uh, his involvement, exactly. Um, truthfully, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm no longer team owner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, so like something that I would normally be able to answer you. Um, I know that uh, I know from very very early on 
uh, Keith, uh, while sitting in Keith's office, he actually made a call to Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know from a very early, like I'm talking six months when this thing first started to get talked about, um, Chad was in. Um, so I don't think that Chad was ever out. He was always, uh, uh, he was always, you know, in. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But what what it is and how that's structured, I I, I don't know. And hey, talk about that. I mean, a he's on. Bit. Yeah. He's on the graphic. He's on the semi. So. Yeah. Uh, and on my gear. So I have to think that, uh, you know, that he's yeah. he's a good part of it. And I know that Keith is uh, extremely proud of the people uh, involved. You know, being Monster Three Sixty Chaparral and uh, and Valley being the four yeah. guys that are. That, that have stepped up the most to make it all reality. So, uh, hey. you know, kind of going off of the feeling and the, and the, what I've heard, you know, how excited Keith is, I, I assume he's, you know, he's helping out a lot. Do you notice less stress in your life? You noticeable? Like you're just... Yes and no. I mean, it was pretty stressful in the fact that I didn't really know what was happening, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, in one respect, yes, absolutely. There's, there's, there's a lot less stress. Um, but probably my weakest thing and, and why I enjoyed a team as you know, from the fact that like I'm a control freak and, and I hate not knowing, you know, like I like to, uh, you know, have my own best interests in my own hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. not, you know, not having any control over that and not being able to pound on doors, make phone calls and be the, you know, the guy, um, it was, I learned a lot, I guess I would say, yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I, I learned a lot about having to be patient and not, um, you know, like I, I couldn't be a control freak. I couldn't just get on a phone and make it happen. I couldn't get on the phone and yell at Steve and say, what's, that, what's going on? You know, right. why are you not making this happen? It was, yeah. um, it was really in somebody else's hand and I just had to, I had to learn to trust that. Sam's got a question for you. He's been on hold for a while. Sam, welcome to the show. What's your question for uh, Chad Reed? Hey, Chad. Just wanted to congratulate you on your new deal. And uh, just had a, I just had a quick question about your uh, suspension deal. I mean, you know, you've been on show up for a long time. I just kind of want to just wondering what's it like going back to KYB back in the Yamaha days with KYB. Just kind of wanted to know what's the difference and. Is it better? Is it worse? What's the, what about the switch to KYB, Chad? Um, the switch to KYB, um, my personal opinion and preference, um, I'm always a believer of, uh, you know, a little bit more flex in, in some area is nice. Um, show is convinced that 49 is the way to go. Uh, KYB is 48, so it gives you a little bit more feel. Um, KYB Air um, actually has potential, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it uh, is by far the best air fork that I've ever tried. Um, I'm currently not using it, but I don't think it's far off. Um, where the Showa one, I just think it's it's just not. Yeah, I mean, just look up and down the grid. I mean, there's yeah, there's a few people on it that have to be on it, and that is it. Um, so yeah, not really talking bad or anything. That's just my opinion, no, yeah. and I think that the, the rest of the grid <laughs> shows shows that. Um, so yeah, it's been a been a great transition back. To be honest, I think that the new KYB shock is really really good. Has a lot of adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh, three you know three adjustments up top, two adjustments down bottom. So um, yeah, from everything that I've seen and felt, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a good change. Hey, one of the things we talked about earlier in the show, and it's a bit of a controversy on my Twitter feed, and I don't know, probably about yours, 
Did you see anything wrong with the Dungey Stu collision? Obviously, Stu cut down. Dunge was coming inside. Dunge hit him. Stu had a red flag, knocked himself out. But it's kind of just racing, in my opinion. Did you? What did you think? Yeah, I'm like I I haven't watched the race on a on a big screen, but just the you know obviously everybody talking about it. Mm-hmm. I've been tagged on a few things. So yeah, I've, I've I have seen the incident. Um, I think it's totally racing. I I don't think that either guy did anything wrong. Um, you know, James is antsy and 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 I think uh, uh, kind of raced up on the back of. Uh, I think he just got past and then and then kind of was fast down that rhythm and. You know, mm-hmm. early on, just like JT said, like when, you know, like he thought I was going to win because I was just making quick passes. Um, let's talk about James Stewart's strength. I mean, t- talk about passing and being able to get to the front. He's probably one of the best ever. So I just think that was it, you know, awesome to cut down like that? No, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like a split-second yeah, decision. And absolutely. you got to – you see an opportunity to dive underneath somebody and – you know, I mean, let's be honest. The next rhythm was a was a finish line, and then a gator back. I mean, the 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 likelihood of James <laughs> upshifting and pinning it up to gator back it, to pass yeah. him back is probably pretty high. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, and then Dunge has also got to see if you know he's probably found himself. Uh, you know, I was all over him in the whoops before that. So mm-hmm. um, and trying to pass him and trying to get up the inside of him. Um, so then he's got to press the envelope. He's protecting the inside from me. Um, and then he found himself with Stu turning down. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's at fault. I, I think that, uh, yeah. you know, in, in, if I'm in any of their shoes, I do the same thing. And it's just one of those things. I mean, it's not like Dunge winning there. You see Dunge grabbing a handful of front brake, trying to actually yeah. avoid, you know, contact. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I knew James was out. I mean, like I said, I was right there mm-hmm. and you could see him. I mean, he went limp right away. So he was, he was, he was napping right away, but, uh, I'm more concerned on why they red flagged. I get it that he's out, but I mean, it was quick. You know, it wasn't, well, it was a pretty quick red flag. You know what I brought up earlier in the show? Eddie and JT and I all discussed this. Alessi was out cold in Daytona, and that thing just kept going on. You guys were 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 going on each side of him, and he was out, and yeah. that never got red flagged. I don't believe it got yeah, red flagged. And, and, and he was, uh, and, and I hate it because it's like you don't, you know, no, I know, in your yeah. podcast. It's like yeah. if if you're that guy laying on the ground, do you want everybody to be racing and right. you know, whatever? But he was he was a ways off the you know off the racing line, and the fact that you know there was plenty of line up the inside where mm-hmm. we could all you know that they could have got to him and stuff. So it was a it was a strange red flag for what they normally would red flag a race for. Yeah, put a put a tough block there and. Direct yeah. everybody and I hope he's good, him. man. Yeah. I hope James is okay and Oof, hope he's yeah. back next weekend. Yeah, no doubt. What are you going to work on this week? Like, what thinking about your bike? Starts. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, it's. I knew it coming into the season that starts are going to be everything. It's not really. I mean, I've done my homework. I think the bikes within the window. We literally went maybe a click here, a click there, and mm-hmm. then back. Yeah. Um. I I want to say um that I race my bike exactly the way I raced it in Australia this weekend. Um, We went a little one way uh, in the last uh, qualifier, and then we went back for the heat race. So um, I, yeah, I mean, the bike's good. I mean, sure, we can make a little changes, you know, here Mm -hmm. and there. I'm going to test a little bit tomorrow, but starts. I just need to, I need a better feeling on the start, and I need to, uh, I need to be able to nail those things week in and week out and give myself the best opportunity. Well, when you were on a Cowie, you probably saw a lot of blue ahead of you off the start. They got, they're fast. They've got good throttle response. Um, 
you know, you can you know you got the bike for for whole shots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I want to say Bar should whole shot of both races. Like I said, I haven't watched a race, but I yeah, think yeah. he was up front both races. Um, unfortunately, those guys run the the rear lockdown, and um, I don't like it the way it makes the bike feel mm-hmm. um, it makes the bike feel real rigid i mean you know like you're talking about a linkage and then suddenly you're adding this massive piece of metal and everything like that and it gets really rigid and i hate the feeling in the right. loops and on bumps so i don't have the lockdown uh you mm-hmm. know, thing to work with but um so yeah we're gonna go to work i, I think michael byrne my my guy is one of the best starters ever and uh, we've we've got a bike for him this week, so we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get my butt beat, you know, over and over all week. And uh, but I'm gonna learn something. Right. So Tell him hopefully uh, next week we can uh, we can get the start down. Try the third third gear stuff that he taught Shorty that he helped teach Shorty. <laughs> get, get on board. That. Yeah, tran- <laughs> he runs a complete yeah, yeah. gearing and tranny. So yeah, no, not, I know, it's not the same. Um, well, hey man, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Anything, JT? Anything that you or you can just call him later if you want to. Uh, no, I mean, I, uh, I was I pumped. Know. I didn't know what to expect. Like you know, busy. I didn't really see him ride or do much, so it was a pleasant surprise he, to see him, you know, in the mix. He came to sure. Florida, and I didn't want to show him anything, so I didn't ride. I just drove my go-kart. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, and, and how hard was it for JT to tell you, like, that your gear looked good this week? He probably didn't. He didn't. He couldn't have. It was impossible. Nah, I did. Oh, you did? did? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's really tough for JT to get that over the text. It's tough. Uh, I, it, <laughs> hey, it, honestly, I'm, I've been pretty like complimentary else. of a setup because it's usually I just can't deny it. You know, if it, yeah. I, I'm not scared to call a spade a spade. If it's good, I'll call it good. Yeah, I like the throwback helmet too, Chad. Yeah, it's good. Like a little bit. Yeah, it, the the back of it I thought was a really close throwback, but I mean, obviously, when you you know it's got the monster on it, so it's it's hard to replicate mm-hmm. a lot of it, but. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought AP did a good job. It was nice, it was, and it was fun. I think, uh, you know, overall the the whole weekend it was a really busy weekend to be honest with I'm you. Sure, like, yeah. uh, you know, like when you own the team, um, you can you can really uh, call the shots on you know on, on getting your own space. I guess on race day um, this weekend, I had to I had to schmooze. <laughs> there was a lot of people in and out, and a lo- just a lot of people that were really really happy. I think for one having their team back, but then having you know the twenty two back under Yamaha tent, I think uh, I felt uh, the love for sure. So you and Jimmy um, Perry back together, dude. Well, I'm we're, we're, he's going to be TM MOY again. <laughs> what about yeah, I'm, what I'm about? You <laughs> <laughs> get to do those Friday night dealer signings now again too. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You're right. But and I get a paycheck. That's pretty nice. Yeah, and you don't true. have to worry about anything. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah. It's yeah. With, with the good... It was pretty funny, you know, like uh, showing up and, you know, like you just, somebody hands you a picture and you throw it on and you don't really notice it. And it's like for the last five years, it's like, you get a picture and you're like, ah, that's wrong. Yeah. This is too small. This is too big. Right. Somebody's calling you. You're bitching at somebody. Somebody's bitching at you. It was, it was actually really weird to just throw <laughs> a picture on and a team hat on and not even really notice it. And then Jimmy's like, ah, oh, we're going to work on this. And I'm like, I just started laughing <laughs> because it was something that I, you know, just, I was just like, wow, I don't miss yeah. that at all. So yeah. Yeah. No, it was a good experience. It was definitely different. It was hard. I mean, it is really hard to, you know, five years be the guy and then uh, <laughs> to remove yourself from that and try to just be the writer. It's, it's actually more hard than you, than you think. I think, uh, well, I'm looking forward to having you. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, hot cams bringing you Chad Reed. 
I think you were better than I thought you'd be. So that's, I mean, just really? I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought like in practice, like you were spicy in practice. Like you got on yeah, it right away. I got a little spice, man. I like you know my my training last year was so bad, and <laughs> I was so disappointed. Mine too. In, Mine too. In the yeah. direction that my trainer went. And, okay. And I, I'm glad that somebody else has him now. So uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to beat up on that guy and. Uh, yeah, try to try to show that my new uh, my new program is working. Yeah, I, I just I, th- I thought like you came out like you attacked the track right away. It didn't take you long to get going, which sometimes it does. You were on the board uh, pretty quickly, and that first start was good. I just thought you had some spice, some some pep. So I don't know. Yeah, and also too we'll like I also, I also think like and you you're not using an excuse. And as a matter of fact, you're kind of telling me that I'm wrong. Which I get because I'm not. I don't know anything about your program, but to me, like you love to test and you love to try things, and so to me, I'm like, oh, maybe he didn't try that much stuff. And you're saying, no, no, I'm good. But in my mind, I'm like, hey, he's just gonna try more stuff on a Yamaha and get this thing better. But maybe you're not. Maybe we, you're good. You know? I mean, you can always get it better. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I just think that we we are in a window that yeah. that I can work with, and I think. Uh, you know, like, I, I, I got to ask this. Like, everyone wants to know, oh, what's the bike like? I mean, it's, you know, it, it's not a bike that I necessarily would want to have rode a couple of years ago. I mean, I, let's be truthful. Yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't had a good rep at all. Um, you know, since I left, it, it's drastically been changed. Um, I want to say it's on the third or fourth generation since, since you know, like, the, the first one. Mm-hmm. And and it's just, uh, it's it feels like a Yamaha. as drastically different as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all the positives, like, you know, like I think that one of my strengths is always being able to just get in and turn down on the turn and, and get out of it as quick as possible. Um, being comfortable and fast in the whoops right. and not really having to think about the whoops has always been a strength of mine. Um, and they're all things that I learned. I mean, it was, I, I learned those because of Yamaha, you know, like there were things that, that, that I was good at because of that. So coming back, you know, 10 or 10 so years later, like all those feelings are there. So mm-hmm. it's 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 fun to feel that, you know, this bike has has the core um you know, core values of a Yamaha that I remember. So um I think that, that that's a testament to the guys. You know, obviously it's taken them mm-hmm. a while since two thousand and ten, but they've really got their arms wrapped around this thing I think right. and I think it's a great bike. It's it's extremely fast. Yeah. So I think uh Yep. Because yeah, you, I think you, that we can tweak on it and make it better. For you sure. tried a Valley bike, I think it was Valley, on your little tryouts, and I tried a you Valley did not bike like it two, yes. at the end of ten. And right. I, yeah, and, and it was yeah not something that I was willing, mean, you know, willing to go racing yeah. on at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, good for those guys for uh, for coming back. Um, yeah. That was about the time no, that being, NASA being said great, he'd never raced uh, in America again. <laughs> it probably no, that? no, it wasn't. That was about the time when Mathis said that you'd never race in America again. <laughs> no, no, no. That when I said that we might not see you back in America was when I watched you ride off the track at Millville in 2010 on the Cowie, and things were bad with you in Parts Unlimited. Things were bad with you in Cowie, and I said, you know what, guys, we might never see him race again in America. Well, I was really wrong. I was very far off. <laughs> so that was a lot happened since then. <laughs> I know, but you know, yeah. but yeah, you get some things right, you get th- some things wrong. So um, I talked yeah, to, and I mean, we're yeah. only one race in. Yeah, so yeah. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> it was a good first round, and I showed a little promise, but uh, right. it's going to be a long season. I I need to 
you know, I need to produce from my side and, and I'm motivated and, and I feel comfortable. I feel happy. Um, I feel strong and fit and healthy. So they're all good things that, that, uh, that I'm going to need, you know, it's not, yeah. you know, the, the odds are against me. If you look at the history, um, you know, the odds are against me, but if there's anyone that wants to prove anybody wrong, I'm that guy. So, uh, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I got you for a win this year. I think you can pull a win or two out of your butt. Just I really one? do. Ah, uh, well, one or two, one or two Jeez. right now. So I, I mean, need to get. I need to beat my guy Ricky for all time. Well, for yeah, all time. Yeah, what are you? Uh, six back, five back, I think. Yeah, something like that. Nah, uh, I think I'm fifty-one. Like three off of him or something. I thought he had fifty-one. Like I think I, what am I? I don't know if I'm JT. What is he? Five, but he's he's forty-eight. Oh, yeah, no. James has fifty, right? And Ricky has yeah, forty-eight. James has fifty. Yeah, James has fifty. Ricky has forty-eight. So, oh, um, that's, I yeah, I gotta, I gotta get Ricky. I thought Ricky at fifty one and James at fifty two, and you at no, forty eight. Yeah, forty drinks in okay. Australia. I told him I was gonna take him down. So, <laughs> um, I gotta live up to that. <laughs> um, that was hey, we're talking about that. Was that pretty cool having him there? And uh, you guys did some one on one racing and everything. And hey, and I heard from uh, I think Eddie, you were there. Yeah, I was there. You said Ricky was trying, and it was a race. It was not like hey, I'm just riding around here. Like I'm trying. So, so here, so I mean, you guys obviously seen my social side of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, because we he, I didn't know about, you know, I didn't know whether, you know, I predicted Stu wasn't going to show, but um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that he was going to show or not show. And then I landed in Australia, and then suddenly I seen that Ricky was coming. So then, uh, and then next minute I hear, you know, he's like texting me like, "Hey, don't beat up on me too bad," and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, "What are you talking about?" And then he's like, oh, I'm coming to Oz. And I was surprised that he, for one, was even willing to go. Me you too. Know, like, yeah. like a, you know, early. And, I mean, he's been very consistent. I'm, and I'm sure he's been, you know, offered several hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last, you know, 10 years to uh, to go race in Europe or something like that, you know, like McGrath did when he right. retired. And he's, and he's really been consistent in saying that he didn't race anymore. So to see him show up in Australia and to do that, um, I think there was, <laughs> I know there was a, you know, something involved, but mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, I was like, ah, oh, you know, like I don't want to race him. It's not really good for either of us. Right. You know? Right. So let's, let's ride two strokes. That'd be fun. That'd be a show. And then he wasn't that excited about that. So then I'm like, okay, well then I rode practice. Then I get in behind him and, and, you know, like I had to actually, you know, like it wasn't like I could just ride around and, and and yeah. it had the guy covered like the guy was pinning it, so I'm like, damn, I can't even ride my two stroke because there's no, like I wouldn't have been able to keep up with him on my two stroke. So then I'm like, okay, well then that takes my two stroke out of it as well. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to ride a four stroke just to have a, a shot at beating him. Right. Um. But yeah, he. I mean, he rode well. He out qualified. You know, Cooper yeah. Webb that won the last night. Um, yeah. And truthfully, a lot of I had so much realization. You know, and this is my opinion only, it's, you know, these guys that retire at 27, I just, I don't get it. I can't understand it. I can't wrap my own head around it. And it, it really just motivated me to want to be the best that I can be while I can be. Because, like, look at Ricky. I mean, he's 36. He's, you know, a couple years older than me. And he can still throw down. And it just, there's no part of me that thinks that, if he was still professionally racing, that he would be the guy, you know, going for race wins and podiums just like I am. And I just think that, man, that's just a lot of life that, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe he got to live it, and that's his way of living it. But yeah. for me, that's not living. You know, like doing what you love is living. And and like I said, like that's that's just my personal yeah, yeah, opinion. Not sure. he is clearly he's happy with his life and doing what he does. But just it really made me you know think about like how lucky I am to be able to do what I do and and ride these great bikes and and with the, all the you know the baddest dudes in the world at Supercross and yeah. just made me I guess more appreciative of that and. and I guess that just motivated me a little bit more to go out there and do the best I can. I think some of it comes from uh, Ricky and RV and other guys is not, and you weren't like this, Chad. It's these guys have been mini superstars since they were five years old. You know, Loretta's and everything, and they raced all these time, and like they just this comes a point where they're just tired and over it. And you got into it. You know, you, it wasn't that serious for you when you started in Australia. You know, you got good, then it kind of you built this career. And, you know, into one of the best of all time. And these other guys have literally had pressure and support and everyone watching them since they were seven years old, you know? So. Yeah, but, I mean, truthfully, that hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, yeah, it was a different level, but it was like that for me, too. I was mean, it? Okay. Like, I won a lot as an amateur and, you know, and, and was always... You know, like I was the cousin of the guy winning and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was a lot of pressure, you know, like, am I as good as my cousin, you know, am I better than my cousin? I always got compared to him. And so, like, I don't know that that's really an excuse. I think that, and this is what I think, you know, like, is the fact that that, that winning makes you make choices differently. And I didn't have no perfect record, you know, like mm-hmm. I won some, I lost some, you know, I won a lot, I lost a lot. Um, there wasn't anything really there. I, I, I think the fear of losing um, maybe made those guys call it a career too early, you know, or earlier than, than normal. Um, you know, Ricky winning 10, you know, never losing an outdoor title. James coming in, I really think that Ricky thought James was going to, be maybe a little more than he has worked out to be. Um, and then I just think that he, yeah, he just kind of got out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like for me, I've been there. I've been to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm done. And I remember being 25, 26, thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I just think with age and, and I think with kids, you just get appreciation for life and for things. Um, then you do at that age. And, and I guess, I'm happy for the failures that I've had because it's really kept me in it this long. Mm-hmm. And without those failures and, and winning a little more or winning a title here and there that maybe slipped away, um, I don't know that I would still be here because right. you feel like you've got it, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's you like, did it. For yeah. me, there's nothing to lose other than to go out there, love doing what you do, you know, show your kids that you work hard and for things that you work hard for and mm-hmm. good things happen. That's, I mean, it's just... I don't know that I would have, you know, without kids and the race team and all the things and the ups and the downs that I've had, mm-hmm. that I would still be here doing this, you know, and, and be as appreciative as I am. Yeah. No, you got a point. You're absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks, for com- thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, no worries. Uh, good luck in uh, San Diego. It's weird not going to Phoenix. I keep saying thinking Phoenix, but yeah, San Diego. This oh, I'm so happy not to be going to Phoenix. Why? Because it's like ever since it's been going to the yeah, second race, it's been it's Phoenix. Like I haven't won it. So. Well, maybe um, maybe the new stadium will be good luck for you. New stadium, maybe new dirt. I, you know, I, I am so excited about not going to Phoenix this weekend. Right. And I'm so excited to be going to a new stadium. Does, <laughs> I does, uh, promise you that because Phoenix, 
Phoenix hasn't been bad, but it just hasn't. I've never won. I've been in so many good positions to win it and mm-hmm. just never, never got it. So I'm happy um, to go this weekend and go to a stadium. Well, not a stadium, well, but a city that's been good to me. Yeah, but different stadium than what you dominated at, you know? So nah, is it the same the thing? Same okay. It's all right. the same fans. It's like the okay. feeling. And all right. It's nice. It's a little different flavor down there. I like it. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us tonight. I took you longer than 20 minutes, but I appreciate it. We're back up and running, too. So see what happened? You you created magic with the server. So I got this. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Later. See Bye. you. All right. Chad Reed, everybody. Public Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. I don't know, man. I thought he was better than I thought. I mean, this is Chad Reed. I obviously you know he's a legend and everything else. But JT, he was spicy in those practices. He was. Yeah, it just goes to show that I know nothing because two years ago, I was like, eh, I don't know. He doesn't look so good. <laughs> and then he comes yeah, out and winning do. races and, you know, in the mix uh-huh. every weekend. Yep. And then last year, you know, I was leading the charge. You know, he's you he were, so ready. You were claiming. I, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, was, he looked so good. He was so strong. And, you know, that yeah. obviously that didn't go well. You know, he had right. a really rough year. And then this year, I didn't know what to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked to him and talked to Burner, and right. I knew he was working hard, but I didn't see a whole lot. So I was like, "Eh, we'll see." You know, lots of lots of changes going on over there, and then obviously he looked great this weekend. So yeah. maybe maybe I just need to you know be, be the opposite. Just tell him he can't do well, and then he'll just you, you know. know who I thought looked good this weekend, Eddie, oh. T- Tim Ferry. I <laughs> see him. Oh, yeah, he looked good. Um, gear alloy, GearAlloy.com, uh, proud sponsors of uh, the NFAB, Ampro, Yamaha, GNCC team, and uh, the Pulp Mech Show now this year. We are doing a fantasy supercar special for a set of rims. So we give away a lot of crap on this show, a lot of great stuff. This is $2,000, and uh, so it's pretty cool. Gear Alloy uh, Fantasy Supercross Contest, contest at PulpMechShow.com. Your top five, 450 class from, from San Diego. If you nail it exactly, you win. If you and a bunch of others nail it exactly, we do a draw. If no one gets it exactly, we take the guys who are closest and do a draw. So there we go. JT, who is he talking about with his trainer? Who's his trainer now with? Uh, it was Peter Park. Um, Wasn't it always for years? Peter Parker? Peter Park. No, Peter Park. Peter Pe- Parker's from Spider-Man, uh, yeah. Spider-Man right? Yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. yeah I can always get him confused. Uh, Peter Park. Uh, he has Jared Kulich now. Um, and then I think, I think Peter Park went to Roxon. I think that's Roxon's guy. But don't quote me on that, but yeah, I yeah, think yeah. so. I, we need to keep track of all this, like we, like we but said. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure on that. I just don't want to say 100%. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Uh, Hot Cam's bringing you Chad Reed on the show. So, Chad Reed, 22. You know trainers. You know trainers. Oh, dude. Oh, pretty soon Eddie's going to be a trainer. Turns. Yeah. Eddie going to be a trainer? No. All right. What am I going to teach somebody? I don't know. I still want to talk more about Freeze and Pike. I really got a lot more to say, but I guess we should just move on. We'll I would like, I would like to hear the, uh, heard, uh, Chad's take well, on it a little I, bit. I got your note, but I asked him exactly about it after the race yeah. on, on my post-race pulpcast. So I kind of didn't want to, like, oh, okay. you know, but I asked him, I said, what do you make of that? You know, Chad always, you know what, he's always good with voicing his opinion, yeah. and it makes sense. Yeah, so no, he, I just was curious. I haven't listened to it, so I was just curious what if, he had to say. But. If Chad has a bias in anything, he doesn't let it show too much, and he just drops it in there and leaves it. Leaves a little nugget for you to look at. All right, well, we got JT on the line. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the uh, X-Brand tear-off questions. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. 
rapid fire. Hey, Bob, can I get some pop in my rapid fire? Uh, Expert on goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Champions like Brock Tickle, champions like Kyle Chisholm. I thought Chisholm, he needs a little bit. Of, he got in the main. Good job for that. I think he needs more time on that Honda. Yeah, yeah? I agree. Okay. Um, Daniel Baker wears X-Brand. Fast Freddy Norn wears X-Brand. Uh, a lot of top riders in X-Brand goggles. I'm no longer building X-Brand goggles, and that was nice. Were you a little sad? No. Nope. a little tear in your no. eye? No. No. I was good, bro. So does everybody nice know who the new builder is? It, it's off, a big huh? load off my, my mind, yes. Who's yeah, the no. new builder? Jeremy Deegan from Answer. You, you know Deegan? Yeah. Yeah, not course. Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian's building yeah. <laughs> Guys, we got it. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Deegan's building them. And, uh, Spikes the off the side. Choice of champions. You ever wear a Pulp MX uh, 2015, 2016 saves you 30% at xbrandgoggle.com. The choice of champions. You ever JT wore X-Brand once. He's never been better than when he wore X-Brand that one year. So it's fantastic. Uh, hey. That may not be true, but they were they were good. Hey, speaking of Deegan, did you notice no little little change in program over no there? No Rockstar. No Rockstar. Nos. What's the deal with that? Well, I, I, I don't. I, what yeah. I, what I've heard is Coke bought Monster, mm-hmm. and they own Nos and Full Throttle. Mm-hmm. So and want, now it's, they want some guys. Yeah, like so. The question is, does Nos and Full Throttle get into dirt bike teams? You know what I mean. Or do they maybe do some other form of motorsport? You know what I mean? Or do they get into internet radio shows? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Waffle, Depends on who's at the, waffle, who's at the helm. Waffle, waffle, yeah. waffle, no, waffle, absolutely. Waffle, dirt waffle, Shark, waffle, absolutely waffle, not. Waffle, waffle. <laughs> I'm going to ask Dirt Shark for some funding for Pulp Truck. I don't think he's going to listen to you. Hold on a second. Before we get too far, flyracing.com. JT's uh, brought to you by flyracing.com. Official gear of Weston Pike. Trey Kennard. Many others out there. Hey, something we haven't touched on. What? JT's on, thinking yep. about it. Yep. Maybe we should mention the Butler brother thing. All you guys, let's get together. Let me get to that for a second. Okay. So we promised last week we're giving away two helmets, a canard or, or a short replica. You could pick Carbon Fly Racing F2. F2 Carbon Fly, uh, fly Racing F2 Carbon shorter canard replica. We asked for entrance uh, via the email. And I need two. We need two winners. Eddie, I'll let you do the honors. We have 337 entries. I need you to pick two numbers, Eddie. That's it. Just two numbers. I'll pick one. Let JT pick one. Okay. I'm going to go with 14. Shocker. JT. I'm going to take 28. Wow. So the guys, the, the first nighters, the live listeners will get these helmets because that's who, you know, that's who me mailed in during the show. So you guys are just saying, hey, archive dudes, F you. I'll tell you, let's give F something you, else man. away to win it. Got to be in it to win it, bro. Yeah, no, no. I'm okay with it. I'm just stating it. Okay. So I just took Pike's number. That's all. <laughs> I, I'm going to pick six for the number of blows down that Pike rained down on Vince. So, hey, did you use my sound drop yet? What sound drop? The one that Swisscore did. Swisscore did a sound. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's in your Dropbox. He texted you. Jerk off. Oh, I, I didn't know. It's in, I don't know anything about this. I know nothing about this. Swisscore. I've been asking Swisscore to pull drops for months. He pulls one. Yeah. Well, it was a request for me. You might want to check your text because we have a. I want a bunch of new drops. I mean, obviously not the Tony one. We'll keep the Tony ones. We, we <laughs> yeah. need to switch. Those these. aren't going anywhere. Right. What do you think Tony said when uh, when he was on the watching, sitting in the manager's tower, and Vince did that move? What do you think, Eddie? Love this guy. There's a drug ring inside of MX Sports. Think he was worried about the drug ring? No. Okay. I don't know what. Uh, Tony probably wasn't even watching Vince. He was probably <laughs> already back at the pitch with Mike. Come on. Come Didn't on. that happen at Transworld Slam, too? Yeah. Yeah. 
It got ugly at Transworld, huh? Um, um, I firmly believe that Mike was in Heat 1, Vince was in Heat 2, no, Tony to- was already Tony headed Tony watches Vince, no? I doubt it. He what? was. He probably doubt it. He was probably texting Mike from the manager's tower because he couldn't cross the track or something. Honestly, don't you feel like the Moto Concepts team, like, I'm not into wrestling, but Wygant is. He told me about a group called the Four Horsemen that Ric Flair was in. Anybody know anything about this? Travis, are you laughing? I know who Ric Flair is, but... Travis? I used to be a big wrestling fan. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Were they the bad guys? I, that I don't remember. Okay. That's I don't so remember no ago. Four Horsemen. That's like two decades ago. No, we... We said that these four horsemen, they, they flipped everybody off. They were the bad guys of the sport, and everybody knew it. Everybody booed them. But they would, they would do sneaky things when you were um, not looking and the ref wasn't looking. The plastic chair would come over, you know? Anyways, I feel like Moto Concepts. And they get out the brass knuckles. Moto Concepts should just embrace this. Just run it. Like, come out like uh, the Bushwhackers, you know? They need like, black plastics, too. Yeah, the Bushwhackers and black plastics. And because, look, between Mike, Tony, and Vince, they got it covered. And just play the role, bro. You need one more, though. I, yeah, uh, just make Genova D- Danielle, the fourth. Danielle. <laughs> she <laughs> can play. Tony's by association. Yeah. What, JT? Pike used to race for Moto Concepts. He did. He did. Yeah, it's <laughs> teammate on teammate crime right there. Um, I'm just saying, like, shit follows these dudes. Just embrace it. Run with it. You're the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, Come out and just start going like this, just flipping off the crowd. Just like this. Just Tony can just flip off the crowd. And everyone can throw garbage on him. He can be like, bring it on! You know, obviously they're not pulling down big sponsors. You know, they're not pulling in the the manufacturers. Yeah. So why not do 180, go the opposite direction, and just defy all laws and be the bad guy. Well, they kind of are. Yeah, just be the bad guy. But embrace it and admit it. That's what instead I'm of s- Instead of denying it. That's like, what we've I'm done saying. nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Genova, to, for Genova to deny that Vince, you know... But well, he's just hard racing, you know? I don't know about that. So, okay. All right. So, before we get in the expert on goggles, which is what we were talking about, let's go with the BTO Sports uh, KTM team. JT, they're a victim of thefts in, in Southern California. Um, motors were taken. Um, wheels were taken. And the wheels that were taken were from WUSA. They were talent hubs. They're, they can't be used without anything but special spacers. Uh, graphics uh, that were, were very unique uh, for that. They'll show up uh, somewhere. I think it'll. I think the stuff will show, and it sucks balls that it happened. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's such a bad deal to to do. I mean, the, you know, scum of the earth type stuff right here. Um, you know, this is teams not. They're not even making money with these parts. Like these these guys are racing. You know, you're not hurting anyone but Justin and and Davey and Shorty and these guys that are. You know, they're out mm-hmm. there racing and doing yeah. it right. You know, it just sucks. Don't you feel um, this stuff will show up? I really do. Everybody keep an eye open on eBay. Everybody keep an eye on Craigslist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, remember I when do, Nick's bike got stolen that. and everybody band together? Who? And Nick, wait, oh, what, yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah, he found it in People, uh, uh, our San industry, Bernardino. our right. industry, our fans, just, and boom. I think, man, you know, Forrest is a good friend of mine. And I could, you know, when you hear him talk, you can hear it in his voice that, man, this is this is a bad deal for him. And I've... I mean, I've talked to him. There's not a ton of money in this, but, you know, it really hits him hard at, at this point where, you know, when you lose that kind of equipment. Yeah. And, you know, anybody who's in ear distance and pass it on from there, let you know, yeah. we, we really need to stick together. And, you know, I, I believe it'll turn up. I do Because yep. there's going to be so many people that will be looking for this stuff. Yep. They're, they're, they can go nowhere with it. Yep. No state, no country, wherever. 
So it's just time, but still, it's, it's expensive I, for the, that stuff to be out of their semi. Forrest could be like Rambo in Rambo 2 when they got him tied up to the mattress and were executing him. And then he, asks, he talks to the guy back in the U.S. base, and he just grabs the mic, and he's just like, Murdoch, I'm coming for you. Wow. Right? I got a text from I Eddie sent, doesn't know what I'm talking about. No, I have no clue. I sent a text. Eddie couldn't name JT. We tried Eddie's sports knowledge yesterday. Eddie, and it's not, I'm not bagging on Eddie. This is the, he loves UFC and motocross. That's what he loves. And NASCAR. Right. And NASCAR. Eddie could not name five NFL players. Paul Parabinos about five or six years ago didn't know which sport the Super Bowl was. Really? So, okay. All that. right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Eddie. Yeah, so, let, hey, yeah. back, back, I mean. No movies, no music, no sports. Eddie loves UFC. No, Oscar. movies, yeah, oh, movies, okay. music, not so much. Um, hey, ask JT, we watch some movies. We could quote movies all day. Okay. So, but yeah. uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, I really feel bad for Forrest, and I know it kind of, JT, I know how close he is to the team, and, I mean, he's. He's the he's the fifth brother, so I mean I'm sure he feels it just as much as anybody. So, um, you know, really, I, I can't stress enough to let's everybody definitely keep your eyes open and uh, let's see if we can, uh, you right. know, really take care of these scumbags. Okay, that guy's going down. Uh, expert goggle tariffs. Let's do this, Travis. Uh, you got these questions from my Corey Moser. Yes, I'm not I'm not familiar uh, with I him. Me neither. Do you Never know him? No, no, not at all. No. And uh, so these questions are for JT Eddie Ray. And myself, let's do it. All right, Steve, we'll start with you. If you were Timmy Ferry, what would you work on with Trey to keep him on two wheels? Uh, nothing, nothing. Um, Trey was really fast this weekend, really fast. Made a small mistake. Nothing. Nope. I think with... No, yeah, that's it. I had to go. 20, 20 seconds. 25 seconds. Time's up. Yep. All right, Eddie. What should the penalty be for hitting another rider? <sighs> I mean, the penalty for hitting a rider? Punching, be, I think, punching. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Penalty for punching a rider? First time a warning, second time a fine, third time, then, you know, then start. Because then you're just breaking the law. Yeah. You're breaking the rules. Okay. 20 seconds. Do you think, now, we've seen this in some sports, main te- mainstream sports. Vince could have pressed charges. He really could have. Not that he would have. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just saying. I, yeah, just saying. he he yeah. could have, but I think it right, would it, be a joke. I mean, he could. I mean, I guess he could. Yeah, you know, punching yeah. someone while they have a helmet on, I don't think they're going to get you know. No, I know, I know. Severe, I'm but. just saying. We just see this shit happen more and more nowadays. You know. Um. All right. Next question. All right, JT. If there was a win pie, how much of it will Cooper Webb eat by the end of the season? Uh, I would say eighty percent of the win pie. All right. Yeah, we haven't even talked about 250s. We need to get to that. But. <laughs> All right, Steve, second question. Based on the eye test, where would RV have finished if he had raced A1? Well, he told me that he was unbelievable in press day. Amazing. Did you see me off the dragon back? You should have seen me in the whoops. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, honestly, he, you know. He told me after that premix video, he said, Do you see the premix? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, I was flying. 20 seconds. I was hauling, yeah, I was hauling ass. What do you have to say about Monster Cup qualifying? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's, yeah, you don't lose it that quick. So whatever. He, he could have won. You know, if he'd been in shape and, and been there, yeah. Well, yeah, if he's in shape. But oh, like right okay. now? You think Moses' question been like I think right that now? That's the question, yeah. Uh, Probably. Top, t- top 10. All right. All right. 
off the couch, he gets top ten. No, no training. Nothing. No, no, no. He has to ride for a little bit, like a week or two or three weeks. There's no way he can't do twenty laps at that pace right. off the couch. There's no way. Top ten? I don't think so. Okay. No. I mean, Trey was set, you know, those guys were like, Chad was six. Okay, well, like, first of all, as hard as he could go. question was for me, not for you. So. Okay, well, I'm, I'm taking over. <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, those bar people, the bar takeovers and salon I can takeovers. Only hand, I can only handle lunacy for so much. <laughs> right. All right, next question. All right, Eddie, besides the infamous arena cross brawl, what has been the best on-track fight that you've seen? Mm, on-track, huh? And I haven't really, I haven't really seen a good on track like this weekend. Um, and well, that was really this much really of a, a fight. fight. Yeah. Um, what about Tyler Evans? On track, I'd have to say Rhino Doug Henry. Remember that one? Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good, good one. Theory, right? They they uh, they scrapped her down pretty good. If Vince takes swings back. And by the way, it's not a great look for Vince to just not take a swing back. But hey, whatever. He was focused on getting on his bike, so I get it. If Vince swings back, do the does the penalty change for? I don't think it changes for Weston, but I think it changes for Vince. You think Vince gets something? Vince, yeah. So oh, then yeah, it's a smart sure. move. So then it's a smart move. It, it, it's because he's great, racing San Diego. It, it's a it's a great move uh, on Vince's part, and I could see, no lie. I mean, I never see Vince. Fighting back. That's just, just knowing his personality. And I've told you a story. I was living with Vince at one point, training together, and it's just a quick story, with a bunch of riders. There was another rider who wanted to fight Vince. This guy did everything short of literally, like, kicking Vince in the face. Okay. Took him out of the track that day. I mean, they were at, we're at a practice track. They're bo- they're blowing the spokes out of each other's bikes. This okay. is that Rhino Land just riding. Okay. Rhino says, hey, guys, enough here. If you want to take care of it, wait till we get back to the gym. We'll give you all gloves. You can go to town. Vince said, oh, no, I'm not, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. And we get back. I mean, this guy's just nagging Vince, nagging Vince. Vince is like, I don't want to fight. Well, Rhino doesn't have two pairs of gloves. He has one. So he gives one a left and one a right. Vince is like, it was really weird, like, what it took to get Vince uh-huh. to start fighting. But, hey, when Vince decided it well, was going. Did he have the right-hand glove and he's a right-hander? I don't, I don't remember what glove he had. It didn't matter. Within 10 seconds, he had this person on the ground, and this person was apologizing, asking for Vince to let him up. And Vince literally has this guy's arm, and he's looking at us. And on accident, I have my phone in my pocket. Well, I pocket dial my mom. She hears this, I'm going to break, you want me to break his arm? You And we're like, Vince, Vince, don't, don't break his arm. It's and, like uh, Ricky Bobby and the, and the, hey, yeah. this is how it is. I mean, but the fight ensued, Vince just goes to town, next thing you know, he's got this guy down. But you don't understand what it took Vince to fight back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it took a lot. So that's why I, I see, like, this happening the way it did. Like, Pike throwing all those punches, it would have still had to take a lot more to get Vince to fight back. But, I mean... It may, it's didn't a bad take a lot to want to fight back me. It happened that? like five times. What's that? It didn't take a lot for him to want to fight back against me. It happened like five times. Oh, did y'all did y'all go that far? We got pretty damn. I knew there was people separating us, but we were throwing punches across wow. each other. Yeah. Uh, see, I wasn't around for those, and you know, but 
yeah, that's it's like I said. That story is just why I see yeah, Vince right. not fighting back. And like the whole time, my mom hears this pocket dial. She has my dad calling me saying, "Oh, she's in tears, thinking that somebody's beating me up." And the whole time, it's just Vince about to break this guy's arm, and Rhino's like, "Don't do it." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you were, if you were Genova, which I'm not. Do you say anything? I mean, he already come out in support of Vince 100. percent But do you do you make give him a penalty at all? No, no. Okay, all right. No. All, right. all right. Next question. All right, JT. Besides Freezy, who else do you think is a dirty rider? Uh, I don't know. I think everybody has it in them. Um, you know, I think Bowers was at one point. I think he's cleaned it up pretty pretty well uh i don't know i you know like vince has you know contrary to what mike genova's opinion is i think mike or uh, sorry vince has the the strongest reputation for it um i don't know there's not you know maybe barsha i don't know barsha had definitely has one what about uh, hanny at times yeah hanny i mean, you know hanny just not really around so much anymore so yeah i would agree i just don't think of hanny in that oh we're talking kind of about anymore okay. Oh, in history, there's been tons of them. Yeah, that goes without saying. Tyler Evans? Kind of current guys. Yeah, obviously. Tyler was, uh, he was, you know, you could count on it. You know, and that, that's how I was yeah. with Vince. I All could right. count on it. It wasn't like I was, you know, I didn't know when it was going to happen. I just knew it was right. coming. All right, next question. All right, Steve, last question for you. With Tomac at Team Cowie now, do you feel more or less welcome to have coffee there? No, I, I uh, well, I had to bring a coffee, um, one of those uh, cardboard boxes full of coffee, a traveler. I had to bring one to Cowie for A1 for interviewing Tomac last week. That was the deal that Williamson made with me. Don't ask me why I took it, but I did. So I showed up at A1 and felt very welcome. Everybody was very good. Lots of jokes and laughs. Uh, John and Kathy Tomac are great people. Yeah, Wiggles. Who doesn't like Wiggles, right? Yeah. Mathis, how did you feel about the metal detectors this weekend? <laughs> Uh, yeah, right? I don't know. You, you looked very unhappy. Oh, really? I, I had to go oh. through that thing with like four times. Oh, no, JT, I wasn't. I was okay. I was just like, it's one of those sign of the times. I just went through with my backpack, and the guy was like, you know, take your backpack off. I guess I didn't hear uh, it. You had, you had all your Starbucks and backpack, and yeah, you shaking yeah. your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was probably just stressed. I don't know. All right, next question. All right, Eddie, last question for you. During your years at Dunlop, who was the hardest on tires, and who was the least yeah, it was never who was the hardest. The tracks, nobody wore a tire more than you know any any other person. So, just it was more. Somebody than, broke a lot of, spoke, a lot of spokes. You ever notice somebody broke spokes? No, not really. Okay. Not really. I mean, right. and nobody, no one person like got more flats than anybody yeah. else. You know, so um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. It was more track conditions, not how, a way a rider, you know, a rider would wear a tire mm-hmm. out. Dumb question, Moser. I guess. All right. Next question. <laughs> All right, JT, last question for you. If, if it had been any other rider that took out Pike in two consecutive races, do you think he would have started throwing punches? No, he wouldn't have. That's what I was trying to say when I first came on was this has gone on for so long mm-hmm. that everyone who doesn't know, like if you were just a casual fan and threw on Fox Sports 1 Saturday, you'd have no idea the history between those two. So um, I'm sure Weston would have been pissed, don't get me wrong, but you saw – you saw uh, a reaction over years of those two kind of going back and forth. Yeah, it, uh, I agree. Yeah, nobody else is doing that. And again, like we talked earlier, if that heat racing doesn't happen, I don't think Weston's throwing blows. 
No, he's pissed. I, I agree. He's pissed. He's mad. No he's mad, but and, he's not throwing six throat punches and then letting Vince know he's number one. And, and this also goes for anybody. If Vince did that to, you know, let's just say, uh, I'm trying to think of a rider. It probably wouldn't have been so bad. For instance, let's say it was JT out there. It would have been that kind of response right, also because right, they've got right. such a bad but pass. You I know? hated that move by Vince. This bad move by Vince. You're sixth place. Yeah, we know. I mean, yeah. we, we've gone over no, that. I know. It's a, it's I a know. terror. I mean, it was, it was too soon. Stupid idea. It was uh, stupid pass. It wasn't one either person was going to ride away yep. from. Right. Um, so, do you give Vince a warning? Did he get a warning? Did did did? I would give Vince a warning for sure. I would give right? I would give him a warning because and just say, hey, we're watching you. Yeah. I'm sure he got that. I have a funny feeling he got that. Okay, all right. I'm not sure. JT, did you hear? Uh, I they have to. They dealt with this before. This is not I mean. the first time you know they've had yep. Vince in the truck before. So I'm sure they said, "Hey, you might not want to do that." Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, do you remember what happened last time? You know, I know. I, I, there's no way they didn't say anything to him. Right. right. Do you think I maybe they didn't that. say anything because they were so blinded by maybe the beating they took? You know, <laughs> like maybe we don't warn him because right. I mean, did, he just got, and now the, the abuse is even on longer when you're looking at Twitter and there's how many people are replaying this and have ne- once again Instagram, Twitter. It's a direct contact to these athletes where they what, can say whatever they want to the, them. What if the sport blows up because of all this, and then like I start getting like Taco Bell sponsorship and shit because people want to be Taco Bell. People, oh, I'd be good to get Kenny, Kenny Taco Bell over here too. But um, what if people are getting, you know, they want to get involved in the internet radio game? This could be a great thing. Thanks, Vince. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, right. it could be good. It could be bad. All right, hey, time for the Gear Alloy cold call. Let's do it. We're new segment on the show. We did it. We started last week. We called David Villeman, and uh, we're just gonna pick somebody in my phone book and give them a call and see where they're doing, see what's up. Hopefully, they pick up. Now, Eddie, you and I are still debating on this segment, on what we should do, how we should handle it. Okay. Like, if the guy doesn't answer, if we just keep trying, doesn't make for great radio if no one picks up. Please no, because... Please let him in, Therese. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We, we have reached out to, obviously, J-Bone, Weston, and Vince. They've all said they're not coming. Yeah. Do we go... In the same line, I mean, we're not going to get that guy. Yeah. Do we go to the man leading the cavalry there, or do we go to somebody else? Up to JT. Uh, I would just say you just go random, or maybe call Jeff Alessi. That would be good. <laughs> oh, that would be a good one. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Jeff's back. Okay, Jeff's back, and he's racing. And I got some people that are on my Twitter feed that are like, I thought he was banned for life. No, he's not banned for life. Another guy said, what's he doing? He's a waste of a gate, st- a gate spot. Hey, he qualified in the fast 40, man. Yeah, he earned it. He yeah, earned it. he earned it. He be- deserves to be there. So I love the people on Vital that are like, oh, man, you were so awesome. You look so – I'm like – Okay, that's I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was a camera in here so you could see my face. Like people that are like really like blowing them on vital going, "Dude, you look so good." I'm like, "Do you did you watch the Jeff that I watched because the guy I seen 5 years ago or however long ago, however long ago it was, wasn't the guy that was there the other night." So, I mean, right. yeah. The gear alloy cold call landed on Zach Osborne. Do it. Had a good race. See if he picks up Wacko Zacco. Okay. Will he pick up? Hello? Yes. What? 
Wacko Zacko. Zacko. Is he there? Zach, it's Mathis. Okay, he hung up. Was he sleep? sleeping? He at, sounded like he might have been. At 9 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, a bro. Sleepy. But he answered. Yeah, because he probably thought it was an emergency. And then he heard me and said it's no emergency. They're yeah, I know. It's just those assholes from Pulp and Max. All right, everybody. It's Gear Hour at Cold Call. Zach That's Osborne. It? I mean, yeah. Segment's off and running. <laughs> no, it worked last week. With yeah, Villeman. it worked great last week. No, Villeman, we got DV. Who'd you call? Who'd you call? Oh, DV. DV, and then he, Villeman said, oh, that's Wacko. Are you there? Yeah. We're cold calling you. Yeah, I'm laying in my bed. It's 9.15. It's 9.15. Dude, dad life, come on. Sorry you wouldn't know about that. Bassets don't wake you up at 5 a.m. 9.15, though? Yeah, dude, this is like a pretty pretty late night for us. Sometimes like eight thirty. I would never call anybody after ten, but nine fifteen. Yeah. What well, we do this segment? It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Oh, sick! Well, you did it. <laughs> Good job this weekend. Eddie Ray's in studio. JT's on the line. Oh, sweet! What's up, dudes? What's going on, Zach? Um, well, at least you did. You called back. Congrats on the on the race. Look, uh, third place. Uh, you won your first ever heat race. And, yeah, like, you want to win. That's your goal. That's what you're paid for. But a nice start to the season. Yeah, for sure. It's good to come um, come out healthy and just a solid day all around. Like, I never had any sketchy moments. Mm-hmm. Or good practices. Really good, good. Yeah, good practices, too. Yeah, for sure. I feel um, pretty good about it going to San Diego. What about the three out of the corner in the second? Yeah. I've taken a lot of heat from that for about that from Scuba. So okay, yeah. Thanks, thanks for bringing it up again. No, no, just wondering. Let's talk about the obstacle <laughs> no, a little bit. No, I don't. I don't really don't know. Um, okay. In practice, I never even considered it, uh-huh. and then I probably should have jumped it in my heat race, but but you were winning, so whatever. But I was winning, so what? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, by the time I got in position to be able, you know, clear enough track to jump it in the main, the berm was just hammered mm-hmm. and. I probably still should have been jumping in, but well, I wasn't. I'm not. You got third. That's awesome. I've never gotten third in a in a 250 Supercross, so that's awesome. I'm not bagging on you. I just wondered. Just just curious. Um, JT uh, Wacko said he got a heat race bonus. Uh, what do you think it was? Uh, I heard him say it was a it was a good one too. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Uh, not ten. Could it be ten? No, not I seven. Seven? I would say somewhere like seven, eight, yeah. No, five. I was stoked on that. Oh, yeah. five. Okay, all right. Five Gs. Well, I would have yeah. gone five originally, but when you said it was a good one, then I... <laughs> oh, sorry, money bags. It's basically well, a thousand bucks a lap. Sorry, I money. I think one of them was three on some... Maybe Geico was three. Okay, yeah. No, that's but, good. Yeah, I was yeah. stoked on a $5,000 heat race. Oh, yeah. yeah, like Eddie said, that's like five grand a lap. Yeah, stop. No, that's yeah, a thousand a lap. Um, can we throw out a Pulp Max mention next time you're up there? I feel like you've got yeah. a big supporter supporting on the show, you know? Of course. So, um, what was the funniest thing Porcel said or did all day? Um, he brought his dog. <laughs> okay. It's like this, um, <laughs> it's like this weird, um, Italian greyhound thing. And it just cruises around in the truck and like he holds it on his chest. During the day, it's, it's kind hold of on. Awkward. It's a greyhound, and it's on his chest. No, it's an Italian greyhound. They're they're kind of like okay. um, 
I don't know. They're like uh, the size of. Does it wear an orange vest? Yeah, it was wearing a vest. (laughs) (laughs) So you know it goes on the plane with him. And it sits in a seat. Emotional support dog for (laughs) Kristoff. It probably does actually have a seat. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, we'll let you go. Gear Alloy cold call segment. We'll call it earlier. Maybe, maybe Eddie, next time we'll call earlier. People. Yeah, we should think that through. Especially what is uh, Gear Alloy? It's wheels, the Jeep, truck, or SUV wheels. They're, uh, so I get a set of wheels for answering, uh, right? Uh, Eddie? Yeah, we might be able to work that out. Well, I, I answered and my phone went dead. <laughs> no, it didn't. It you hung up. up. You hung no, up. I swear, this is what happened. It was on 2%. I answered it. And it went dead, but I just happened to, like, look at the number. So I redialed the number because I don't know the, the Pult number, so I just redialed whatever you called me on, mm-hmm. 702-982-0011 yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So you got lucky that I have a good memory. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. No, I'm glad it worked. DV picked up last week, so this segment's off yeah, to Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. batting a 1,000. I, I really uh, I didn't get the chance to listen, but I was wondering what Stroop had to say. He's back, bro. On he's, the comeback train, he he doesn't. He's got a lot of bikes to ride. He's not really on the comeback train. He he's taking it slow, but mm-hmm. he's you can tell he's kind of got his life together. You know what I mean? Like he sounds good. He's not like oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go to the teams. He's like I'm gonna stick to this local level, just give it a hundred percent, and see where it takes me. I mean, he's not talking all crazy. You know, the whole like um. Uh, Eddie, Eddie says if he sticks with Arena Cross, he would not be surprised to see him on the podium. Oh yeah, I um he came down to club like two years ago. And um, he just, like, physical trained for, like, uh, the first six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a stock Honda 450 with, like, maybe some local suspension and, and a pipe. And he was already, like, maybe five or six seconds a lap slower than me, like, two days after riding. <laughs> yeah. He's so fast. Yeah. No, it should be good to see. Sounds good. So. All right, buddy. Uh, thank you for taking the call. We'll get you some gear alloy wheels. All right. Thanks. See you, buddy. Later. All right. Oh, that segment almost didn't go well. Then it went really well. Christoph's got an emotional support dog. I know. What's <laughs> this guy? <laughs> this guy. Well, I wonder where the fan's at. The, f- the fan that goes on the handlebars. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the fan? Uh, outdoors. You'll see the fan on outdoors. Um, I know he said this at one point. What? He, he Like, uh, we were talking to Mohead. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what's going on? What's this? You know, whatever. He said, my guy said, wait till the third practice. I will show you what I have. <laughs> that sounds about <laughs> what Purcell would do. That's what Mohan said. And then, wait till the third practice. My, I will show you what I have. But then in the main, completely uninspiring out there. Like, I think he didn't get Remember the Remember we talked about? You can only go up. Maybe he that's what get, he's thinking. He didn't get the start. And he was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Minute 10 lap every time. Uh, JT, before we go, uh, Stroop, um, we talked to him earlier on the show. We just talked about his podium. Do you think that's possible, Stroopy? It's been three years since uh, he raised. I would say I would say he's probably got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time. So hey, JT, he's in fly gear. I do like that. Do he's like in that. fly gear. But, Looks uh, good. He gave, he gave a shout-out to fly gear and Scott Scott's Johnny Knowles. <laughs> yeah, nice. An Alpine star. Um, no, I just think, you know, Gavin and Blos and those guys—they've been—they're—they're they're not messing around. So yeah. I would like to see it. It'd be a cool comeback story, but yeah, I just think it it'd be a tough road right now. All right, buddy. Thanks for taking your time for us tonight. We appreciate it. Um, flyracing.com. dot com. They're much more than gear, people. 
bikes, stands, and tie-downs, and bars, and levers, and grips, and snowmobile stuff, and mountain bike stuff. Did I miss anything? Trailer stuff? Uh, it's pretty, yeah, we got oh, a lot. It's ridiculous. So probably missed a lot. Yeah, yeah. fireracing.com. Thanks, JT. All right, see you. All right, see you. Uh, Trav, let's get uh, Chris Kiefer on the line because I know he goes to bed early, too. Kiefer. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he made Marvin cry. Poor guy. Yeah, I know. We're going to get into that. So the gear alloy cold call segment needs to be earlier? Yeah, it depends. Well, it probably should know who we're calling. If it's Zach, we need to call him by about 630. Well, we I literally just went through my phone and went, ah, Zach. So It's good. Uh, you know what I want to call one day? I want to try the king. MC? Yeah, but the MC one. will answer for Dude, sure. I don't think he will. He's the king. I don't think. Hey, this guy here. We got to get to this guy. Are you still there? Who's on floor here? You there? Hello? Hey, what's up, man? You've been on hold. Nick, you've been on hold a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bro, we're sorry. No, that's okay. I had a question about an 06 YZ125. Um, <laughs> All right, give it to me. <laughs> I bought an FMF SST pipe. Okay. And maybe this is a question more for Kiefer. I don't know, but I heard some reviews that uh, that pipe runs hotter than a lot of other aftermarket pipes. Yes, it does, actually, and, yeah. Okay. So I called FMF for, for jetting specs, and they gave all they had was an 03 Makuni carb, and it's basically just the stock specs that they gave me. So I don't know if. Uh, Hold on. 125 has Makuni? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we just hung up on Nick. Nick, call back. He was on hold forever, and I forgot to. <laughs> oh, Nick, call back. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> Kiefer, welcome to the show. You're such a dick. I wanted you to talk to Nick. Jeez. Well, well, well I heard the last part. I didn't he, hear the beginning. He, he's been on hold for like three hours. <laughs> Sorry, Dude, Nick. That sucks. Uh, he's got an S a YZ an O three YZ one twenty five with a Makuni carburetor. He's got an SST FMF pipe, uh, which uh, may hopefully that's Nick, and uh, uh, he wants some jetting specs for it. The SST system does run hotter, doesn't it? A little bit, and that was built. You know, that was a long time ago, man. Jeez. I know, I know, right? I um, forget, forget how much that thing was. All right, Nick, you back? Yeah, sorry. Right, no, no, not my bad. I hung up on you, bro. <laughs> Okay. Um, so you want to know some specs from Kiefer? Yeah, or I guess just running an aftermarket pipe in general, like if you have to run different fuel or all that stuff. Do me a favor. Um, email me at kieferinc at hotmail.com and send um, me your info. And I have a okay. Bible and at the office all the specs that we have for, you know, testing. You know, okay. I don't know it offhand, but I can give you what we have um, – at the office, and that way it kind of puts you in the right direction. Awesome. Kiefer Inc. at Hotmail.com, and um, if you need any advice in the bedroom, you can also offer that. He's good for that. <laughs> lot. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. I have more advice for that than actually dirt bikes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either, to be honest, uh, Nick. It's been so long, and I thought they had Keenans on them, to be honest. I didn't know they had McCoonies. My bad. So, like, I couldn't even really help you. I don't know much about McCoonies. Eddie? Anything? Okay. I mean. Hey, right. I've well, got one more question before we go. Okay. So I'm going to school right now for mechanical engineering. I've okay. got one year left. Well, you're super smart. You're already smarter than anybody in this room. <laughs> um, so I know to get into the industry, you pretty much got to know someone. But, I mean, with an engineering degree, do you think I would have any sort of shot in getting a, landing a job somewhere in the industry? Yeah, Absol you don't need us. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I do. No, schooling is good, bro. Nobody has that. And with uh, everything that's going on in the sport, with uh, – 
EFI and uh, ignition curves and laptops coming out and everything else, uh, engineering is, is needed. So okay. um, you can also, um, you know, linkages and things like that, and you work on uh, uh, fulcrums and ratios and everything else, man. It's, it's needed. So Manufacturers hire a lot of mechanical engineers. And I know guys- um, Alta, the electric bike company, they look for a lot of mechanical engineers. So Niche. Yeah. I don't know where you're based out of. Niche. Yeah. I'm out of Wisconsin. Yeah, you're going to have yeah. to move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I plan on it. All right, well, thank you, guys. Yeah, hey, wait, stay on hold. We're going to give you gear alloy hat and shirt for being on hold awesome. for so long. Is that cool? Yeah, thank All you. right, so stay on hold. Travis over there will get your info. And um, thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, no problem. All right. Good God, he was on hold forever, Kiefer. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, How's well. How's going, good? It was, are, it, was on, it was on the fritz for a while. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about that. It's going to be an ugly phone call with single hop. Tomorrow. He's losing his head over here. Um, okay, so before we get to the reason why you're on the show, and you'll be in studio next week, by the way. Looking forward to that. Um, yep. You're bringing Travis Preston? Yep, we're rolling up together, so that'll be fun. That'll be good. Yeah, TP. Um, you you did your Kiefer thing where you went to the race, and then you split uh, for the yep. night show. But – what did you find interesting? And I should have prepped you with this question earlier, by the way. But what do you? What did you find interesting in your pit walks? What did uh, Kiefer, Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com, Chris Kiefer? What did you find interesting in the, in your pit walk? Uh, interesting. Nothing really interesting. It seems like the same old thing every year for me, as far as just taking photos of bikes and uh, and all the parts that are you know the new parts that are on the bikes, but. Um, I guess it could lead into why I'm on the show. I just got the question, you know, about... Did you get 35, it a lot? Yeah. 35 times is uh, how many people did I make cry that day. So that's what I got. That was a little <laughs> bit abnormal for me. Hey, did you... Tell me why, in your opinion, uh, Wilbur Hahn, Eli Tomac, James Stewart, I think the Honda guys tested with it. They're going to the crossbar less bar now. That seems to be the latest fad. Yeah, I see that a lot now. That's right. You so, know, and, so is uh, that an air fork thing? Well... Now, I don't know if it's so much that, but I got in a debate with these guys, uh, like with the guys at Pro Circuit. All these Supercross guys, top guys, they run solid bar mounts. Mm-hmm. And I think with the, with the crossbar, you're just adding more rigidity. Even though they yep. hollow out the, the crossbar and all that, I yep. still think even the twin wall without the crossbar, you just take it off, it's still more rigid than yeah. the fat bar. Yeah. So, I think they're trying to get some more flex out of those, you know, out of those frames slash triple clamps and everything. They're just, they're just going crossbarless. All right. Okay. Uh, here's an email from uh, Jeff. Hey, Kiefer, you got one question and you make Marvin cry. I know he wasn't trying to be a dick, but that's like asking how he feels about a loved one dying. His brother's accident is the worst one you can have. It's the one thing we all think about happening, but the one thing we try not to think about happening. So let's ask him right before one of the biggest races of his career. I'm sure he's had enough nerves to just being his 450 debut. Anyway, I love the show. Keep up the good work. So this is in regards to you coming on. You were the press conference was streamed on Thursday before Anaheim won. And all the journalists, all the top journalists in the sport were there. You guys all asked separate questions. You asked Marvin. Um, actually, I meant to record it and play it on the show, by the way, but I forgot. Um, you asked Marvin. Look, his brother about six months ago. Uh, his brother got paralyzed. Uh, Mika, Michael, he's a longtime veteran racer in the sport. He's raced all over the world. You probably raced against him, Kiefer, somewhere or another. Um, 
he got paralyzed, and you asked him. You asked uh, Marvin, uh, "What is he thinking uh, in terms of his racing now that his brother you know, had an accident? Does that affect him much? And how is his brother doing?" Marvin got through the original start of the question all right, and then he broke down and started crying, and the internet broke, um, yelling about you. Now, first of all, I guess did I get it right? Did I miss anything? No, that's pr- pretty much it. You got it. I think there's nothing wrong with that question. I have your back 100%. I would love to make fun of you on the show and bag on you and everything else. You know how I do it. But I, that's a, it's a press conference. It's a major life event that's happened to a major star in our sport. And you asking him two days before the race is not – you're not down on the line. You know, you're not down on the line um, asking him uh, right before a race. It's two days before, and you're asking him what he thinks. And, and let's face it, he's doing the same thing that his brother was doing when he got hurt and everything else. So I think it's perfectly fine. Eddie? Yeah, um, I I was all of a sudden hearing all this stuff about – I actually read it on Vital, like, what, you know, Kiefer's oh. a dick. And I'm like, what What could Kiefer have possibly done? I listened to this guy on the show. I talked to him on the phone one time. Like, I, I, what could he – like, did he just turn into a, an idiot overnight? I was like, no way. Well, then, then you played that. I don't see – I mean – I don't see anything wrong with the question. Like, I don't think Kiefer asked it in a malicious, like, you know, to, to, to try to, like, you know, upset the guy. But it's a legitimate question. Like, that could seriously impact his, it, yes, his year. And, and you're not – you're just saying, hey, uh, Marvin, like, do you think about it? Like, uh, And then he asked, uh, how is he? How like, is your Not like, hey, we don't care about him, but how is he? Yeah. I mean, I thought right. it was – in a way, you know, it's probably tough for Marvin to talk about. You know, Kiefer asked a legitimate question. Not enough for these people out, you know, that were listening to to come down on Kiefer the way they did. Like, come on, people, give me a break. Like, uh, you know, it was there were some people that I just think. That, I mean, there were some people that really came down on you, Kiefer, on Vital MX. I don't know if you read that at all, but uh, yeah, and yeah, I didn't at first, but then my buddy sent me the link, and <laughs> I get it. I understand. Like, here's the deal. I get both sides of it, and here's where I'm coming from. Um. When I first saw, I walked in the press conference, and and normally I don't really don't really ask that many questions, if any. Um, but when I saw Marvin that day, when I walked in, I immediately that's the first thing I thought about was how how he was doing and how his brother was doing because obviously I read LeBig's interview and and when I read LeBig's interview, um, Mika said you know he he just sounded so positive about his life and he was just like like. Saying, I hey, asked Marvin. Not- I asked Marvin in Motocross the Nations about his brother, not publicly, yeah. but one on one. Well, he just sounded so. I knew that it was out there already. So, and and for me, I'm just give you a little backstory about me. Like my mom was disabled, and in 2005, my mom passed away three days before Anaheim won. So that was the mud race. So I got through the mud race, but mentally I wasn't there. I went to Phoenix, rode practice, and I just loaded up and went home. And on mentally i just couldn't fucking do it like i was mm-hmm. just wasn't there and i took three weeks off i didn't race i didn't run i didn't do shit so i'm sitting there in the press conference looking at this guy going man you've had something hit you close to home and that's the first thing i thought about was how i was when my mom passed away so i'm thinking okay someone's going to ask him how he's mentally prepared himself you know for the biggest series of his life and you know and he has his brother overseas, you know, yeah. fucked up. So, to me, that's a real question. I'm like, that, I mean, people say that doesn't belong in a press conference. Well, Dude, to it me, totally it belongs does. in a press conference. Yes, it does. You even backpedaled a little bit in your Dirt Rider Matt article and everything else. Like, 
No, I don't backpedal, but I, what, I, what I'm saying is I see both sides of it. After I asked him the question and what I saw from him, I immediately tugged on my heartstrings. Like, of course it did, I yeah. See, I see how he was, and, man, that's a fucked position to be in. And I felt like when I did that, I kind of – the racer kind of took over me. Man, did I really fuck this guy's head up for the weekend? Like, I didn't want that to happen, right? So after the press conference was over – you know, meanwhile, my phone's blowing up. Guys, my you know, my buddies are jabbing me. Way to go, Marvin. You made him cry. I'm like, dude, I felt like shit. I walked over to him and his wife, and I immediately just say, look, I'm I'm sorry, man. I didn't I didn't know that that's what I was going to get. And, yeah. you know, Matilda kind of, she lit me up a little bit, and, and I don't blame her. Like, she's protective of her husband. I get it. But to me... Where I was coming from was a genuine question, and it wasn't just about a shock jock thing like these fucking people say, like, I just wanted to get a rise out of everyone because everyone asked a boring question. Yeah, everyone does ask fucking stupid questions. Like, even the riders were half asleep up there. I'm like, there's 13 dudes up on the podium, and maybe six guys got asked questions. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Let's Let's get to some good stuff. So... As I sat there, I wasn't going to ask anything, but then I'm like, the mic's getting passed around. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm going to ask something that's on my mind. Well, now we know what happens when I do that. So I just think it's, uh, to me, it, it, it was a fair question, but I didn't know it was still, you know, people say, I didn't make him cry. Well, it was already there. If, if he cried that soon, to me, it's already up in the surface for it to overflow. So I, I feel like I the question like was answered there. right there. You know, like, yeah. And you have to understand this. Let's just say nobody asked that question. Kiefer didn't ask. He rides this weekend. He got 14th yeah. or something. Yeah. Maybe we can all have some sympathy to say, you know, this guy's still really struggling with his, you know, it's going to take some time. Well, Not uh, like, dude, oh, he, he's no, done. Listen, you know? hey, listen, he killed it at MXDN. And that was right after his brother, you know, got hurt. Right. Like, you know. And that, so, so that's the way I look at it, man. I look at it like we all should be behind this guy because we have no idea. I mean, some people do have no idea what he's going through, and he's racing at a, at a super high level. And like I said in my article, most of us can't turn the switch on and off. Either it's on or off. These guys, they go out there on Saturday nights, and they do almost superhuman acts and just fucking ride so gnarly against the, the best riders in the world and they got real life shit at home to deal with you know we yeah. we as fans don't look at it like that we just see we just see marvin ktm new gear always fast and throwing scrubs and whips well yeah they got other shit going on too you know right, right. So, and that's what i want to bring out not every single time i'm not going to go ask freaking milfeps how big his dick is and all this other shit that people think i will do it's just certain things that I like to know about people, and I'm sure if I like to know about it, others do Yeah, too. it was fine. So. Dude, it was fine. Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. Now, of course, no one wants to see Marvin break down and, you know, and all that. And, and had you known that was going to be the response, you wouldn't have asked it. Nobody would have. Um, if, yeah. it, if it had happened two days ago, maybe no one asks it. You don't ask that kind of question from a guy down on the line. Right. But no one could have predicted what would have happened. I, I would have never thought that would have happened. And... It is what it is. It's fine. So Yeah, and, and that's why I wrote my – it was like, oh, get over it. I'm like, I'm over it. I just want people to know where I was coming from, and then I wrote that, and the door's closed. Like, I'm done with it. I apologize. He accepted my apology. Right. He's like, I'll see you soon. 
I was fine when I left the stadium, but you know, when I went back Saturday, I heard a lot of it, and and even Holly came over there and grabbed my shoulder while on track walk. He's like, "Man, I can't believe that's what you asked." And really, Jim did? Yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. And, it's and, fine. And he was like, you know, other people wanted to know. He's just like, he didn't feel that was the right time, and. And a lot of people have that same feeling, like he didn't think that was the right time. But for me, it was Thursday afternoon. It wasn't Saturday morning. It wasn't it was Saturday fine. night. No. It was Thursday. So. It was fine. No, these people need to get off your back. So, and, and people ask me, hey, would you do it again? Would you ask the same question again? You know, And I go, yeah, of course. I'm not going to stop asking questions that I think are, yeah. are good. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. But it was funny. I don't know how you do, I don't know how you do it, Mathis. Well, I don't ask. I don't make people cry, Kiefer. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. F you, dude. But, but, I mean, journalists, you got to deal with a lot of shit. You and, do, you, know. you do. But I mean, I just try to ask the right. I mean, there's some people who are pissed that don't like me. Eddie, do you know any people like that? No, I think everybody likes you. Really? I think so. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you just got to deal with it. It does suck sometimes. You know, it does suck sometimes. I'll tell you what doesn't suck though. Hold Mich- on, wait. Hey, Kiefer, did you hear who's a fan of this show now? Who is? This is going to blow your mind. Go ahead, Steve. Tell him. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on. We were just talking about this on the way back. Who's no. a fan of the show that doesn't like you but listens? Oh, Brad at Star Racing. Yeah, Brad at Star Racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Really? He let me know that he said, make sure you tell Mathis I'm a fan of the show. And, and he doesn't like Mathis. He does. He said, he, this is his comment to me. Yeah, he bags on me, but say something new. He says the same thing every time. Like mm-hmm. he 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 says the same thing over and over. You know, if I if I talked to Brad at all, I would have new 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 ammo ammo. But I just don't talk to him. So there's a lot of like I know a couple people that don't like Steve, but still listen to the show. Like who? I bet you there's more than a couple. Who? I mean, there's there's guys. You know, Sleater listens every now and again. Sleater or, doesn't. You know? Sleater doesn't listen. You'd be surprised. If Sleater was listening, what would you say to him right now? I'd say, his I'd, ears are on. Yeah, I'd say, hey, Mike, um, it sucks that you call me a fat pile of crap who sits behind a computer, and it sucks that you blow out Nick Way and David Pingree on Instagram, and it sucks that a, all the, a lot of the KTM amateur people who you rode with don't like you and the way you do things, and I got to hear about it. But So I would say, Mike, quit being a douchebag. Like, you seem like a cool guy. Just don't do douchebag moves. Well, Maybe he just heard you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, don't blow out Nick Way and David Pingree. And oh, and also, too, Sleater, it's over. You didn't make it. You're not going to make any money from racing. You're not going to make a career. It's over. Let it go. Have some fun. No, don't say that, because that makes me look like an asshole, too, then. No, but I think you realize that it's you're not going to be a pro anymore. No, I mean, but we, I mean, he still loves, I respect the fact that he loves to race. He still goes fast. That's dude. fine, I, but I he that. goes, he does go fast. He hauls ass, but don't, yeah. don't blow out Nick Way and David Pingree for not riding as Yo, well no, as you would yeah, have liked. Yeah, That's I what I'm saying. saying. Like, I thought him and Nick were buddies. They were mountain bike buddies. Guy in the chat room says he doesn't like me and Kiefer's the only reason he listens. There you go. There we go. I'm sure people say the same thing as me. <laughs> no, I can't. I, get, I get called a douchebag too, so it's, well, it's all oh, good. Some people on Vital didn't like you. Yeah, I know, right? Eh, you don't have to worry about them. Um, nah, I'm, I'm okay with both sides. I, I mean, I, I see both sides. I'll tell you what I see. I see Michelin Starcross 5. They offer excellent performance over a wide range of conditions and terrain. Unlike competitor brands, the expanded offering of 21 sizes ensure fitments for all uh, off-road motocross and vintage bikes. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com. Starcross 5, completely redesigned casing, whatever you thought of Michelin tires. 
don't think about it anymore because this Michelin Star Cross 5 is, is fantastic. And there were some racers with them in Anaheim. Yes, there was. Yep, I saw a guy at TPJ with Michelin Star Cross 5. Fantastic. I bet right. you he killed it. And uh, the guy that we gave a set it to that's going to try and uh, clear that double emailed me and he said emailed you as back. soon as the snow clears, he's going to clear that double with Michelin Star Cross 5s. Um, You're going to loop out over that double. Yeah. And, Kiefer, you'll be in next week with Randy Richardson from Michelin. So I'm looking forward to that because you did testing on that thing. So Yeah, I did. And it's going to be a good show. Randy, Travis, it's going to be fun. Randy Travis? Randy Travis? Isn't that a country Not singer? Not a country singer, oh, Randy okay. Travis. Randy and Travis. All right. Um, all right, man. Well, can you stay on the line with us or you got to go? No, let's stay. What do you got going? We've got a segment. We'll, we'll use your info for this segment. Okay, let's go. The BTOsports.com tweet at Travis uh, segment is uh, is hot. Let's do it right now. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. BTOsports.com, anything you need for your biker body, they've got it. Be on the lookout. BTO Sports KTM team has a lot of parts out there. Check on eBay, Craigslist, that kind of stuff. They got stolen and broken into, and we wish the best for that. Use the code PULPAMX10 when you're checking out. The code has changed. PULPAMX10 is the new code for 2016 for right now. So use that code when you're checking out to save yourself money at BTOsports.com. Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. Eddie Ray from EddieRay.com and Eddie Ray. Eddie Ray Magazine is in studio. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Send me an email to that one. You'll see. Uh, I'll respond as soon as I get it. Um, uh, so these are these are questions submitted to at Pulpamex Show. Travis is in studio, Kiefer, trying out for the position. We had talent last week. and I, I met Travis. Oh, were there. you here? Okay. So Travis is back in. Kiefer, this Travis guy is a winner. He's a winner he some, if there uh, if there ever was brought one. Some bread in or some shit. He brought some banana bread. He fixes computers. He feeds starving babies in Africa. I mean, this guy does it all. He's the real deal. Well, he, he was a good dude when I saw him. And also, too, you're a Mormon, right? Yeah. So where did you do your your mission? Uh, half in Peru and half in Atlanta, Georgia. I had a, I had to come home for a knee surgery, so then uh-huh. they sent me back to Georgia. But yeah. I'm still a Spanish speaking. Unlike Tess, who did it all in East St. Louis. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Peru. You got a little strike against you. Me and my friend Forrest always say when they ask us if we like Mormons, you always say, "Eh, we don't like them." But you, we're gonna let you slide. That's okay. I'll did, allow did it. Did you ride a bicycle in Peru? Is that how you got around? No, I walked everywhere. I did. Yeah, you can get that phone. I got a quick story about Mormons, real quick. So Mormons used to come over to the house a lot. No, and, you're uh, thinking of Jehovah's. No, no, we oh. had Mormons. Cause my my mom was Mormon, so we had we had. Uh, um, elders come over and you know and, oh, okay. and try to hang out and stuff. So they were interested about riding dirt bikes. So they rode bicycles. So I would have a couple extra bikes at the house, and they would ride dirt bikes down the sand track with me and watch me ride and ride back home. And they were just bicycle the sand tracks. Uh, they're in their little elder suits, dude, and they're riding down the street with me. Excited to ride down a couple of streets to get to the sand track in the desert. So uh-huh. they would actually go ride dirt bikes. Wow, nice. Check you out. That's all yeah. right. Going um, down with the elders. Yeah, no doubt. Talking about uh, bikes here. Kyle, what's going on? Welcome to the show. You had a bike stolen? <laughs> Kyle, what, what's going on? Uh, I almost lost my head today. Why? I live Hawaii. I drive down to the beach, and four years ago, I had one bike stolen. And I, what do I see? A bike in the back of the truck painted matte black. And that was the one. I was ready to roll with the guys. It was your bike? Yeah. From four years ago? How long ago? Yeah. 
four years ago. No way. Yeah, I was just like, I see it right there. Which, you know, I live in Kauai, oh. so it's a small place. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, a small place. And I was just like, I was ready to roll. It's like, I want to call the boys and just like, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm if, just like, ah, you know. If that's Eddie Ray. Yeah. There's some, there's some fisticuffs going. Yeah, we're we're getting them. Yeah, yeah, we're hey, getting my bike. Oh, no. Fun, funny like, story, just to go back to Butler. I'm like, yeah, the bike's already, you know, four year old bike already, and it's spray painted like matte black and just like beat. I'm like, it doesn't even matter about the bike anymore. It's all principle. Yeah, like, no, take it. Truck. You're in Hawaii. Yeah. Damn. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, in Hawaii. Like, the truck. I'm like, I'm like, the surf's nice. I'm like watching the surf, and I'm like pulling. Pull it up to the beach. I'm like, oh, you know, how's it yeah. the bike? And I'm checking them out. I'm like, oh, it's, that's my old bike. Hey, getting back to Hawaii, did you see Pookie with any dudes at all anywhere when you were the last uh, few days? Where'd she go? She where'd went she to, go? Uh, like, Honolulu and then north to some beach up there or something. Or Is something. this this Angie Rodriguez we're speaking of? Yeah. No, you got you got to get her out to the city. she got to go to a different island. Uh, I just want to make sure she was not doing, like, she was alone. Oh, or which, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta call the eyes. I'll, I'll, yeah, we've got eyes in different places. I'll call them and check on. Call your boys and see if she was around because she left today. But I want to know if anything went down. <laughs> she was there. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for yeah. the call. No, no. How, yeah, thanks so much for the show, and you guys rock it. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Um, anyway. Hey. So, yeah. anyways, yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, we're going riding one day. Me and Brandon Butler. Oh, yeah. We're driving. Got our bikes in the back. We're headed to the track in Miami. All of a sudden, this guy pulls up alongside of us. That's my bike. Pull over. Pull over. That's my bike. This guy's running us off the road. Oh, wow. Come to find out after stop. Hey, so we're a little freaked out. Yeah. We're freaked out. Like, he's driving beside us. There's a lot of firearms in South Florida. This is 10 years ago. Okay. Me and Brandon are a little spooked. Like, this guy was a little gangsterish looking cowboys. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, pull over. That's my bike. We're a little nervous. Well, we're going slow. Well, I look in my rear view. About 10 cars back, five, maybe eight cars back, I see a cop. So I start swerving on purpose. So he's like, I'm going to pull this guy over. I start swerving. Woo! Comes and pulls me over. I'm like, oh, thank God. The only time I've been happy to have been pulled over. This guy, I was like. This guy's been following us for like five miles. He's yeah. chased us off the highway. Oh, that guy pulled over too? Yeah, okay, he was yeah. there. He, yeah. This was his bike. Yeah, yeah. We get there. That's my bike. He had it, he had it confused for somebody else's. He <laughs> thought Brandon's bike was a bike that he had gotten stolen from him. But just funny Butler yeah. Brothers and yeah, yeah, here yeah, we yeah, are. A, a guy chasing us and we get pulled. Luckily, the cops pulled us over. Cool story, bro. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, Eddie Ray, everybody. Um, okay. <laughs> at Pulp of X Show at Twitter. Eddie, Eddie's mad now. Kick this iPod <laughs> off. All right, uh, Travis, uh, uh, what's your questions? Let's go. Which ones did you pick? At Pulp of X Show Twitter. All right. Uh, the first one from Will Salazar. He wants to know for everyone on the show who was your surprise and your disappointing rider of the night, both 250 and 450? Kiefer? Uh, 250 was Savachi. Thought he'd be better. Yeah, me too. Uh, and 450. Um, surprise for me on 450. Like I, I was real surprised about Kennard, even though he he had a tip over. I thought he had really good speed. I didn't think he. That's a surprise to you, though. Like, I mean, first round it is for okay. me. Yeah, I All thought right. he'd be around fourth, fifth. But mm-hmm. I mean, even though he finished around there, I thought he uh, 
Mm-hmm. He could have did. He was. He had the speed to do better. So all right, didn't Eddie, really get that. My surprise, really, is Anderson. You know what I mean? Like that he was pretty dominating. He rode solid, and my, you know, kind of like disappointment would be either uh, maybe Will Hahn. LCQ winner, but then yeah, maybe yeah. Will Hahn. Factory Cowie. Really? I think he just wanted to get out of there so he didn't get hurt. Okay. I uh, Barsha's my disappointment. He said he's pumped up and went backwards. And, yeah. But that's weird. Yeah, I guess that would be a, a disappointment, too. And surprise in 450s for me would be Anderson. And we knew he'd be good, but not that good. I don't think. And 250s, uh, I would say Savachi also is a little bit of a disappointment. And a surprise was uh, Cole Nichols, man. Seventh? Eighth? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Cole Nichols, great. Rock River team. So, thought that was awesome. All right. All right, Mike Julian wants to know, with Chad being happy and not changing much on his YZ, does this help Yamaha come back from the bad rap of the 2010 to 2013 450? Well, if you're Kiefer, they've always been good. There's never been a doubt. I disagree. Okay, I was kidding. I disagree, too. Now, I'll take it real quick. Um, I think it's already kind of out of that slump situation. I think it. I mean, if you go to the track, obviously there's a lot of YZs, and uh, um, it's no joke that that thing is good. And I think what Chad, you know, has his setup. Like even in Mathis's um, post race podcast, you know, his is kind of different. His setup is different from JGR. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what's funny though. Sorry to interrupt. I, I, you know, I wouldn't honestly wouldn't be surprised if his setup was better. You know, it's funny, though, uh, Kiefer, um, I talked to some Yamaha people that said the JGR stuff, the direction, the stuff they did helped them with Chad. But I didn't want to say, oh, well, Chad, actually. So whatever. I mean, maybe Chad doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like any of that. That's where that question came from. But right. I just let it go. <laughs> so. All right. Dave wants to know, in your opinion, for everybody, in your opinion, is Jason Anderson a win it or bin it kind of rider? Or can he keep the shiny side up all season? Uh, last year he was up and down. We'll have to see. Another year older, you know, he's not a rookie anymore. I, oh. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna keep it up. Are those nice looking bikes or what? Yeah, they do look good. Right? Yeah, they do look good. They look good, man. I won't lie. What What do you think, Kiefer? Was the nicest looking bike? Oh man, Yamaha's. JDR Yamaha was sick. I yeah. think Will and Eli's bike look really good. Really? Yeah. I like the, um, you're going to laugh, but I really like the green hubs and green sprocket on the Cowies. Nice touch. It's a nice touch. Eddie Ray's not agreeing with me. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. I just thought the JGR and Fab Yamaha's look good. They did? They look really good. Yep. All right. All right. Dan Carlson wants to know how many podiums do you see Dungey getting this season? Got one. How many he, races are there? He six. He made sixteen <laughs> out of seventeen last year. <laughs> How many races are there? Seventeen. 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 Yeah, He's going to get seventeen podiums. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. Not one off the podium. Uh, I, I'll go fifteen. How's that? All right. I'll go sixteen. So he matches last year. Yeah. I'm going to let him make a mistake at one of them. Keith. What? Yeah. RTD two's got you. Quick on action. He's still going to be a little bit inconsistent because he got whiskey throttle in practice. He launched off that berm. He you did. Know? So I know he still sends it. He did launch off that berm. <laughs> nets. What happened? What if we would have nets there? Nothing. Nothing would have happened. 
All right, next question. Brad Sellers wants to know, Steve, why are you so upset about the red flag? There was an unconscious rider on the outside of a term. Hashtag safety, bro. <laughs> I'm not really upset. It's just I go to all these races. I go to these races, all of them, for a long time. And I've seen a lot of riders lay there. I know everything. And there's no red flag. So Michael Lessie laid there in Daytona for goddamn the whole main event. And if you paid attention, if this tweeter, whatever he is, was there, if he was there, he would have seen a couple of unconscious riders that they really, you know, just rode around. I just, you, you are a dick if you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, F that. But I, that seemed like a real quick red flag. And it seemed a spot that they could have kept racing, put up a tough block, the, the, the divide riders or send riders to the inside. I'm just saying. So it's just, yeah. He's not angry. He's not I'm angry. not angry. I'm not angry about it. But Chad agreed with me. Chad agreed with me. Just passionate. Chad Reed agreed with me, everybody. Come down on him. Call him an idiot. He's Chad Reed. Oh, boy. All right. We'll go with this last one from one David Pingree. My question is, how much better would tonight be if I was there? Hashtag, I was available. He was available. <laughs> I said, do you want to come up? Eddie Ray's there. And he's like, oh, so you don't need me. And I'm like, we have a co-host. I saw him at uh, Anaheim. It's looking Arms are looking oh, good. Oh, he's, he's big, right? <laughs> Arms oh, are looking good. Dude, did they have coconut oil on him? That's what I told me. He I don't do, know. Like... He stood there. He's talking to me and Pedro for a second, and yeah. You know and if he I... was here, it'd probably be heaps better. Come on. You can I... never disagree. I mean, Ping, he brings he's, a lot to the table. Right he's here. coming up. I think him and Denny Stevenson are coming on the show. same show. So we're going to make it work. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I offered him to come up, and then he never actually took the offer. I, I think he... like. Eddie, you were booked months ago. So what am I going to say? Hey, Ping, I love Ping on the show. I love him. But, yeah, hey, Eddie, just uh, scratch it. Don't uh, No. Well, I actually did say when you told me Ping might be coming, I was like, hey, you want to give him that weekend? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. Hey, he's good. He's good. So are you. You're Eddie Ray. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. That's it. BTO Sports. I don't know. BTOsports.com. Uh, uh, Pulpamex 10 saves you money at BTOsports.com. Support the show by. We have, for the first time ever, the Pulpamex show has an incentive in their contract with BTO. If we get X amount of new list, new orders, we get a $5,000 bonus. So oh. so keep that up. Travis, have you ever bought from BTOsports.com? I ordered a tire last week. So. Oh, have you ever done it before? I've ordered from BTL before, yeah, oh, but it's fuck been a off, while. Then. Ah, well. I don't think that's a new question. I'm, I'm going to go order. I've never ordered anything. Well, you know account. what? No, 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 no. Account. It would be, it, I think it would be the if you've never used the code before, right? Oh, well, there you go. If I've never used the, co- the code before, I no. think you count then. There, there you go. See? Helping we're gonna, you. We're going to get that what bonus. Tire did you, what tire did you buy? Uh, it was for the 450X, so I just got one of those Dunlop Desert tires. Mm. He meant to say he got a uh, Michelin um, Starcross Well, you know... I need to I need to order more, so it'll probably be the Michelin Starcross Five. That that's a blemish on his record there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That cancels out one of those breads, bro. Hey, yeah. don't, don't uh, I don't know about all that. It. Bread was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, this this it's not Pookie's pie, but it's definitely good. Brad, welcome to the show. You got a question about Brad boils? Hoffman? No, is it Brad? Yeah, Brad Hoffman. Brad, you there? Hey, what's going on, Steve? No. What's, what's up, bro? Chief or Eddie, how you guys doing tonight? What's up, man? Hey, uh, we hear you guys talk a little bit about uh, you know teams using uh, being sponsored by a, a, an oil company or 
what have you, and using something else. Just just in your general opinion, how often does that happen, and is it? I don't think I have a number comment? on it. I, I know two, three, four teams in the past that have done it. Uh, Eddie, do you know anybody? More often than you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you would know maybe Kiefer. What do you What do you know about that? Yeah, you so, guys know more than I would. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, and is it a specific brand? I mean, Vitards talk about Rotella. So is no. that really what they're using? Or no, Rotella's honestly, terrible. Honestly, I really? I've heard any team that uses. Any team that uses another brand of oil, they use Maxima instead of the brand they're sponsored by. Maxima's a good oil. I can tell you that. Instead of the brand they're sponsored by. I've always heard they use Maxima. So. Um, I, I, was, I was with a team, and uh, we were sponsored by an oil, and we were using uh, JGR oil, that driven JGR. Yeah, yeah. Just, just I won't so, say who, but. So there yeah. you go. Brad, it does happen, and it sounds like it happens more than any of us know. So. I mean, I've seen, I've seen bars. Running a different kind of bar yeah. with the right bar pad. Yep, I've seen goggles with the right frame, uh, the, the wrong frame with the yep. right strap. Right, um, and you know, I've a, I've personally seen tires on a factory motorcycle that weren't the right ones, and the brand that it is, we oh, Stu. It had been. Are you talking about gr- Stu? No, RC. RC. Oh yeah, everybody knows. About everybody that. knew that. Yeah, everybody knows. That. I'm just saying, it yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah, it does happen. Pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, there you go, Brad. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Right, thank you. All right, Kiefer, we're going to let you go. Uh, Heather's probably waiting. So she is, she's upstairs out of the bed, ready to go. <laughs> hey, Kiefer, when I said something about Rotella, was you the one that said, really? Is that you? Or is that the yeah, other? Yeah. Guy? Yeah. It, so that, that oil is shitty. Hey, we just this, or just last year, we, for a short time, ran out of our oil for a very short time and we started running it. And our recluse, uh, those uh, the like the um, the pack, the the three point you know yeah. the, I mean they got grooved, burning up plates. We stopped using it, and the problems went away. And when you guys, I always run just petroleum. I don't use synthetic in my in my bikes. Well, a, like a lot of these new with these longer. with these oil companies that are obviously. I mean, you you know racing. A lot of them are now synthetic, but with ester blend, not like car right. synthetic so you know and it doesn't really make sense you think about it for these you know motorcycle oil companies if if synthetics are bad why would they make them you know what i mean it's like yeah. you know they, they're pretty good with with what they make um yeah i always ran I always ran maxima or yamalube even even i was riding other bikes yamalube's always seemed to be yamalube's good, good stuff it is yamalube is good stuff Kiefer, what's your take on the pike freeze thing was the punishment enough um I, I still think, you know, I heard Eddie talking about Freezy not wanting to fight. Well, I've I've seen Freezy fucking punch Michael Lieb's homie in the face at, <laughs> in the two-stroke national, so and break the kid's jaw. And then, and and then JT had JT had Vince Freeze fighting stories too. So clearly, Eddie. Did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Pike has a reason to do what he did. Obviously, you know, he went overboard. When I was sitting there watching, I was like. Well, choke him out. Do something that's going to do something to him instead of just beating his ass on his head. You know, if you're going to do something, do something. And, uh, uh, yeah, but, I mean, Freezy knows what he was doing the whole time, dude. Like, he just crouched down. He didn't throw a punch. He didn't do shit because he knows he's on the edge. If he does anything wrong, he'll be more effed than Pike would be because he's had drama before, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Here's a quick question. Are you, are you – sorry. Okay, Same crash. Yeah, yeah. Vince gets up and starts throwing haymakers. What penalty yep. do they give him? 
Same penalty. No, I I, he could be gone all no. year. I disagree. Yeah, I maybe. He's gone. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. He's gone the whole. He's that's it. Yeah, because he's been he's been reprimanded before. So, and I'm sure right. I don't know if Pike has. I don't remember, but I mean, his his name is so bad, dude. Like, and the thing to me is. Vince was riding so good anyway, he didn't need to do that shit. They both were going to qualify. Yeah. It just seemed like a retarded thing to do. Yeah, I know. Kiefer, that's exactly what I said to Vince after. I was like, man, you're riding so good. You're a little slow in the whoops, but you're riding good enough. You didn't have to do that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I said, like, no matter what, they, you know, Steve says, like, I'm friends with them. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like he didn't do anything wrong. Um, but right. I told him the same thing. He was riding good enough that he would have made it in, no problem, no problem. Yeah. So, and I think the first the first heat race thing, honestly, I think Vince left him enough room. I think Weston just moved over too much and got whiskey over a bale and and fucked himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think Weston felt a different way, obviously, and and the, and then the second thing happened and it just just stewed over and there you yeah. go, you know. Yeah. You, All right. Yeah. No, it's uh There's a good chance if we went to the next race and that same exact thing happens, Weston will maybe stand up and do the same exact thing. You know what I mean? Like he probably do the same thing. Yeah, that was that was a gnarly thing. I just like all the the memes and shit I see now on on social media like yeah. the Mike Tyson tattoo on the side of his face. The, the <laughs> to the the beaties. Got it. Got I guess I the beaties 18 times today, so. Um Hey, I saw Osby's crash on the dragon's back that was gnarly dude that wasn't osby that was marky worth mark worth oh that's who it was marky worth yeah my bad dude that was how about that welcome to supercross you don't even make it a lap and you break your leg right broke a leg arm and a leg i think oh. arm and a leg jesus that's a that's a tough start for albertson and, and the, uh, the the motorcycle superstore team you there no he's gone all right have fun with heather Kiefer. That was a tough start. Poor yeah, guys, you man. Were. You know, Jimmy's, I think Jimmy's been working extra hard to get that thing together, and now all of a sudden oh, we're yeah. already, to it, one guy called, down. Should have cold called Jimmy. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good cold called him. I felt like that worked good. Yeah, I think it's working yeah, well, it's and good. you never know. Maybe Jimmy might be the next one. That would have been a good one. Uh, top five for this weekend in San Diego. The, we're going to give away a set of wheels from Gear Alloy. That's crazy we're going to do that. Have yeah. they lost their mind, those guys? Yeah, and go on atdwheels.com, gearalley.com. they got all kinds of different styles, you know what I mean? Colors, styles, sizes, uh, lots of variety to choose from. Clark styles? That, too. Yeah. You know what? While you're over there searching for wheels, you might as well just click on infeb.com and get a set of bars because you get a truck, bar, and wheels. Yeah. You're on top of the Coming world. up after this commercial break, too, is the NFAB uh, JGR check-in. And we call uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, who's uh, jumping into service after not being allowed to ride the Yamaha track. Uh, he is now allowed to ride it. And now it's flooded. And now it's flooded. So <laughs> we'll get into that and much more. we got your voicemails. Travis is here trying out for the producer's job. James Listamore is here uh, sitting with a headset and apparently smirking here and there. And uh, very happy because of the Canucks won. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey there. This is the voice of Supercross Guy. And you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. 
Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Bolt on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. 
Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey, guys. It's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike. $3,000 $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium is a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at MichelinMotorcycle.com.
The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. And go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech, privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. 
Hey, 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 Wheels. Now that I got out of your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. W USA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com Do it. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Pulp MX Show.
Fly Racing, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection. You use Works Connection? Yes, I do. What do you use? Uh, whole shot device, best Dude. clutch perch on the market. Everybody uses the whole shot device. Okay, besides that clutch no, perch. No, I'm just saying, no, no, I'm uh, saying everybody uses the it. The NFAB and Pro Yamaha teams use it. We use radiator braces, clutch perches, um, brake clevises, axle blocks, um, whole shot device, everything. Michelin Star Cross 5 Atlas neck brace, the best brace out there. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas. You'll love it. Jason Anderson wears Atlas. He's yeah, won the main event. I've seen that. Maybe if you win a main event, if you try it. Give me one. Right? <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, FMF Racing, of course, FMF, a big sponsor of uh, the BTO Sports KTM team, JGR Yamaha, uh, Star Racing Yamaha, a lot of teams, FMF Racing. What more can you say about those guys? W Wheels. Jason Anderson uses W Wheels. Yeah, he does. He just won. Yeah, maybe if I get some, I'll win. Guts Racing, the Phantom Lightweight Seafoam. They're working with a bunch of half the teams in the pits, including some they can't even talk about because they're sponsored by other companies. But yet they use guts for their for their need. Guts Racing, Pulpamex code saves you uh, 20% at Guts Racing. KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, and Ride Engineering. Ride Engineering, you want some triple clamps? I use Ride Engineering. You do? I sure I do. I didn't even know that. On my project bike that we just and did, uh, Adrian gave me a set of 20-millimeter offset and clamps. And how do they work? How do they fit? The uh, bike was amazing. It, uh bike was good. It's GNR. They're back. They're back. They're going to reunite at Coachella. It's very exciting for GNR fans. Eddie doesn't know or care or know anything. No. Welcome back, everybody. Chad Reed has been on the show. Austin Stroop's been on the show. Chris Keeper's been on the show. Zach Osborne's been on the show. And Jason Thomas has been on the show. Jason who? Thomas. Oh, that's how he said Thomas. I know. I did kind of screw it up. All right, um, all right Eddie. I uh, hope you're having fun tonight. Thank you for coming in. No, thanks for it's having been, me. It's, been it's been awesome. N-Fab.com. Anything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV for hard parts, lighting bars, bumpers, steps, uh, accessories. Uh, the N-Fab guys, they build the TRD accessories as well. And uh, anything, the trucks, when you think of truck and truck parts, it's N-Fab.com. And, of course, they help out the JGR team in a big way. Phil Nicoletti will be on the N-Fab Yamaha for outdoors. Which is exciting. And, oh, by the way, um, the um, the NFAB guys have uh, stepped up this year. And we're going to do a little uh, um, segment each week where we try to get the behind-the-scenes talk from the JGR Yamaha guys. Uh, all the crew members, all the riders at different points. We weren't off to a great start this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no one <laughs> over there really wanted to talk. Like crickets. Um. Um, she was, um, she, I was talking, talking to my wife. She's just leaving uh, San Francisco to come here. So I really apologize to everybody. You always yell at everybody for being on their phone. And yeah, but this you. is life stuff. That you're being a bad example to your co-host. If you uh, ever a co-host here, just play on your phone the whole time. Steve uh, does it. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so no one really wanted to talk to the JGR and Fab team. And I understand it. But there was one man we managed to get on the phone. He always wants to talk. He's a great man. Some call him a hero. Some call him angry. Some call him angry. <laughs> He's filthy Phil Nicoletti. This is the n-fab.com JGR check-in segment. So here, Eddie, Eddie Ray and I called up Phil. He, of course, he's filling in for the suspended Weston Pike for San Diego. And, of course, when he was in as co-host here a few weeks ago, we were talking and laughing about him not being able to ride the Yamaha track. Will Phil be ready? What does Phil think about filling in? How's Phil's state of mind? What if Phil wins this week? How's the weather? What's the weather supposed to be like? Why? What do you mean? If it's muddy, Phil could take him down. I'm just talking dry. 
Phil could win that way too. That's what I'm talking about. All right, everybody. So here's the JGR NFAB check-in segment with Filthy Phil Nicoletti. And uh, we'll be right back after this. So take a listen to this and uh, we'll be back. All right, welcome to the NFAB JGR Yamaha update uh, here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing, N-Fab.com. Finest truck accessories money can buy, Eddie. NFAB's got you covered. They are. I will agree. Uh, N-Fab.com and uh, proud sponsors of the JGR team, big part of the JGR team, as also to the uh, Randy Hawkins off-road Yamaha team is the NFAB off-road. Yeah, uh, NFAB Air Pro Yamaha. Yeah, so uh, N-Fab.com, anything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. All right, so what we're going to do is talk to a member of uh, of uh, JB, J, 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 JGR Yamaha uh, each and every week. And uh, this week, uh, Filthy Phil, you drew the short straw. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's really a short straw, but it uh, definitely uh, called in a little earlier than I expected. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, it's pretty uh, under unique circumstances, so it uh, it's kind of different. Well, Weird position to be in. You know, you weren't racing, and so I went over there after the race to try to get this little segment of the show, and there wasn't a whole lot of people talking over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a kind of a quiet evening, but it wasn't. Um, you know, I don't think many people were really mad about the situation. I think they were just kind of in limbo on what was going to happen more so. So right. no one was really really talking. But uh, right. you know, it all it, it unraveled the way it did, and I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was kind of cool. You know what I mean? I mean, from a, a rider and a fan's perspective, from watching from the stands, I think. Uh, Definitely gave it a lot of uh, a lot of excitement, no doubt. It was, huh, Eddie? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was exciting. I was actually at points watching with Phil, not at the racing, but we watched together, and uh, I thought it was action packed all night. So, mm-hmm. okay, Weston Pike, he's been fine. He's been suspended for a race. So, when do you get the call, Phil, that you're going in? Uh well, J Bone let me know uh, last night around like uh, around midnight. Okay. So kind of uh, kind of filled me in and let me know. Um, I mean, I didn't know how bad the uh, the incident or the, the penalty was going to be. Right. I know in 2013 they, you know, they gave Hanny a slap on the wrist and they suspended him for I don't know, one or two rounds or something. But then, you know, last year you had Reedy and um, yeah. you know, getting black flagged, but he was never penalized from a race. I don't believe. Uh, I think he was able to race the following weekend. So it's kind of so everyone's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know which way it's going to swing, and you know that's what they did. They gave him a one race, uh, one race deal. But I think it's uh, you know kind of a little harsh, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, you can't yeah. really can't really fight it. So you know, um, we'll see. But yeah, I got the call last night, or you know, you know, early this morning, I guess you could say, and yeah, in for San Diego. This is fi- Eddie. This is why Phil is a, the great fill-in. Yeah, it was funny. We were sitting in the. I was sitting in the in the stands with uh, Jerma, Jeremy Martin, and Pedro, mm-hmm. and we were actually joking at one point because remember when Barsha went over yeah, the bars in practice? Yeah, I jokingly got my phone out and pulled up Phil's number and showed it to Jeremy like I was about to hit send. Like <laughs> you're in, and then right while that was happening, Pike came up short on that triple. And he rode around like he was like holding his ankle, like he looked like he was in pain. Yeah, yeah. And I kept joking, like, hit send. Like, Phil, well, you're in. Phil, you're in. So, but I mean, hey, bummer the situation, but Phil's a good friend of mine, and I'm pumped to see him get out on the track. Well, Phil, we, uh, we talked about when you came up here to co host, 
you weren't riding the Yamaha Supercross track. Do you think you will be riding it this week? <laughs> uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I just uh, <laughs> I just stopped up there about 15 minutes ago on the way back from uh, from the store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's still pretty flooded out, so I doubt I'll be able to ride up there my one and only week if I could <laughs> really ride up there. But okay, well, so, yeah, she's, so, she's flooded out, so probably not. So you're going to go into San Diego with not having ridden Supercross? Well, I've been riding Supercross, but not the Yamaha. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you've been doing Supercross at Milestone or whatever? Yeah, Milestone, Pala, Elsinore, you know, so it. Uh, I've been getting my getting my time in and stuff like that, you know, so it, it hasn't been terrible. And those actually, the public tracks aren't aren't too bad, you know, um, like they groom them every day, okay. you know, every once in a while and you know, they keep it okay. You know, it's not like how it was back in the day or something like See, that. See, I thought but, you uh, were, I thought you were just motoing cause you just, you hadn't, you know, you couldn't ride the supercross track. You didn't want to bother getting ready supercross oh, wise. But, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I, I have to be ready no matter what, but yeah, I mean like elsewhere in power, like they, you know, 20, 25 guys out there riding and stuff like that. And plenty of other factory guys come out too, you know, mm-hmm. yep. I'm not the only guy out there with a factory bike. So, so it's kind of it's still pretty cool, and you know, obviously you go up to the Yamaha track, and there's only three other people. At least you go out to Elsinore, and there's a bunch of other dudes motoring down. So yeah, it's, it's a cool atmosphere. But yeah, there is that one day I'd, that I'd like to go up and ride the Yamaha track, but uh, yeah, quite unfortunate, I'm not allowed. So uh, it is what it is. You yeah, know? yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll take it. This is your program. This is the deal um, for you, and, yeah. and you know, so it could be just hey, you're racing San Diego, and then you're back out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it, it is unique. But uh, you know, I walking into the pitch yesterday, like I I really didn't intend to be riding really anytime soon. But like I said, I am ready, and you mm-hmm. know, my bike my bike's really good, and uh, you know, just see if I can get on the race bike a little bit this week for a day, and um, you know, see how right. it goes. So it's not it's not hard for Weston's mechanic Glenn because you know Weston runs the same bar, we run the same levers, you know, same tires, yeah. pretty much exact same motor package. So it's kind of uh, you know, it's a, it's an easy switch. Just um, you know how it is from race bike to practice bike. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit tighter feeling, yeah. and you know, just get on it and yeah, see how she is, dial her in. Yeah, for so people, Phil, you'll for, people act- for people who are wondering, it's the same bike. You'll be riding Weston's bike okay. in San Diego. Yeah. That was my question. Yeah. Like, are, you're actually going to ride Weston's bike? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll ride. I'll ride Weston's bike. Yep. Um, I mean, even even last year, like I rode Weston's bike a couple rounds, and then Weston came back. Um, so then I was riding Barsh's bike, and you know, it's it's so easy for those guys to swap over. You know, you know, handlebars and triple clamps and stuff like that. So they don't actually carry yeah. a Phil specific bike. You're just no, no. They were <laughs> actually last year around the tenth round when I was filling in toward the end. They're just like, man, next year we're gonna have your own special bike up in the semi, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, the semi has so many parts and stuff. And like I said, it's, it's not hard for them to change it over to what, to what I ride. You know? And out but, and outdoors, um, you will be on the NFAB Yamaha NFAB graphics. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. Um, I, I will be. So that, so that'd be pretty cool. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. So, okay. By the time, um, by the time we're talking to you, Eddie and I are going to be debating this Pike freeze thing along with the Dungy Stewart thing and along with the Chris Kiefer, Marvin press conference thing and everything else. But Phil, so let's get your take. Obviously Vince has that reputation. You know, he was mm-hmm. moving over a bit. There was the heat race incident. I don't think anyone can say that his move on Pike in the, in the semi was smart. It was a dumb move. But what's your take on the whole situation? Now, you said that you don't agree necessarily with the suspension, but 
if you're the racer, you know, obviously Weston is a special and unique person, as we all know. But um, is it just a guy who's just had enough? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can look at the past. Obviously, Vince and Weston have had run-ins before, Washougal in 13 or, uh-huh. I don't know, something like that. They've gotten in a little tantrum. And, you know, last night, I mean, yeah, Freeze is riding pretty well. And then it came to a certain point where it's just like uh, – you know, it just became roadblocking, um, you know, cutting lines off and this and that and cross jumping on triples. Like I, I seen it all, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're not stupid. And, you know, it comes to a point when you're getting cross jumped over a triple and you're grinding the hay bales on the landings. Like it's, it's not very fun. And, right. you know, and then obviously the first time Weston probably could have checked up when, when he went down in the heat race which right. was whatever. Um, but the semi, I mean, you're both in, you know, transfer spots and this and that. Like, there's no reason to no. hammer somebody like that. You no. know what I mean? Um, should Weston have unloaded a few um, haymakers on him? <laughs> uh, maybe in the tunnel? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Live television? No. But is it right. good for TV? Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of uh, to catch 22. Like, I was... I was a fan of it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was up in the Wiener Schnitzel suite, shadow boxing as it was going down, fist pumping. So it's kind of, uh, you know, I was I was okay. Like, I just seen the way Freeze was riding, and, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a catch-22. It, it could kind of go either way. Um, I mean, I'm I'm good with both guys, but obviously wasn't a teammate, so you kind of, you know, not biased, but got to yeah. swing that way from when you see – see the views that i've seen so um yeah we'll see i just uh yeah maybe one blow to the head i mean obviously you had a helmet on so yeah again punching the head six times with a helmet versus getting cross jumped on a triple i'd take the punches to the head with a helmet on you know um i'm sure anybody everybody else would agree with me on that one so phil what about this um, let's let's put you in this situation you're in the semi uh you're both in and the same move happens to you, what's your reaction? I mean, it's hard. Obviously, we look at it now, and you know, like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe Weston overreacted, but, you know, every action has a reaction. What would have, what would Phil have done? Would you have been, would you given him a, at least a shove? What, uh, how would you have reacted? Like, be uh, honest, how would you have reacted? I for sure would have gave the, the shove. Would I punched him? Maybe, I don't know. It's kind of a... Like maybe a yeah. helmet slap or something? Yeah, probably, you know, maybe a little, you know, a little woman slap or something. But then again, like I've been in that position last year with Anderson in, in Dallas. Like I almost snapped on him on the starting gate when he mm-hmm. cleaned me out. We had a restart. And if it wasn't for uh, um, Dungeons and Kenneth Carlos, I, I definitely would have killed him and probably got suspended on the gate there. But it's, I don't know, it's hard when you get emotions into it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're both racers. I mean, you can only get slammed and crushed them so many times before you finally snap. And, um, you know, and like I said, those two obviously have hated each other for a long time and they've had plenty of run-ins. So I think, uh, yeah, Weston just had enough. Yeah, know? and I think that's what it is. Is Obviously, we all know there's no love lost between, you know, Weston and, and, and Vince. So, like, I always, I'm kind of looking at, like, if that was two other, like, let's say Weston and, you know, for instance, Chad Reed. I, do mm-hmm. you think Weston would have reacted the same way on Chad Reed? Uh, I don't believe so. You know, I, I, I don't think so. Um, maybe a shove, but I don't think you would have unloaded on him. Right, sure. right. That's what um, I'm saying is I know the past. We all know the past with yeah. Weston and, and Vince. So, I... Really, um, 
I kind of, I kind of maybe expect, you know, if that for that to happen, for it to go down like that. Two other yeah, riders, I, I think I, I see two people yelling in each other's faces, and you know, better not happen again, or you know, I'll get you next time. But those two, I mean, that was, you know, that was basically yeah. just adding, you know, gasoline to the fire. Yeah, and 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 even from the past, like I don't know, you know, it's hard to say when will Vince kind of learned from it because like Weston's owned them twice now, like once at Washougal and now at this time, like it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. Like he didn't even swing back or anything. Like he just took it. Like at that point you think like, all right, my manhood's at stake here. Like I got to do something, you know, I don't care. I'd rather go down dying instead of, you know, limping around you know what i'm saying but it's kind of uh <laughs> i agree we we've yeah. talked about this and hopefully you know like i said this will come up on the show but i'm uh, sure it will you know <laughs> oh, yeah, i said definitely. this i said the same thing i said i really wish vince would have reacted you know what i mean like oh, he should have absolutely you know i mean the way the way it looked looked like he was just uh, you know it's hard to say but the way the videos look kind of like he was scared you know, um, but maybe it was a defense to say, hey, you know, I want to keep racing or, you know, if I swing back, then I'll get screwed. Like, so, you know, there's all those different types of um, angles you can look at it. But, um, but yeah, just to, when you're getting up to get unloaded six times in the head, it's kind of probably a little shell shocking at first. But <laughs> yeah. You had to know, you had to know it was coming. I mean, geez. Only, only because I've seen this on Instagram at least. I mean, how many times has this been reposted on Instagram? Oh, if I've you watch it real close, a hundred times. Hey, if you watch, and that's only for the people we follow. Just imagine how many yeah. people, you know, the the fifty, sixty, and the, the you know hundreds of thousands that watched it, you know, that filmed it off TV. If you watch, he actually, you say he got hit, like he threw a couple punches and caught Vince in the helmet. You watch real close, he gets him in right he below the helmet, the, the back of the neck, a couple yeah. times, really good. Yeah, yeah. And so, Wesson's knuckles were pretty bloodied up, you know, so. Um, he definitely, he definitely did a number, you know, whether he did get him in the back of the helmet and stuff, but you know, it is what it is. I think it's good for the sport, you know? Um, but I think hey, it was cool. Like I was, I was, I was pumped for it. You know, if anyone says it's, you know, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct, I just think it's lame. I can tell you this. You know? Nobody stopped watching Supercross last night. If anything, no, people, exactly. more people started watching Supercross. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. And, you know, like, I, I like reading Vital and stuff like that. And I got, there's people on there saying, you know, it's such a bummer because my kids were watching that and this and yeah, that. Yeah, like, I got those. Are you serious that right now? <laughs> I get a life. It's just, uh, that's I mean, the, what, li- that's the liberal Phil Nicoletti Joe- coming through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's going to happen when little Joey's got to stand up to Big Bad Billy in, you know, seventh grade in high school? You know, like, geez, suck it up. <laughs> So, All right. Yeah, I think I think it was cool, but yeah. No, I'm with I'm with gonna, uh, I'm with uh, Eddie Ray. If you have an internet radio show, it's gonna be it's it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we'll um, see, but yeah, we'll just uh, get ready for San Diego. And, well, good job, Phil. Yeah, yeah you're, you're in. You're in probably a lot sooner than you thought, and under different <laughs> circumstances. But uh, the, yep. we're looking forward to having you back and the NFAB JGR check-in. We gotta come up with a fancy name. Right. I don't know. We'll come up with something, but. Yeah, that'd be cool, but I appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, see ya. See ya. Phil Nicoletti, everybody, on the NFAB JGR check-in. That is the great filthy Phil Nicoletti. He is in for San Diego, and that's it, unless something goes wrong again. So um, where do you have him, Eddie? Uh, I'm going to say 12. Yeah, yeah, we can go with that, right? 
first race in for, and it's been a while right. since he's, you right. know, I'm going to say 12th, which I think will be a great showing for Phil. Yeah. I think that'll be really good. Do you think Anderson wins this weekend? I know we talked about it, but who do you think wins? I think Roxon wins. Um, I, I always look at it like I'm going to put it as I'm betting money on it. I'm going to say Dungey. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Hey, we haven't talked about two fifties at all or very little. Yeah, I know. Everything's Nelson? been so overshadowed by Freese and Pike. I know, and, and Dunge Stew and everything else. Yeah. Um, Nelson had a good lead. I liked how Webb never panicked. Webb never never did anything stupid. Slowly clicked off the six or seven second deficit. And uh, and then I was surprised that there wasn't any fight left in Jesse. Once Cooper got by, like I thought he's going to you know maybe do a, a last lap thing or whatever. But Cooper just took off, man. He's He can't be beat right now. You know, I, I think at that point, when you have a lead, yeah, and, and it gets gobbled up, and you see the guy coming, sometimes you just <laughs> got to be smart. Yeah, some people will put that fight up and throw a whole race away and go from second to seventeenth. I think Jesse made a smart move tonight. I was second. I'll get him another time. You know, that's yeah. kind of what so, he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I just think right now Cooper Webb has got these guys. I'm not going to say outclassed. But over this off season, riding 450s with guys like Chad, you know, uh, these these you know seasoned veterans, and he's motocrossed the nations to take that spot on the 450. Yeah, I think he's just mature in, in a short time. I think he's matured immensely, and I think now he's almost like a 450 guy back in the 250 class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got that. He's gained a lot of knowledge yeah. in the last. Six months. He's he's got to be smart, and Cooper's got to realize like, don't throw it away, because his speed is there. In, in the last few I mean, months, have we seen Cooper throw anything like motocross the nations? We thought for sure he was. Gonna, yeah, he was good. He was going to be the weak link. He was the guy we were worried about. Did nothing stupid. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Rode solid. Went to Australia. Went to Bercy. Went to Japan. Yeah, Japan. Nowhere in there did Went we see Lil, him yeah. throw it away at all. Ah, uh, well, he did crash at Lil over the dragon. Yeah, track. that was a t- that one. was a pretty gnarly track, it though. Was, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nelson was good. Osborne was good. Webb's the class of the field. Savachi will get better for sure. Uh, Dakotas, Jimmy D. Jimmy D was a, sil- uh, a silent sleeper for sure. Yeah, fourth, yeah. like he was just kind of cruising. He Absolutely. he really held his position. Yeah. Had a few people do this and that. Yeah. Um, Christian. I thought showed showed speed. Showed speed, yeah. Showed speed. We can work with speed. <laughs> we can work with speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, yeah. it won't surprise me if Christian wins a race. Yeah. I won't be like, oh, my gosh, no, I can't believe that no, happened. No, he's got it. You know. Um, Jesse, what's going on? Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Jesse Nelson. Uh, hi, you said Jesse? Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Uh, I won't waste your time asking how you guys are doing, but I do want to fluff you real quick. Um, I travel for a living, mm-hmm. and the show keeps me sane while I'm on the road, so absolutely love that. That's awesome. Thank um, you, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, also, we got our friends, all my friends playing fantasy, so that's great, too. Oh, good, um, good. You just mentioned Craig, and we saw in 250 Heat 2, uh, Cooper was chasing Craig, and the yellow flag came out. It looked like uh, Craig slowed down a little bit and doubled maybe, and Webb tripled and went right on past him. And we all thought that that 
might have got a penalty or something. It didn't. So we looked up the yellow flag in the AMA rulebook, and it says proceed with caution, but it says passing is allowed. Well, kind of randomly tonight, I wanted to see what a jinky show looked like, so I checked out the Show Pro 198 with mm-hmm. Adam Cicerulo in-house. And oddly enough, you guys had mentioned, I think it was Oakland last year, Baggett and Freeze both got docked a position because they jumped on a yellow flag. So what is the deal? Can you pass? Can you jump? Should you get docked? You can you can pass, but you can't like if it if the red flags maybe we maybe it was a a caution maybe it was a the a, yellow a, flag a, they they a, put it up the yeah. yellow flag says nothing changes in the race just there's there's some sort of small amount of danger up ahead you can continue to race you can continue to pass just be aware there's something going on out there. When those guys got penalized last year, on the triple, was they it the triple? rolled and doubled the triple out, and that's why they were penalized. The triple is a different thing, uh, Jesse. The triple means uh, you can't jump at all. So, um, double it, triple it. Um, when the lights are on, Mitchell Harrison this week yeah. in in the 250 main got docked two positions because the lights came on. Yeah, he rolled the first one and doubled out. Yeah, can't do that, but. The yellow flag, nothing changes. Yeah. It's a green flag situation. Just unless it's on a triple, caution. unless it's on a triple, because they'll wave a yellow triple. and lights. They'll do both. Right. Yeah. Okay, lights on a triple. That yeah. makes sense, and that might have been yeah. Baggett and now if you're if they're in a year. rhythm section and the red cross flag is out, they cannot jump. Yeah, you can't they jump have at to all. roll. They keep their wheels on the ground. But I think Christian just got confused. And you could see he was very upset. Not ups- I mean, You could just see there was some concern after the race. Like, what just happened? I just got passed twice. Right. Um, he just got a little confused. And, and, you know, Cooper just continued to race. Um, probably just a little bit of a mistake on Christian's part. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks yeah. for the call, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you very much, guys. All right, Appreciate thanks, it. Man. All right. Nick, what's going on, man? How are you? Nick. Tim, what's going on? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Welcome to the show. Oh, nice. Um, I have a quick question. Well, not one, a question and kind of a statement. I was kind of surprised by Colt Nichols, how he did. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, we brought him up a little earlier. I, I agree. He was fast. But, you know, last year on the East, before he got hurt, he had some good rides. He really did. He's got some skills. Yeah, he does. I was surprised. Um, how about his bike situation? He's still riding that Porcel type factory bike, or is he more of a production base? No, Colt Nichols is on uh, Rock River Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, I know they they get some type of oh the Porcel bike. I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. G- yeah GYTR, yeah, GYTR. He's, he would be GYTR. I know Amart got Yamaha stuff last year. I would think that was an Amart only thing, uh, Eddie, and, and they're back to probably. GYTR. They're they're probably using you know yeah. the standard GYTR head cams, you yeah. know, so yeah. on and so forth. Yep, with maybe a little bit of yeah. work from Yamaha on the side, but yeah, um, basic wow. basic GYTR stuff. That's surprising. I mean, that shows how far that bike's come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. He's uh, that bike is the one to have right now in that class. It's it's solid, man. It's so funny how it went from two guys in the class out of out of eighty. 80 pre-entrance like four years ago, five years ago to now, I don't know, however many. They got a ton. They're everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree, I agree. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, Nick, what's up? Welcome back. Nick, hey, you, Nick you there? Yep, yep. What's, what's your question? What's happening? Hey, I got another. I got a tech question for you guys. Uh, okay. What do, you, what do you recommend for guys that just buy a brand-new four-stroke bike? And as far as break in and what to do for 
for breaking it in. Dude, there's so many like myths and things about heat cycles and race, riding them easy and all that. Over, not none of that. Two strokes, yeah, a little more. Even that. Yeah, dude, I used to watch these four strokes. I'd, I'd put a brand new motor in, crank crank bearings, pistons, everything, and they would just go out and pin the shit out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, like. But what you should do is um, don't ride it too long, Nick, with the standard transmission oil in it. Um, whatever comes with out of the box, get get ride it, break it in, drain it right away, and put some good stuff in. Okay. And uh, other than that, just don't don't take it in deep sand if it's really cold out or whatever. You know, if you're somewhere where it's cold and there's a deep sand track, take it easy on that. But other than that, dude, just ride it. You're fine. Cool. Yeah, and that's the other question I had. If you got time, uh, the guy on there was asking about the Rotella oil. Mm-hmm. And his recluse clutch and his probably had Yamahas or whatever. Um, did he have like a new clutch pack in it when he switched to Rotella, or did, was he using the Maxima before? No, oh, I don't know. We didn't get that far into it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, that was the other guy on there. What's what's his name? The guy in the studio, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Ed. We just we I I work for a Yamaha team. Uh, Yamaha's uh, factory off-road team, which is the MFAB and Pro Yamaha team, and we used we we didn't have we were waiting for our drums of oil to came in come in, and we used that for a short time, and we had nothing but problems. I mean, I mean that started as soon as we started using it, and as soon as we stopped using it, the um you know the the, the problem ceased. So um, we didn't we there's definitely no good. I mean we it didn't do us any good. Wow, and that's just with the recluse clutch or for everything you used? Uh, well, when we used it on the regular, in the regular clutches, all of a sudden we started breaking clutch plates. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I know some guys that use it and love it. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Ask, yeah. ask Yamaha, like they yeah. say, do not use it. Yeah, yeah. Huh, interesting. So. All right, thanks, Nick. Yeah, oil's always going to be a weird issue, but it is. I just yeah. kind of care. So. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, guys. All right. Uh, Pop-Up Metro presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We gave away uh, an Andrew Short or Trey Kennard replica. Numbers 14 and 28 emails. Uh, win that, win that, win a helmet. Win a helmet of their choice. The Fly Racing F2 Carbon one. So that's pretty cool. Don't forget Gear Alloy Fantasy Supercross. Pick the top five for this weekend in San Diego. Send it to contest at popupmechshow.com. If you get it right, you get a set of wheels. If you and another dude get it right, we'll do a draw. Well, we know, like, obviously, when does that cut off right before the the main goes or how yeah, will yeah. you be able to tell when the email yeah, comes in? Yeah, when the email time step. Oh, by the way, too, only one entry per email. That's it. You can't yeah. just can't send it all in. If I see duplicates, you're out. You're out. Although maybe somebody already sent duplicates in and I didn't specify that the first time. I'm going to give you guys a two-hour window. Then I'm cutting you out. At 10.53 Pacific, if I see anything well, that it. technically wasn't on air then, so they're only hearing this for the first time now. No, we were on air then. Oh, were we? Okay. Yeah, we were. So, um, yeah, then uh, only one entry per email. So you just can't keep guessing and guessing. And uh, top five, see what you got. Four, wins a set of wheels from Gear Alloy. We're givers, Eddie. That's what yeah. we are. Of course. <laughs> um, and so you're, you're back east now? You're yep. going to go back east? Going back east, heading home tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Got to start getting ready for our season that's about to start in March. GNCC, Sprint Enduro, National Enduro. Get home, start building race bikes. Um, you know, just uh, just like these Supercross guys, are, our season will start up in, in March, so we'll be pretty much wide open and uh, 
getting ready for that. Are you still doing some car racing? Oh, always going to be doing the car racing. That's uh, on my off weekends, Saturday nights, going out there with the <laughs> with the best of them. So still going to do that. And, uh, you know, like I said, been doing a little mm-hmm. test riding for a magazine. Been doing some of that. Yeah, so MXA. Yeah, a little MXA. John Basher back on the East Coast. Done a couple uh Two gigs with those guys. I, I can't wait because there's Pulp MX stickers on your. There is NFAB a Pulp MX sticker on, on there on the Infab bike. So there is, and Pulp MX will make it into the pages of Motocross Action. We hope. Of course, it will. It should. Are you going to get me Vanilla Ice's number for this interview? I'm working on it. Wes Kane, what's what's the deal? You don't want to give up. He's protecting him like he's Britney Spears or something, like you know, Wes, Pink. Wes, no one cares about Vanilla Ice anymore. I'm not going to give his number out and have it flooded with people. Rob seems like a nice guy, but you can give his number out. I had I had Johnny Knoxville's number. I've had Jeremy McGrath's number. I have James Stewart's number. All right, new pulp contest. Whoever calls in with Vanilla Ice's phone number gets a set of wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to interview him. That's all. I don't. I just think Rob. It's been an interesting story. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I mean he is. He's a great. I mean he's a great guy. I think he'd be a good interview. So why is Wes Kane holding it like it's Obama's phone number? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I I wish I had an answer West for you. Ca- Westgate Mafia is actually just like guns against Vanilla Ice's yeah, number. He's got his guns protecting that number. Right. That's what I mean. It's a mafia. He's got his phone locked. We don't know the code. Dude. Let it go, bro. We're gonna get it. All right. We're gonna get it. Maybe and he's listening. Hey, maybe he listens. I'm sure he does. Brad maybe Hoff- he listens to Pulp MX. If Brad Hoffman listens. <laughs> Very well. Brad will be West. driving to work or hunting or who knows where right. he'll be driving to pick up suspension. Just, if Brad's listening, we had the cedar thing earlier. If Brad's listening, Brad, lighten up. You're not curing cancer. And you've had a lot of issues at Star Yamaha over the years where we in the media. Brad, I don't condone this, what he's saying. So this is him talking, not me. You've had me. a lot of issues in the, in the, in the, with keeping riders, keeping team managers. Brad, a lot of riders have left Star Yamaha and been very upset about their time on the team. Now, having said that, Great job with Cooper Webb and Jeremy Martin and Alex and a Swanepoel won a moto, won an overall or a moto, a moto. Swanepoel won a moto. You've done good things too, and we write good things Jessica about it. Jessica Patterson won a championship. You're not curing cancer, Brad. You're not curing cancer. Just a race team. That's it. All right. All right. <laughs> now he's mad at you again. God damn it. <laughs> now he's mad at you. Are you happy? <laughs> just when he was softening up, he he probably just. He probably wants his money back for the app. <laughs> Damn it. You think he bought the app? $1.99? I don't know. He wouldn't. All I know is I saw he had it up on his phone, if and any, I couldn't tell if it was the app if, or not. If anybody buys the app and they hate me, it's got to just really get to them some more. <laughs> so That's a pink for me. <laughs> yep. A few more cents in your pocket. Right? Uh, Travis, uh, you enjoy, oh, hold on. Let me turn your mic on. Travis, you enjoy your time? Absolutely. It's fun over here. You handled it pretty well. You brought some banana bread, too? Banana you nut know. bread. Yeah, I'm, just, unless, doing, I'm uh, just doing what I can. Unless Rocky got it. Ah, uh, well, can't help you there. Let's uh, just hire him. Let's just do it. Let's make it official. <laughs> what about Talon? Yeah, you know, Talon's a good guy. This is a tough decision. Talon, listen, you're a great guy. You did a good job. But I listened to the last show and this one, and he brought banana nut bread. He fixed the computer. Well, he didn't fix it. He just said, hey, how about blowing out the fan? That fixed it. No two ways about it. He fixed okay. it. Okay. Give the guy some credit. That's Give just the, the tip of the iceberg, Steve. There's sure. more to come. He's got more. Hey, he's not showing us all his cards right now. <laughs> Smart move. It's a good move. It's going to be a tough decision. I like talent. I like Travis. What was this guy last night when we were getting murdered, not showing all our cards uh, and stuff? By the way, uh, 
Yeah, we. I lost hundred dollars in blackjack. Maybe the quickest. Human we should have just given it to a homeless person. It would have. I would have felt better about it. I took you to Cabo Wabo. That was great. And just, I, I loved it. Jessica's excited about it. We're gonna go there. But it was. A, I mean, it was a great restaurant. It was good. Wasn't Sammy there? I wish Sammy was there. Oh, I, I wish. Wasn't he singing? Hey, do great. you remember our argument on our drive, our two thousand to three thousand mile trip to Ohio no, and, uh, do not and the van? Remember no. we argued? I thought Sammy Hagar was the lead singer for the. Um, <laughs> I can't drive fifty five. That is Sammy. But I thought that was Twisted Sister. No, that's Sammy. <laughs> it's not Twisted Sister. I thought Sammy was the lead singer for Twisted Sister. <laughs> I remember we that, argued the that, whole way. That would have made me mad. Uh, we argued the, a long <laughs> way. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he's saying for Twisted Sister. I know like, he didn't. <laughs> Eddie Ray was trying to mind like an elephant. Blow up my Ford Aerostar with a jet ski in the back. <laughs> going to Ohio. We got a jet ski. We're leaving California with a jet ski going to Ohio. <laughs> that seems backwards. Yeah. Usually you load the jet ski and head to California. Yeah, that was that was a that was a what's good your, trip. Two thousand. What's your memory when we worked together uh, at KTM? My what most, you, what my you, most, not me, not me, just the te- team, like just yeah, the team. Mm, there's a few. There's a few. One, when the d- garage door got hit <laughs> by me. Two, <laughs> when. <laughs> 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 Tom Comar's box fan. Yeah. Uh, once when Roderick Thang's ignition went out while he was leading, you and we did. thought he was going to destroy the inside of the semi. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really. Why do you think Bowen just stood there and didn't tell me the bay door was up? I'm high not enough? sure. I'm still trying to figure that out. Like he just literally watched you back into the door and then go. Why? There's no camera in here, but yeah. And just walk. He literally didn't say, like, hey, you hit the door. Yeah. You hit the door. I you pulled, pulled the, forward, pulled, and he just walked away. I pulled the bay door up, thought it was high enough, got in a box van, slowly backed in the race shop, hit the bay door. He was standing there watching me the whole time, never said a word. Another mem- another memory, the plaza. Oh, Everybody the plaza. stayed at the plaza. Plaza, yeah. Oh, the Denny's in the plaza. Oh, boy. And then, uh, uh, yeah, Roderick Thane's ignition went out, started destroying the semi. Yeah, started destroying the semi. Your choke fell out one time. Yeah, thanks to Komar. No, Mo, Komar. Yeah, Komar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thanks to Komar. Yeah. Good my, times. My choke comes undone at Binghamton and oh, 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 Kelly Smith's fifth place. And it comes in and I'm like, huh, never seen a choke ever back out of a carburetor. That's really weird. I've never taken that off. Komar's like, yeah, I took, it, I took the carburetors apart this week. Oh, okay. Thanks, Tom. Good job on that. You, we won a race. Ellie Smith? Won a, won a race. Were you on the team then? Yeah, okay. 2000. No, but you joined the team at some point. Yeah, uh, about... Um, Supercross? Was it in Supercross? Yeah, uh, when y'all went to... Hey, I came on to the... I went to the plaza when you guys were in Joliet. Oh, uh, okay. And Kelly and yeah. uh, One Punch almost went at it. Oh, I don't remember Tyler that. Evans. Oh, they almost went at it? Don't you remember they almost got in a fight at Joliet? No, 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 I don't remember Oh my goodness! Uh, the Marini team, Evans was on, wasn't he? I don't remember which team he was oh, on, okay. but I mean, yeah. I just remember them almost having a fight. Like I remember you know, when y'all came back to the shop, that was like the talk of the week. Was, oh shit! I don't remember. Y'all that. almost had a little squabble. Yeah, yeah. And then me and KJ had our first race together at uh, at Vegas. Oh, okay, yeah, KJ. We we did the best. We got seventh. KJ, good guy. Yeah, we came yeah. back. Yeah. Took everybody down. <laughs> 
he had to take out Isaiah in the LCQ. Remember that? No. For the last spot, took out Isaiah, his cousin. Oh, shit. You don't remember? No. What was it, my rider? I remember Kelly Smith. You did. Man. You been doing drugs? I remember winning the national. That's what I remember. Being number one in the world. KTM's first ever win, and Rob Bush hugged me. Rod Bush. He hugged me. Never never talked to me ever since before or after, but that, that time he hugged me. What about in Binghamton when something happened to all the bikes and all of a sudden Komar started calling all of, all of us and he started going off about foreigners, how we foreigners on our team. You don't remember that? No. He called your phone and then he called somebody else's phone. Then he called Rag's phone. He just kept calling everybody until somebody no, would answer uh-huh. and nobody would answer. <laughs> like from each one of us, caller ID was like, you know, oh, it's Komar, don't answer. Yeah. Oh, it's Komar, and, don't and answer. When, when did he start going about foreigners? On your voicemail or on, on somebody's voicemail. voicemail. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he, you know. Drinking? He, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was mad. He's like, the foreigners, all they do is quit. They have no heart. So I wish you would have quit working on my carb and before you got pulled the choke out. So, all good right. times. Uh, Eddie Ray, uh, here you go. Here's our sponsors. You read these. All right. Pulp Mech Show. Let's see. Ah! You got to wait. It starts here. All right. Here we go. Uh, BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, InFab Jeep and Truck Parts. Why don't you write the whole thing? In fact, you just got InFab Jeep and Truck Parts. Okay. Race Tech, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, uh, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, uh, FMF Racing, W Wheels, uh, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, and Ride Engineering. Um, oh, someone in the chat room wants to ask about uh, Lawson bopping. And yeah, hey, you, you know love, what? You, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of discounted Lawson bopping. No. Hey, this kid, I watched him ride he in Australia. Great. He rode great. This kid's good, and he really surprised me. I didn't think he'd be that good here, like yeah. as good. But yeah. he was solid. He was yeah. in the front of every group. You know he's what I mean? The, he's the Nick Schmidt, Tevin Tapia. I think he's better. But I'm saying these Listen, guys can come out of nowhere this is and make his, In America, his first race in America, you know, in the 450 class. I think if he sticks over here, he, I mean, I'm not going to say he's, he's not going to be, you know, a fifth place guy. I could see him moving up to around 10 through 12. No, but I watched Lawson Bopping go in Australia, and he's, uh, he's solid for sure. Daniel Reardon. Mm. Hey, Suzuki. Suzuki. I was really waiting for you Here's to talk the to call. You. Suzuki. You know, Pat Alexander. Daniel Reardon. Get him. Get I, was really, him. I was really waiting you to bring up Reardon's name with Chad, who does not like Daniel Reardon. Yeah, you said that. So that's why I was like, I'm just going to stay quiet over here. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know Daniel Reardon. Yeah, I don't yeah, know the guy. Yeah. I've never well, talked to him. Okay, so if, if Dan Reardon and Benny Blose are in a house fire and you can only rescue one, who do you rescue? I just let them both go. Really? Yeah, I just let it burn. Because you love them. You love I some like Benny Blose. You love some Benny Blose. You know? You know what? I take that back. I probably, you know, I don't know Daniel. So I don't know Benny either. You don't know Benny. I, I, I've said the same amount of words to both of them. Right. Zero. I know. But I know Benny's parents. So I'd probably say Benny just so I could, you know, keep my, my relationship solid with his parents. Okay. Because you love so Benny. So I'd say Benny. Okay. Benny right. had a rough week at Arena Cross. You saw that, right? Yeah. You yeah, saw, saw the Instagram yeah. photo. Yeah, I saw the He saw has that. a fender, like, in his butt. It's not good. Strooby, uh, Austin Stroop was on the show tonight talking about Arena Cross. Good luck to him. Chris Kiefer was on. Phil Nicoletti was on. Zach Osborne with the gear out of cold call. Yeah. Purcell's got a therapy dog. What did the guy say about Lawson bopping? You never told me. He just said, talk about Lawson bopping, Eddie. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's, our, that's probably our buddy Ty that lives in Australia. Okay. Well, I don't know. 
That's McKinsey's. Our, my buddy? You know, no, no. Oh. Our, our friend, you oh. know McKinsey Tricker? Yeah. It's her sister's boyfriend. And it's probably him. It's okay. got to be. Uh-huh. And he's buddies with Lawson Bopping. And this is in the middle of the day in Australia. Oh, Australian yeah. guys are yeah. loving it right now. They're yeah. just getting off work. They're probably like, yeah. they started after lunch. I told you. I, it's like middle of the day there. They're just probably heading to the beach. It's 100 degrees, heading to the ocean. And it says, he says it's not high. Oh, then. Um, and Chad Reed was on, too. Great to, great to hear from Reed. He had been trying to get him on. He couldn't come on because he didn't, couldn't talk about his deal. Reed's solid. Reed solid. Yeah, he's a good interview. I think for he's sure. being very strategic right now. He's just playing her nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Come round eight, um, I think Reedy really pours it on. Man, there is no way next week's show can uh, bring the drama like this week. There's too much going on. But yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll the server stays up. Chris Kiefer, uh, Randy Richardson, and Travis Preston in studio. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Be really I'll good. be listening. Uh, all right, thanks to SwizzCore for his help. Thanks to Moser for his help. Appreciate it. Travis, man, thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, um, hey, you're hired. Hey, thanks. All right, there we go. You're you're hired on the Eddie Ray Radio show. Stamp of approval. I'll take that. I'll hire him. Let's hire him. Just make it official. (laughs) Hold on. He has to tell me to suck a dick so I know exactly. He ain't going to do that. Absolutely not. He ain't going to do that. (laughs) I'm kidding. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week. Pumpa Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.